you are watching the vodka stream. And a Merry Christmas to you, everyone. How's everybody doing? Hey, uh, let me put that. There we go. Let's get it. I should have made a Christmas border, but anyways, it's all good. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Vodka Stream. Man, hopefully you guys got your Christmas shopping done and everything. Hopefully you guys are off work and everything. Of course, I'm wearing my, my Batman hat that I always wear. When it comes to this kind of stuff, it's my winter hat. I should get it's it's I should get one that I should just get a Batman, you know, Santa hat, but you know, did not. But anyways, how's it going, everybody? That's right. I'm drinking eggnog tonight. It's an eggnog stream, right there. Drinking in my awesome JL mug that I drink my coffee every morning in. So cheers, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hmm. wee. Okay, I made that one a little strong, but hey, that's what we do here. Oh yeah, tomorrow's gonna be fun. No, but uh, yeah, I, I, I usually use Captain Morgan, and I went, I went for Sailor Jerry, and holy crap, does that got some bite to it? Yeah, and uh, hey, what's going on, Max Wolf? Good to see you, buddy. You're first, and of course, we got Antonio Baker right here. Nice. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. We got Yakko right here. How you doing? Yeah, you know, just chilling, just chilling. Hopefully I have a good one. Uh, and then we got Treveman Entertainment right here. What's going on from Vegas? Ribbon Moon with fire. Yeah, we're going to be doing a full-on spoiler discussion. So when the panel gets in, there's no uh, holding back. We're going to be talking spoilers like crazy. So just you, you letting, uh, letting you guys know now. And uh, we got Laria, right? Linria, right here. Hi, Dave. How's the magnificent chin doing? Well, you know, you know, I could probably use a shave. Maybe I did get a haircut today, but you know, of course, it's hiding under this monstrosity on my head. Hey, Miss Nighthawk is here. Hello, hello, Steph. Hi, Steph. And then we got Carlos. Carlos, right here. Hello, hello. Yo, what up, people? Friday night. That's right. What's going on, Jose? We got Naval right here as well. Yo, what's up, Mr. Film Junkie? Watch Rebel Moon. It's so good, but it would be even better with director's cut. I feel it feels like Zack Snyder movie without the execution. It's dark. PG. Yeah, it's a hard PG-13 for sure. Ah, thank you. Yes. You know, I was like I was putting that together at almost last minute. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot my Christmas intro. So I've had that video and I had to like redo it and put some, you know, non-copyright Christmas music on there. So uh, you want more? Yes, I think we all want more. What's going on? Tis the season, y'all. And let's see. What's going on, Phil? Good to see you, buddy. All right. Deck the balls. There you go. All right. Who else we got here? We got uh, Fear Jason. Good to see you. We got Sean right here. Says Rebel Moon was dope. Sweet. Yeah, uh, we got Ferris. Mr. Ferris already decoded who Sam is. Hey, I did. Oh, did, okay. Interesting. Merry Christmas, Amparo. What's going on, Axel? Good to see you. And uh, hey, we got Jordan right here. Rebel Moon dropped on Flixnet. 
So, you know, you could reverse that and watch it. <laughs> Hopefully you guys watch it, like I said. What's up, Rebels? There we go. Johnny Mac, like that. Zach P right there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I got it for Christmas like five years ago, six years ago. Um, so, you know, I from Mama Film Junkie, she got it for me, so I don't know where she got it. I honestly don't. Rebel Moon is cool. And like you said, guys, if you guys want to ask some questions, too, about anything, I know we're going to be strictly talking about Rebel Moon, but, you know, you could ask some questions before we get the panel in here, before we really start talking about it. So, hello there. What's going on, Alakazoo? <laughs> I was with him when he watched it. I don't think that's the truth. Yeah, so anyways, okay, so we got Ahoy Hoy, $50, $50, hey, cheers, my friend, Jason McKenzie, cheers, all right, mm. ah. ooh-wee, ooh-wee, so I appreciate it, man, looking forward to talking to this, so, and we got Lane right there. What's up? Just finished Rebel Moon. Uh, Zach does not make movies anymore. He makes paintings. Fuck, that was gorgeous. Even though there's some parts missing, give me the director's cut now. Eh, yeah, see, you know, that build up to that to that Snyder cut. I tell you what, the director's cut must be better. Of course it is. It's going to be better. It's definitely going to be better. So, yeah. I love you too, Andrew. I love you too. Are you going to be joining later? Huh? Are you watching those Hallmark Christmas movies, huh? What's going on with that, huh? Uh, Dave Asak, when the dra- I, I he's been asked, and I think he said uh, summer, which yeah, I know that seems like so long away. So, okay, all right. And well, we got King Slayer right here with a Donald Trump. Rebel Moon was dog shit, just like the DCU. Uh. Well, I mean, there was some dog shit in the DCU, right? Tim, what's going on? Dude, great film. Trippy ending, right? You got to love that. Let's see. And Wanda85, what did you think of the movie? Because all I hearing all day is negative opinions. After a negative opinion, I enjoyed for what it is. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of positive opinions, too. I mean, yeah, there's negative ones out there, but, you know, it's typical. You know, it's like Zach doesn't make movies for critics and some of those people. I mean, there are some people that have hate boners out there. I mean, obviously, uh, he's one of my all time favorite directors. So I have a bias. I'm not going to lie. Just like I have a bias towards Nolan Tarantino. You know, there's, I got bias. There's always got to be bias, just like they have a negative bias. And I saw Aquaman and Lost Kingdom movie and it was awesome movie. Yeah, I have my review. It's uh not ready. I mean, it's ready, but it's not. So um, I haven't. It's I'll upload it tomorrow or it's already uploaded. I just post it tomorrow. So sadly, just with everything and trying to get everything organized for today and getting done with work, didn't quite didn't quite uh, make it. So, hey, Dave, I guess now the DCEU is officially over now. Yeah, it is with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It definitely uh it's definitely finito. Fin. I love how the movie is focused on Sophia character. Yeah. She's a good character. What even is what the critics are playing? Um, I mean, you know, typical stuff. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, if you're doing actual film critique, I, I totally appreciate 
like, hey, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Totally fine. And you could say your gripes and then move on. But it's just the it was the my biggest gripe was just the critics that were involving the fandom. It's like they just they I mean, you could tell, like, if you're in in film critique, if you're like if you're doing a if you're doing a film critique, you can't you can't involve fans into it and then put that against the film and the filmmaker. It's ridiculous. How? Uh, first it was before part two. Now I know it's like all over the place. It's all over the place. It really is. It's fun to think what we might think will uh, be in the director's cut. What is your thought about the Netflix making director's cut an event? I think, yeah, exactly. And I think that's what people are kind of missing and I know because there's a lot of negativity towards that. But at the same time, I'm just sitting there. Anytime that I read some about somebody going, why would they do this? This is ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. And they should have released this first. I don't know why they're doing this. Why are they trying to capitalize on the Snyder Cut stuff? Well, that's exactly what they're kind of doing. And it's the topic of conversation because now you got a bunch of people. I mean, now you got people that are just obviously going to be like, all right, they're going to watch this. And now they're, if they didn't really like the PG 13 cut, they're going to be curious about, okay, so what's, let's see if it gets any better. Now, am I saying that everyone's going to just flock towards the director's cut now, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> A lot of people who nag on uh, rebel moon clearly don't watch anime. Well, yeah, there's that too. I, I don't even watch anime and I'm, I'm, I was all about it, you know, but I mean, but from what I've seen from anime, I mean, obviously we know that Zach loves his anime. So you could totally see it there. Just like what we saw in sucker punch. It was like the same thing. What's going on, Mr. Venom. Good to see ya. Movie was all right. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's not bad. You know, it's fine. It's not for everyone. Hey, Asia magic. What's happening, sir. Good to see you. Catching your videos. Of course, on Instagram, fooling people with those card tricks. I feel like a, it's hard to criticize this movie because we know there's a director's cut coming. Yeah. That's what's interesting about it this time. It's like anytime that we've seen a previous Zack Snyder movie that does get a, a Snyder cut, we did not know that there was going to be a possibility for a director's cut. So it is something new. It is different because I mean, I remember watching Batman vs Superman in theatrical and it's still a very watchable movie. Unlike justice league. Um, but Batman vs Superman is very much a watchable movie theatrical. It's still very much a watchable movie. It's not horrible. It's not, it still flows and there. There's just things of course missing. And I, I will, I will always go to the ultimate cut because it's just so good. But, um, I, I just remember the hype for the ultimate cut. Cause I still remember like when they were showing scenes from the ultimate cut, specifically, of course, Batman dropping down on the security cam footage at LexCorp is like, and I remember just going, oh, my God, oh, my God, and just watching that on a loop, just going, my God, why would they Why would they do that? Why would they delete that? So it got me so hyped. So, you know, and we are, I mean, we're already getting hyped for all this. But, again, it's, yeah, it, this is like a, a different thing where it's like, it's like, okay, now we know that we're going to get a different version of this movie. That's, to me, that's kind of cool because we got one Zack Snyder film this weekend. And we're going to get three more Zack Snyder films next year. All right. Cheers to that. I'm all for it. 
Ah. Carrie, what's going on? I thought Aquaman 2 was awesome. Easily the best DC movie since 2018, other than uh, Zack Snyder's job. Are you saying since the first Aquaman? All right, good. Glad you enjoyed it. Jeff, uh, the Echo Sepco. Dude, Aquaman 2 was crap as, <laughs> as well. Both of them rate 5.5. Oh, wow. So we got Mr. Negative Jeff right there. I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I think you will. Doing a Rebel Moon right now. Uh, well, right now I'm on a Rebel Moon high for sure. You know? Because, I mean, there's like... There's like, uh, I mean, I remember even thinking like there is like, like little, uh, peppering or spicing of, <laughs> of, uh, of Dune also in Rebel Moon a little bit. So, uh, I watched Rebel Moon yesterday for my 20th and it was decent. The extended cut should have been released alongside the normal one. I don't know about alongside. You got to build up the hype. Got to build up the hype. I mean, obviously they're. They're wanting to, uh, hey, look, you got this one, and then we're going to have a different one. So I don't, I don't, when it, when you think of it like the logistics of business, it wouldn't be, you know, to do it like that. I could totally understand why, you know, totally understand why they didn't release in at the same time. Nemesis is basically Va- Vasquez, uh, total badass, and Kara is basically a mix between Sarah Connor and Ripley. There you go. That's a good comparison. I like that. Director's cut or not, you could still criticize the cut that was first released. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure, like, you know, whoever joins the panel, they're not going to all, like, we're not going to all just be like, oh, my God, it's the perfect movie. Of course not. I mean, it is noticeable that it's like, yeah, especially in that second act, there is, like, uh, you could tell. There's like, okay, there's some stuff missing here, some backstories and all that, so... <laughs> what did I what what do I do what what uh I get people want to see the R-rated version of Rebel Moon right now but my guess is Zach had to compromise with Netflix uh with giving them well he explained it he did explain in no, numerous interviews that you know that and that's the thing it's like and it's funny too because even James Cameron talked about this new way of uh it's a different way. I mean, of course, he was talking about a more theatrical release. Obviously, Rebel Moon didn't get that much of a theatrical release, but I mean, it's a different kind of like, okay, if we're going to do this, like you have this version right here that, because let's face it, I mean, nowadays, even though we're in the streaming era, there are people that will look at a runtime and go, ugh, even though they'll spend like an entire day binge watching an entire series. It's always funny. I, I almost think like I mean like what they were when they pitched Zack Snyder's Justice League to to uh, Warner Brothers Warner Media and HBO Max. It's almost like they pitched it as a series and they divided it up into chapters just to show like hey you could do it like that. Of course they didn't go for that, but at the same time you can watch it in chapters if you want to. So it's like okay you, you could take this approach and, and and it'll be an interesting I don't know trial run or whatever because i mean like i said going back to that james cameron video when he was talking to deny Villeneuve, and they were saying like hey, you know and james cameron was saying like hey i want to have this i want to make a six hour version of a movie a long version of the movie and tell this big huge story that i have 
obviously talking about like an avatar, but I can make a condensed like version for theaters and then streaming would have the six hour version. Um, so we have that. And then it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's all, it's all very interesting to try to gauge what the audience wants, but I don't think that's what, I mean, Zach knows what his fans want and, you know, seems like the fans are happy. I know I'm happy with it. Anyways, okay. Just watched the movie. It was okay. I will wait for the director's cut, aka actual movie. So there you go. There's that too. Honestly, it was one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely my top ten. Rebel Moon kind of remind. Yeah, there's like some uh, Mad Max moments in there. There's a lot of inspirations in there for sure. So hopefully Netflix sticks with Zach and Rebel. I think they are. I mean, how much they put in with the marketing? Whoo! They put it so much with the marketing. Hey, bro, Zack Snyder should continue his DCEU at Netflix. At least they'll give him creative freedom you'd control. I, I'd. How about he continue his Rebel Moon at Netflix? How about that? I, just saying. I mean, if they're like I said, if there's a way that they can license it, and they do some kind of animated thing because not all the actors are going to come back to do two big giant Justice League movies either. But hey, how about I, 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 right now I'm just like, give me some more Rebel Moon. And as a Zack Snyder fan, how about he do some more Rebel Moon? You know, how about that? Mixed with Seven Samurai and a bit of Dune. Yeah, there was some, there was some Dune in there. There's a little bit of Dune in there for sure. I loved everything about it. There you go. Jason, do we know uh, the running time? Well, it's supposed to be 45 minutes over a little bit of over 45 minutes. So it's going to be over three hours for sure. I have a question. Does anyone want to see more of the world? Zach is. Yes, exactly. That's what I was just saying. You know, you know, like when it comes to that, uh, like what's his name as mate was saying, it's like, I don't know. I want more rebel moon right now. This, this is a whole new world we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. What Steven said. I mean, they can make a PG-13 without cutting 20 to 30 minutes of the film. I mean, all part of Yeah. I'm sure there was reasons. I'm sure there's reasons. It's like an hour. Yeah, it's like 45 minutes to an hour longer. It's going to definitely be over three hours. Yeah. Honestly, theatrical cut of BBS is almost... Eh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm not saying it's like terrible again, but I, I mean, it's just because you had that lowest story. There was a lot of things like that really just uh, helped glue a lot of things together. 2017 Justice League movie sucks. And I like Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's just I think that's for most people. So every movie has an R has an R rated cut. What do you mean? Every movie? I don't think every, are you talking about every movie <laughs> or are you talking about every Zack Snyder movie? Because I know like in uh, when he was talking about his writing process that he just goes off, he doesn't hold back and then he'll bring it back in. He doesn't hold back when he wrote this movie. He was like essentially just going like, hey, you know, we're doing this. And. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so I'm just saying, like, I mean, he he basically was like, I'm not going to give a fuck right now, and then I'll pull it back. Because, I mean, that's what you got to do. But at the same time, it's like they built that in, where it's like you can. 
as it's going to be interesting how they market it market i don't know if they're going to use snyder cut or snyder unleashed i don't know it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting uh finally a stream yes that's what i'm talking about all right hold on let me start let me get some peeps in here get some peeps in here soon Cora's, yeah, yeah. Sophia Patella, she's always been a looker, that's for sure. Damn, I'm too down for that. I reckon it's going to be, yeah. I mean, the violence is going to be. They're not going to hold back with the violence for sure. Well, of course. I mean, did we? Are we shocked by that? The Friday night tights, right? Is that what those guys? Yeah, something, whatever the hell. I, I think we all knew that. They weren't going to. I mean, you could kind of predict that. <laughs> They're probably saying it's woke or something. I don't know. Hey, what's up? What's going on there, darkness under the wind? Good to see you. Hot take. Zach should only focus on direction and not write his movies. Oh, that is a hot take. Well, you know, he had a he had other writers too. So loved how the big bad is Cora. Yeah. Like I said, we already got spoilers right here. So don't be spoiled. We're talking spoilers tonight. Hey, that's my hot take. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me so let me see here. Let me make sure. Let's see. All right. Let me go start sending out the invites. All right. Got one. There's two. Got well, all right. I think we're good with that. Um, all right, I think we're good. All right, there we go. Invites are sent out. Let's see who shows up. Yeah, I think Aquaman 2 is better than The Flash. Watching both Aquaman movies back to back with uh, will flow seamlessly together. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I, I like the Flash better. I will say, I didn't. I didn't. I, you know, Aquaman was kind of eh for me. Uh, like I said, I'll post my full review tomorrow morning, and on also like a a small spoiler review because it doesn't seem like there's like too many spoilers when it comes to when it comes to Aquaman because it's not like it's you know really leading to anything. So, ah, all right. Got that. All right. I think we're good with the invites. So see who joins up right now. Just hanging out and drinking some eggnog. Hey, I'm with you, sir. Drinking my eggnog too. You know, with a little bit, with some rum, some Sailor Jerry rum. And then, uh, you know, a little cinnamon on top of it. Ugh. Good times. Good times. Uh, let's see what else you guys saying here. The second part should have uh, been two hours, 40 minutes at least. I don't want any story cuts a bit. Like I said, it's all built in. Like I said, it's like we're getting three Zack Snyder movies next year. Got to look at it like that. Get a look at it like that. It's, you know, just saying. Funny thing, I could sit through long movies, but I can't binge watch... Right? I'm actually kind of with you on that. I mean, I, there's sometimes if I feel really lazy, 
But man, if I, if it's like a, a, a three hour plus movie, I get to sit there and watch it. But anytime like an episode ends, if there's an episode that ends, if there's an episode that ends. Uh, sorry, message. Um, um, so if that, if an episode ends, I always go, yeah, I shouldn't watch an, another one. You know, I'm just, that, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Sorry. Message message. How to respond anyways. Okay. So, but yeah, sometimes I just feel like sometimes I can't even like, uh, ah, I can't, I'd be like, no, I should stop because I have to do some work or something like that. But a movie, you know, I'm there to the very end. So and I'm kind of like the you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So. Rebel Moon reminds me a lot of future war, especially core backstory. Yeah, that's uh, that that one shot. And I think uh, uh, some Twitter account posted like a GIF. I think it was a Zack Snyder film. They post or GIF or video or whatever the hell. Of that shot, that wide shot of the battlefield, and just that's probably my favorite shot of the movie. I think that might be my favorite shot of the movie. So, I will say, I don't think Zach should have been doing interviews saying that, eh, yeah, but he's selling it. He's selling it. I mean, that's the thing, it's selling it. Huh. I don't know. I think uh, they're just ban- you know, you got curiosity, curiosity, kind of like you know. When it came when it came to Justice League and the Snyder Cut versus the theatrical cut, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's not like when the Snyder Cut came out, Max and, and Warner Brothers just removed Justice League from it. Like, all right, this version is no longer. It's like they kept it on there because people might be fascinated. Like, how much did they fuck with this movie? Holy shit. You know, I don't know. Curiosity, I'm just saying. It could be a curiosity fa- factor. Give me the R-rated cut. Of part one and part two now. I'm curious to see where the story goes. I know. So am I. But, and see, that's the thing. It was like, well, that was one of the questions that we are asking ourselves after the premiere was the fact is like, hey, what do you want to see more? Part two or the R-rated cut? You know, and that's that's one thing we'll, you know, we'll talk about too tonight. It's like, what do you want to see more? What do you want to see more? Uh, you know, the R-rated cut. You want to see more of this first part? Or do you want to just jump right to the second part, just see what happens? Because how it ends. No more DC stuff, Rebel Moon. Yeah, see? I mean, that's what we're kind of, a lot of us are into right now. It's not like that can't be revisited, you know? Zach's never going to say bye-bye to uh, DC because he loves DC so much. So something could happen in the future. But right now, it's Rebel Moon. There's oh, physical media. That's another one, too. That's another question. I know. See, Netflix doesn't do physical media, which is like, eh, they should really start doing physical media. I think they've released some things in physical media, haven't they? Maybe. I don't know. And he complained about the bad special effects, saying Harry Potter, Fantastic Beast had more convincing special effects. I mean, not everything was perfect, of course, but, you know. I thought some shots looked absolutely gorgeous i mean jimmy looked great what's going on rj good to see you yeah that's what i'm drinking right now baby all right who else we got i criticize when you know what's going on stephanie t <laughs> good to see you part two with our rated cut okay 
All right. All right, guys. Appreciate the uh, the questions and stuff. Like I said, cheers. Ah, let's go, go ahead and start bringing in the peeps. Let's start uh, having discussions. We'll get uh, we'll start getting into it. All right. We got Steven, we got Garza, and we got Chris. What is happening, gentlemen? Evening. <laughs> all right. Don't don't all talk at once now. Oh, hey, I we got Cole Burtz, I should say. We got Amanda, too. Is your audio not working, guys? Cole Burtz? Test, test, test. One, test, two, test, three. Test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens. It's a Christmas uh, miracle. <laughs> we actually got Steven to shop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, you right, can hear so, me, though, right? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah, you guys are fine. All right. Yeah. Wait. Cool. <laughs> so we'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. It'll be all right. right. Yeah, you're good now. There okay. we go. Okay. Did you, is, did you change, have to change the audio settings and stream? My, or something my, like that? Um, my audio interface just turned off sometimes. So oh, okay. it turned off sometime. Everyone should know this is our actual height difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've witnessed it in uh, uh, real life. She, Amanda. It's not. I'm everyone. kneeling on a step stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me get and uh, since uh, this person is uh, arriving by himself, he, he uh, had to play his drop. Oh, ben. Hey. <laughs> happy birthday to oh, yes. you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ben. We talked about that last uh, Friday where it was yes. like, it was before your birthday. Now it's after your birthday. Yeah, how, tell, talk to us how retirement is, buddy. <laughs> Have you gone golfing yet with the, with the boys? Uh, I'm sorry? Have you gone golfing yet with the boys? No, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just moved, so I haven't made new friends in the city yet. That's so. right. How how far did you move, like, from uh, your old place? Two hours away. Okay. What? So pretty significant. Yeah, yeah, but up in the in the east, though, on the east side, that's literally, like, five fucking states. So <laughs> that doesn't mean shit, okay? No, the, I'm, fucking, I'm, the states are too small. So I'm one state over. <laughs> are you in the state now i'm in a different state yeah no i'm i'm in i'm in the states just no no no, no no i'm speaking in code to protect oh so as not to dox you are you in thus the state <laughs> as opposed to the uh, the the state you were in are you in the 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 the, 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 the state the state of confusion I'm, I'm in the state of confusion. Yes, I yeah. am. <laughs> but okay. then again, every time I talk to Amanda, I'm this that state. <laughs> I know. It's the intellect. Love you, Amanda. Blinding. You're looking glamorous tonight. You guys going out or something? No. It's for the it's for the Christmas version of the vodka stream. Come on. Oh, it's, it's, oh I'm sorry. We're trying to clean everyone up around here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, they started off with you nicely and <laughs> yeah, but, I just yeah. I'm growing out my hair so that I can shave my head and turn it into a wig. That's actually a true story. That's what um, I did, actually. Yeah, that's my. I don't know why more women don't think about this, but like I'm giving it another five years. I just really like my own hair like a lot, so I'm growing <laughs> it out, mm. and then I'm gonna shave it off and I'm gonna turn this bitch into a wig. So like I'll just have this hair until I fucking die. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I like it a lot. I won't get old. It won't fall out. It's not going to turn gray or then like five years from now. I'm just going to rock this till I die. Rock it till you die. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know why bitches like <laughs> do other shit because their stylists are like, I need to make money. And I'm like, no, no, just save up a lot of money and then like pay someone a lot of money to make it into a wig. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, all right, we got somebody else joining right hey, now. Did you do that? Is that what you're waiting for your oh. wig to come back? Yes, I am. I'm waiting for you to donate your hair and for me to get a wig. He's waiting for the hair. I got to, I'll have to ship it to the nursing home. What address is it? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I cannot believe it. It's in the state. It's in the deep. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm we got somebody else coming right in right now. now. <laughs> we also coming in right now. He's an independent filmmaker. I think his name is Zachary Snyder right here. What's hey. going on? Oh. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Zach, oh, my you're in. You're in. Can you I see don't us? see myself in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. We do. You're on your phone. Are you looking at the at the? Sh- and, and I'm looking at the or... thing, at the thing, and I don't see myself. So oh, you're oh, in there, here. So there I am. Wait, there you are. Took you a little bit. <laughs> oh. I know you're in Uh-oh. portrait mode. What's going on? I hate portrait got... mode. You know. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm it's, it's Portrait like an IMAX ratio, just a little taller. It's, it's ah, there you go. You gotta make your, you're trying to everybody make- turn, everybody <laughs> turn. So Zach's no, the don't turn. Don't, no, 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 I won't accept that. With vertical video for his <laughs> it's old, it's old man, it's old man's phone operation. Is that what's going on? <laughs> what was yeah. that? Uh, Turn off motion smoothing too. What was the video app that was the vertical? They did vertical video and it lasted for like a. That's rude, but it's true. Rude but true. <laughs> what's Bye. going on, Zach? Nothing. Just uh, <laughs> just taking it easy. Just here at the. Just here at the house, taking it yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay, I got an important question for you, Zach. I heard you guys Start chatting. Off. Yeah. I have a painting, I'll be honest. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have an important question for you just to start off, Zach. Yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, we've I thought Bruce cleared that up, didn't he? Because yeah, uh, but look, what do you think? Here's what what I think. think? Here, here's what I think. The truth is, you know, whether it's not a Christmas movie per se, like you know, it's a wonderful life or love actually. Um, it sure is debatable, but okay. I would say that any movie that has a time of year to watch it, that's mm. that that's perennial, like oh, we need to watch Die Hard. It's Christmas, like that's an uptown problem. You see, that's a that's a good thing. Like, don't be mad at that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, it's, what are your so, so in that sense? Yes, it is a Christmas movie. But which one is your go-to movie uh, uh, around the holidays? I mean, Love Actually, probably. Interesting. 100% 100 honest. You want honesty? You're getting honesty. (laughs) We got Um, honesty. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I could have lied and said something like It's a Wonderful Life or whatever, but I do like like It's a Wonderful Life. I'm just saying that... um, Love actually is probably if it's on, I won't change the channel. I guess is my. Mm. You know what's you funny know what about saying? that title of of Love Actually is I was I was listening one time on uh, 
the uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia podcast. And they were talking about that title, how they're like love actually like why is it sarcastic like don't fucking talk to me like that title like, <laughs> you know, like how dare you it's literally a sad movie i mean it's not it is most of the people emma lose. thompson yes it's emma thompson it's emma thompson crushing me every time yep <laughs> My yeah. wife and I always start off our Can't Christmas get it. season Can't doing get that. Through. I'm, I, every time I'm like, it's fine. I'll be fine. It's great. Every year. I, it's fine. And then Emma Thompson, and then I'm like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> not fine. No, it's every not fine. Year. It's not okay. Yeah. You make my life a joke. You know, it's really upsetting. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I know. I keep on debating my wife and I whether they're still together or not at the end of the movie. It's, you year, know what? It's, it's one of those movies. It's a movie debate. I felt like I, I, I don't know if they're 100% together, but I think there's a chance for them. Mm -hmm. There's a chance, I think. Maybe. You know? well, if he stops um, making her life a joke. Well, there's that. There's that, of course. Well, I was going to yeah, no, say, I don't know if, if uh, anybody knows, but uh, I think, Zach, you just had a movie come out. I have a question. Is, is Rebel Moon a Christmas movie? It was. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, no, Rebel Moon is a Christmas movie, absolutely. And I'll tell you why, because our code name for the movie is Christmas Harvest. Is it really? That's the Netflix. So did you code name? So like all the material, everything I have says Christmas Harvest on it. So. Nice. <laughs> did you choose the Winter Solstice? To release the movie. Yeah, on purpose. Of course, because, okay. you know, I'm Was down that... with all things like, you know, pagan. And so, you know, let's go. Let's go on the solstice. Okay. Is that bad? No. <laughs> no, I love Christmas. You know, I, look. I, I mean, Christmas honest, is pagan, not, so why would it be? It really is. Like, oh, you have a tree in your house? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little strange. Yeah. That's a yeah. tree. You cut a tree down and brought it in your house, huh? I wonder what religion that is. <laughs> Obviously, you're some sort of earth worshiper. <laughs> Are you hating my tree right now? Or is that is no, that, no, that not at me? Because I feel like it is. Yeah, I think Zach is taking shot at Garza. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got the Death Star as as my star, so that's pretty awesome. Thing. That's yeah. called the mashup. Is what we yeah, call exactly. that. We call that a mashup in the in the modern world. Take yeah, two exactly. disparate. Is like the force a Christmas religion? I don't think so. I don't think they have Christmas in Star Wars universe. So. Do they? We tried once and it failed miserably. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's true. right. There was no oh yeah, the special. That's true. <laughs> we were talking about that too. We were like, oh, we should have like a uh, we should have a Rebel Moon like Christmas special where like, but we kind of have it, so it's not really. It's kind of not really it's redundant. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, you know, or like there's a planet, Christmas planet, you know, and, um, Christmas you know, all the people, it's always Christmas there. Well, and, what would be, what would be your life day then? What is life day? Know? No, no, I'm saying, and then the, and then the, you know, the mother world hates Christmas, of course, so they come to destroy it. And well, you know, you've got to give a, uh, Blood Axe Saves the Day with a musical dance number. You got to get right. Exactly. And dance yeah. 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 We've all seen Ray Fisher dance. That guy can dance. So. He can dance and he can sing. He's a, he's like, he can do anything. So that's the ship is called, threat. it's like the Grinch ship. 
There's three ghosts. There's some kind of our business Latin. is revolution. You do some sort of Latin variant, so it sounds spacey. Well, can I can yeah. I just say can I and I know it's already been it's been spoken about. So, but I will say the the moment I was watching it, the if there was ever a doubt, like when I watched Man of Steel and you see Zod get taken and he gets you know put into uh you know basically somatic uh -huh. conditioning when they shot up the ship i was like well that kind of looks all right whatever that's cool uh but zach you uh you decided to just literally open the film with uh life well, well life <laughs> yeah, portal. that's a nice way to put it life portal okay, finds so a way that's fair i'll tell you that it, it's actually a more it's that there's a lot more to be discovered about how the um how the you know the how like the mother world ships travel through and fold space when they have to do long you know journeys and that's a reveal that all that will make sense it's actually it's actually 100% correct for the mythology that actually folds space for the mother world. So it's not, you're going to go, oh, of course that's the shape of the. Of the. <laughs> hey, Zach. There's a lot of, sorry, go yes. Have you read the mirror? No, I'm sorry. It's your movie. Shut me up. What were you No, saying? no, we're not. Is my movie on right now? No. <laughs> you're. You're 100. percent We're outside of my movie like jurisdiction, so you're 100. percent Cut me off. You can tell me to shut up. You can do whatever you like. Why we're here? Well, no, I would not tell you to shut up. I'm actually asking a question because I want to. I I want you to do the opposite of shut up. Okay. So uh, have you read the Mirror of Simple Souls? I have not. What is that? By chance. Mirror of Souls. Hmm. I think you might like it. I don't know. I'm, 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 like let me get a, let me grab mirror, a pencil. And the mirror, down. just it's all. It's also just called the mirror. It's a begin text. B e g u i n e. <laughs> What's it called again? Mirror. The pole? mirror. I'll look okay. up the mirror for you. Okay. By the way, Chris, I like your uh, your shirt. By the way, that's that's oh, that's my you. that's the Christmas movie I go to. That's, that's my Christmas movie right there. I wrote it down. The Mirror of <laughs> Simple Soul by Martin Porret. P O R E T E. Hey, uh, hey, Zach. While you're writing that down, there's a couple of questions. Not a couple, but just one. Uh, would you say Home Alone is uh, is the the Christmas movie or Home Alone Two? Which one would you say is better? <laughs> I, I I I Home Alone. <laughs> the original. He's going OG. Home Alone 2 is yeah. They 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 yeah, it's I it's fine, but Home Alone for me. Okay. I'm I feel like that's not even being a purist. Just, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but uh yeah, I know we I think a lot of us uh yeah, when we uh when we watched the beginning of that, we we're like, oh yeah, portal. Cool, like that. Yeah. And of course, you hear, you um, you hear, uh, of course, Anthony Hopkins. You know, awesome narration right there. Yeah. And uh, Jesus, like, I, uh, they, I don't know if you guys up. said this while I was gone, but I think that they did the portal that way because they know that then no one can find the way back to the mother world. Oh, funny! Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, there it is. 
There's the rim shot on that one. It really is. And by the way, well earned and well delivered. No, no. I feel like I feel like he saved that one up. He, had that. He, he, he walked to the kitchen. Oh, I just thought of it. Yeah, he, he worked to the kitchen and cooked that one all the way there and back. And like, Let really, me drop this now. This comes right back really, in yeah. and then goes right back off camera. All right, yeah. good night, everyone. Really a serendipitous like conversation. You're like, oh, Snyder's here. Good. I guess I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I got it loaded in the gun. I'm ready to fire it. Just work the conversation around. Yeah. Well, I, I will ask just because I don't know. I know a lot of people are probably wondering, but um, you know, what are you probably most excited for about the films? I guess maybe the extended cut coming out. Sure. What are you excited for people to, to like experience about it? Well, I guess for me, you know, listen, I mean, obviously I made the movie, um, you know, from its, the why of the movie is, for me, is that version of the movie that you'll see soon. Um, because, of course, you know, I also understand that, you know, this is a... a an expensive endeavor and that it's important to, you know, be a good partner and try and, you know, be as um, inclusive as possible, you know, with the audience. But uh, I think that uh, the thing I'm most excited about is I think the conversation that the R-rated version of the movie has with, um, sort of popular culture, science, science fiction, popular culture in all its forms. I think the R-rated version of the movie has that conversation a lot more eloquently than say PG-13, which I think because it lines up in a lot of ways, it, it because it, it uses the same tropes, but doesn't subvert them, it gives the illusion that those tropes are accidental or, um, uh, you know, um, purposely um, referenced. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and so you might say that the movie feels, in some ways, people might say that the movie feels like it reminds them of other movies, but without the R-rated version or the sort of R-rated comment on those other movies, it's kind of hard to decipher that. So that's that's one thing that I'd be excited for people to be able to sort of understand the sort of um, the the conversation that I that I've been that I'm that the movie's having with um, pretty much all sci-fi, the deconstruction, if you will, of that of that of genre. You know, like I I. I can't help myself in some ways uh, that I I do love sort of deconstructing the tropes of genre, and so I end up. But it's a slippery slope, you know. I get I get dinged a lot for um, for doing it, and for people taking it. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong way, but just misreading. Um, you know, me referencing the tropes um, because I think that it's important for us to know where we are in the world, even though we're going to expand it and go crazy. 
but a lot of times I'm always like, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's, this is cool. Let's absolutely go to a, to a, to a bar in space. That's cool. Because I think I've got things to say about that, you know? And Can so, I, yeah. So anyway, that's fair, it. Every bar is a bar in space. Every bar is a bar. That's true. Like uh, in, I mean, right on earth. On this, this, the this earth we live yes. in yes. now. This rock we're on right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Rock we're on right now. Yeah. Yeah. My I mean, conversation. My conversation was. I'm basically. not high, just so everyone knows. We wouldn't tell. Nobody thought that. Nobody was thinking that. No. Um, no not at because, all. Because, like, I always like. I like the idea that, like, you know, Luke. I said it the other night. I was like, okay, so if you. If you're not aware that, like, if you go into a bar in space, if you're not aware that you're treading on the wide swath of, like, popular culture that Star Wars cuts, then you are insane and you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. But, like, my thing was like, okay, so does Walrus Man want to fuck Luke? Is my real. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause why is he so upset? Like, why? Yeah. yeah why why is he like, so upset? Luke's so beautiful and so. Yeah so fresh off the farm like why wouldn't he like what so that that's plow these that are the things, these are the conversations that i thought that everyone should be having with pop culture and sort of with where we've come from because it's like time you know it's not a parody it's a deconstruction there's a difference i think or would you say like it's, it's almost like um star wars is the and especially now in the context of Rebel Moon coming out, with people being kind of trigger happy with the the comparisons to to that, is that Star Wars itself was a mixtape deconstruction <laughs> commentary reference reconstruction of all of George Lucas's favorite stuff, which is the generation or two of media kind of before what inspired you. Mm -hmm. um, and so Star Wars kind of happened in level like people don't know. And people that really dig into it will know the Kurosawa and the Flash Gordon and the, you know, and they'll know where all that stuff came from. But a lot of people think like they'll treat Star Wars as an original without understanding what went into it. So it's really fascinating watching Star uh, watching Rebel Moon because obviously there's a little bit of Star Wars in there. But like anybody that knows like, you know, heavy yeah, metal, know how deep of a pull heavy metal is. But you've got the heavy metal. You've got, you know, there's Conan Barbarian, all sorts of like mm -hmm. stuff in there. Somebody that... said how to train your dragon earlier today. Oh, and but I was even like, that oh, that's is so cute. So, but so, so for anyone who's not Bugs going life, to, maybe, but not. For anyone who's <laughs> not to know all of the threads that went into your mind to influence this, what would be your hope of someone to say, like, what's one primary influence that's up that like heavy metal or something that someone you would hope someone would look more into because of Rebel Moon and, and find a thread they want to pull deeper at? Yeah, I mean, I think that like, uh, you know, it's a good question because I think that, you know, for me, of course, it's like I, I've always tried to make movies with two eyes, you know, at the same time, it's difficult, you know, to have all the things like a normal movie serve the story, move you forward, character, you know, story, all those things as the as the top layer. But, you know, it's hard to do that. And at the same time, like have a narrative that you can deconstruct or kind of reference that you can make that like that, you know, speaks to like 
whether it be heavy metal or Joseph Campbell, of course, obviously, um, Kurosawa, obviously, um, you know, like you said, Conan, but there's a character named Melius in the movie. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's, it's, I guess it's that game that I love, um, which is, you know, to constantly um, not be, uh, not, not be naive to like all of our, all the influences we all have and like, but, but still try and like put it back in front of you as like, if you want to just enjoy it as a movie, you can, you know, like you can, you don't have to like know, um, you know, about uh, any of these movie references. You can just enjoy the movie. And it's not so much the movie reference that I'm, that I'm interested in. It's more the sort of mythological impact that those things have had on us as a movie going audience in general and how we sort of consume um, and how we look at those myths and those uh, sort of invented religions and invented um, mythologies and how they, of course, then, you know, talk about our own, the human condition and, you know, us as a species and all that blah 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 whatever anyway you know you know what i'm you know blah, what I'm blah, blah. <laughs> no. well, exactly. I, I guess the next question would be when it uh is there an eta on when it comes out or is there is that no yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I'm, right? I'm working right now you know feverishly on movie two yeah. um uh, which comes out um in, in you know april 19th which is you know might seem like some distance away for you guys, but for me it's tomorrow, uh, based on the amount of work I have to do. Uh, and then at the same time, we work, we're working on the two, um, the two director's cuts of movie one and movie two. Um, and so those will happen right after that, hopefully at some point. Okay, cause, yeah, because we were like kind of confused. We we're like, is it going to come out before? Is it going to come out during summer? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, certainly we don't have a hard date, but yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out like what event or what is there anything that we could like, you know, position uh, the release of uh, the director's cuts around. You know, yeah. So, uh, isn't don't they still like Comic Con's usually around June or July, right? <laughs> You could can, be. you can kill it. I hey, think. that could be cool. That, that could be cool. So keep, you know, I'm open to suggestions. So that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's Question. a great place to start. Uh, yeah, is, seems cool. We could but, start yeah. a vodka stream con. You know, we could do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I guess you know. I think the the fun for me and the fun part of it is like I, um, you know, I know. I mean, the, the amazing thing about Netflix is what they, they said, oh, get Zach, go shoot, you know, extra stuff. Like, yeah. do whatever you want so you can, so that the director's cuts really have teeth and really mean something. You know, I think that that's a really, that's a really cool thing. And, and they're really, they were really cool to um, encourage that in, in, the, in the process, which I thought yeah. was awesome. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of built into the, I mean, let's face it, you're, you're known for your director's cuts. So, and we're still, you know, we're still waiting for that sucker punch one, just by the way. I am but too, I know, by the way. I am too. Yeah. 
I get, yeah, I know. I think uh, last time you came on, we, we talked about that. You talked about the logistics of rights and all this stuff and everything, but uh, yeah, we're hoping for yeah. that too. But I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the fact that they're, they let you we're planning on it. Planning. We're not yeah. hoping for it. We're planning. Yeah, on planning, planning. Planning. I think it's, I think it's important. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you're the director, the fact that a Barbie who I, I believe is in the zeitgeist of, I guess you could say like literally in the last 50 years, the fact that a Barbie film, I, don't, I haven't seen Barbie and yet I know that they make a reference about you in their film. Which they is, do, yeah. I mean, so I think that's, that, that's cool. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. I have a question about uh, your experience uh, shooting the film. I know working with such an ensemble cast and all different personalities. What is your fondest memory uh, when you gather the troops to start shooting the, the film? Is this one specific that you, in a moment of silence, makes you chuckle? Um. I mean, they're all crazy. I mean, look, the whole the whole notion of an ensemble film, uh, having an ensemble cast, uh, it, is it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to manage. You know what I mean? It's it's a difficult. I don't like making ensemble movies, although I do it every single time. You know, <laughs> um, I, I I don't know what's the matter with me. Portrait mode. Like vertical mode. Yeah. Portrait mode. I know. I think he might need he need he needs some IT assistance, Debbie. He needs a producer. Yes, he he's helpless. <laughs> he By the way, he just came to say hi to everybody. All, hi. We we're so glad to see you at the LA premiere with your family all together. Oh, and yeah, that was, that was a, such an awesome special moment. Um yeah, was, by the way, it was the first time that the younger kids have experienced any of that. I think they they were a little shell shocked. A little overwhelmed, but, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but it was really fun and it was so nice to have Eli and Ezekiel there. And it was really nice. That was great. It was a great, it was great seeing like you guys like posing together and everybody. Uh yeah. your dad was there too, right, Zach? And, and oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. He really enjoys it. So yes. Good. Good fun. But uh, like, well, I'm not crashing, you guys. You I just wanted oh. to say hi. Oh no, it's okay. Oh, no, There's something wrong with you crashing. Well, I was in a, as an follow-up. Stop this! Huh. I, I know I should have done my iPad. It's Merry Christmas! Happy New hey. Year! No. Well, <laughs> to follow up on to follow up on Ben's question, I I want to ask because so, I thought it was hilarious. Well, he didn't um, finish my question. Well, so, no, what I was saying was that basically, did, yeah. I, I I make all these ensemble movies. I don't want to. Um, but I do, I don't know why I'm like, clearly I'm obsessed with putting the team together. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I've only done how many putting the team together movies a, a lot, uh, hmm. you know? Well, so was it, was it your intention to put Michael, ha ha is it Hussman? And yeah. Ed Screen as as mortal enemies no, in there. That wasn't a, that wasn't <laughs> we didn't do that on purpose, but uh it, it's a it's a yeah, that just happened to be serendipitous. So um yeah, but I I mean I guess you know there's no real moment that jumps out like oh that was hilarious when everyone did that and you know but I think that the thing that I will say is that they are, they're an amazing group. You know, I, I, I really, 
had a, an amazing time working with them and they got along incredibly well. They're all super hardworking and it wasn't an easy job. It wasn't an easy shoot by any yeah. stretch. And so it really tested everyone to their, really to their, to the, to the, to the, to their souls. And they, and they all responded incredibly well. No one cracked, if you will. And so that, that alone is a testament to, um, you know, how, how, great of a cast it was and how honored I am to have those guys because you know they really they do they don't hesitate and they don't um they didn't shy away from any insanity which yeah. you'll see at some point now yeah, they did a, they all did a great job and it was funny too because last week we had Ray Porter on oh, and nice. he talked, yeah he uh he talked about a story when you know during that shoot where you know obviously setting things up uh Staz went out and found a fossil, like a fossilized egg. I don't know if you remember any of this or if you were around. Oh, in the quarry. Yes. And, you know, I guess, like, he was like, oh, look what I found. It's an egg. And I guess if you test it, you lick it. And it, if your tongue sticks, I don't know. It's a whole thing. And then so Ray was like, hey, I'm going to go find something. And uh, he found something. And it was it was shit, essentially. He found <laughs> a rock of shit. Yes. So like the dirt. It was a pretty funny story that he said like last week, but he said like that. So it was just uh, him, a yeah, that's a story from Joe Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's cool. It is the plot from Joe Dirt. Ross found an actual fossil yeah. and Ray found a lump of shit. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fossil like piece of shit. Sounds about exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Maybe question. it was like an ancient owl pellet or something cool. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been something or corporal life. Really shit. Um, anyway, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so, first? so looking at like your entire ensemble, the cast at that point, and seeing, you know, this is the, we see a little bit of everyone's piece of story. Mm -hmm. You know, leading it with Cora. Which of the characters do you feel is going to get a kind of their shine? Their more of their shining moment step forward in part two that we should kind of be on the watch for. Well. I think part two, I think everybody really gets a, I mean, Melius, of course, I think would be the most surprising um, that they get the, the you know, the, the reveal of their story, I think is probably the most kind of interesting because <clears throat> in some ways they're the most sort of unexpected um, character in the group because you know they're young and they're the most uh you know inexperienced i guess you know comparatively but i i really do think you know the thing about movie two that i really am proud of and really i think is cool is really everybody gets uh it's a full meal mm. of everyone's sort of experience what led them there and what they do in the in the big coming conflict uh, is really is really fun and it is fun and they do a great job and it's it's insane i was watching i mean i was at work today and we were looking at all these visual effect shots and it's literally the scale is so crazy the movie really goes completely nuts in movie good. two so it's good fun wow it's great i i have to oh. put one of these things back into bed but <laughs> uh since steven and i are irresponsible or awesome parents either way um, because we already had seen it and we're like very skilled at distraction. Like, oh, look over there. Go get that popcorn. <laughs> Leave the room. 
for this scene and things like that. Um, okay. We definitely, thank you for covering your cough. Yeah. We definitely <laughs> love our kids uh, who are six, just turned six and seven. Nice. Watch Rebel Moon. And Rory wanted to tell you her favorite part. This is Rory. This is Zach. Hey, Rory, what was your favorite bit? He dreamed up Rebel Moon in his head. What was your favorite part? Oh, you got shy. I know, right? No. Do it. Tell him, say the part with the. <laughs> Do you remember what it was called? Do you want me to tell them? <laughs> you want me to tell them for you? The part with the bird. Ah. What did you like? There you go. The griffin. No. You Are tell you about the bird. bird. Okay. Oh, the bird. You did when you watched it. Spoiler alert. Bird, yeah. yeah. He's oh, that? Wait, what was that? Show them what you did when you watched it. No, nope, she's not. The <laughs> yeah. only part she didn't like was that mommy's friend got at the end of that scene. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about with oh. Ray Porter. Now, okay. the thing is, is that his <laughs> character wasn't really that. It's not him. It's his character. He's pretending. Exactly. And the guy. <laughs> And the guy that he's pretending to be is like not a friend of the bird. So, well, that, that, and that was that I was the first thing I told Ray was like I loved and hated your character. I told him I was like I loved and hated your character because he was so sleazy. Yeah, but he did it so well, you know. Yes, and I had her send him a note explaining, and she was like, loved it except for the part where you died. She was very careful to let him Aww. know that. That's cool. <laughs> and he said, yes, and that's why we should be friends to animals. <laughs> Good. That's true. Very on brand for Ray. Anyway. Hey, Merry Christmas. Did you just take a bite of that? <laughs> All right. We gotta go. Merry Christmas. I'll be back. But she I won't. Love it. I get yeah, it. Bye, Rory. <laughs> there you go. That was her favorite part right there. No, that was a good scene, though. It's a good scene with uh with everybody and uh, uh, and, uh just uh, yeah, his uh yeah, um, his his death is one of those things where I'm like, I suspect in the R-rated director's cut that might be a little a little more rips yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. You know, he, he reminded me of, uh, and I, even though most of the film isn't like Star Wars, but that one, just Ray Porter's character, like design, really did remind me of uh, the guy in the Phantom Menace with uh, Guado. Yeah, yeah, Guado. Was as <laughs> in, yeah, he just reminded yeah. me of him. I don't know what, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was actually it was not. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there. Uh, Speaking of, uh, of, there are a lot of things that are intentional, but that is not one of them. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Speaking of, of more extreme parts, <laughs> but in fair, the, uh, I think fair, but not. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, the the tentacle. Uh, oh yeah. That's thing. Good. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> well, which one though? Like that's, just, that's just nobles. You know. <laughs> no, nobles. nobles. Yeah, I know. You're talking about Noble's friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. That was out of that was one of the parts I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's one of those heavy metal things. That's very <laughs> yeah, and really. Again, in the R-rated version, it's very oh boy, much oh boy, yeah, <laughs> it's all the way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Giving it to the tentacles. No. <laughs> Very... Well, I mean, I mean, with this version, I mean, he kind of like he reacts to it, and then it cuts, and you kind of go, "Huh, 
There might be something yeah. else there. Yeah. Something else a little yeah. juicy, a little spicy, huh? Did we catch him finishing or starting? <laughs> no. Well, actually, that's that's what I was going to ask. Like, I think it's a kind of calm, though. I think it's a finish and then a oh. start. It, well, oh yeah, because I, I feel like when uh, I'm sorry, when, I asked. Yeah, wow. Well. At the very beginning, when they're talking about you know basically the the gods needing to basically yeah. be paid, I was like, oh man, are we about to? And then I was like, oh no, never mind. That's I get it. Well, again, you'll you're gonna get yeah. a lot of blanks filled in. I think, and yeah, we're gonna get to see the celebration. And even even that scene, you know, in the R-rated version, is he's like. Fuck hard tonight. <laughs> Fuck to the gods. Like he just Corey really Corey did a great job uh, with that because he just it's so it's so he's so hilarious. It's so intense because he just goes for it so hard. And then like I'm like, okay, we have to do the other version. And he's like, oh right, make love tonight. And I'm like, <laughs> did he did he do the the arm thing in the same one in both of them or? Yes, <laughs> like, he does the arm thing in both. Of them. Yeah. So basically, when you were shooting, it was like, all right, we got the R-rated version and then the PG version. You just kind of just like, all right, now do this and then make it squeaky. It was like pretty much that's how the way it was shot the whole th way, way through. Yeah, 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 yep. pretty much. Nice. Anyway, we, we, uh, okay. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of things that are the same, but there's a lot of things that are different. But it's like, again, you know, it's like I enjoy and I love the fact that, you know, my kids can watch the movie and have the experience mm -hmm. with it that is you know, like being taken to another world and taking yeah. it seriously. And for them, it's, yeah. you know, they don't know. They don't know what's out there. They're just like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is cool. And I think that that's, uh, that's fun. And I think that, you know, um, there, there's also a version of the movie that grew up, you know, or at least understands what it is. So <laughs> it's fun. I don't know if it grew up 100. Yeah, there's a lot of parts that um, I'll say kind of leaves leaves a lot to the imagination, and then the imagination starts working, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> right? it, it was one of the. I know what's going the, like, on. Brutal, with the brutal scenes I like think... that, the war flashback was that more violent, or was that? I mean, I, no, I'm just curious. I mean, that that in particular, that moment in particular is not that different, but there mm -hmm. are other. There are. A lot of other parts of the movie, the, the barn scene, yeah, the barn scene yes. in particular, yeah. where there's a lot more, yes, blood, just a lot more blood splatter, yeah, visceral, blood. yes, exactly. Let's just, let's just say that hatchet probably hits some head <laughs> in the face. Yeah, I feel like if you look at the trailer, there's yeah. a shot in the trailer, yeah. in the first trailer, she throws the axe, right? Yeah, yeah you, there's a video of you talking yes. about that. And I remember watching. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> So that's, part, say, that's what you're talking about when you're like, yeah. which parts of the barn scene are more <laughs> graphic, though? Mm, I think all of it. Oh, well, I mean, I don't think that like the lead up isn't really any more graphic. That's pretty much no. is what it is. Yeah, okay. I mean, the Sam interaction with the soldiers doesn't get any more. Thank you. OK, Thank the you. intent, the intent that was shown there is was plenty too. Yeah, to what, uh, the, the I agree. I because I. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, nothing more, if anything more happened, then Cora fails, in my right. opinion. Mm. Yeah. That's a moot point. Yeah. Because it's, like, I mean, it's trauma yeah. enough, I think. Yeah. Correct. Uh, with her. And like, some of your yeah. audience straight up can't watch that shit. 
Yes, you do that shit. Yeah, it's true. The more, the more version. I. mm. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's you know, but the truth is, um, you know, there there is a of course there's always a balance that you have to strike with it, and that's a that's a that's a thing. Hopefully that you know I I like to think that I'm. I'm not insane. No. Um, no. Well, I could say what was insane was not seeing enough Jimmy. That's for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. but it was a good buildup. It was got a good throat like that, Garza. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no, there Jimmy. Is a ton more, there is a ton more Jimmy in the. In yeah. The, um, yes. Are there more Jimmys? No. Well, you see more Jimmys in movie two, in that you understand. Uh, where you find out kind of a little, start to understand a little bit about uh, or see other ones and, and sort of get a sense. Of, I mean, we're doing this podcast, sort of dramatic podcast that tells the origin story of um, nice. where the James, where the Jimmies come from. Okay. And that, I think that that, that's a, that's a fun thing. you know. And I really wasn't was... cast as voice talent. It's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> fine. No, well, we haven't recorded it yet. So. No. <laughs> oh. hey. There's a whole audition, audition time. <laughs> no, yeah, but the, well, the, the last time we see Jimmy before, of course, we see him at the end. I mean, uh, both times when I, you know, at the, obviously the premiere and then, of course, uh, at the screening at the Egyptian, both just a plotting moment. I mean, it's such a like an intense moment, and then you're just going, "What's gonna happen, really? Like, what is he gonna do?" And then all of a sudden, it just that fire, and just boom! It just so just that was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful, the way that he does. Yeah, that. it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun little. Yeah, I really, I really love that. Yeah, that whole um, when we were in when we were in Brazil, we took the movie, you know, to Brazil for To Doom. I basically mm-hmm. would show the movie from. Um, Sam and Jimmy at the water to the end of the of the granary, you know, okay. fight. Because I feel like it's kind of those scenes out of context are kind of hard to see, but it's a fun little short movie kind mm-hmm. of together, you know, like from no, you know from him from 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 Jimmy landing in the in the in the poop to <laughs> you know him, you know blasting foulness and running out it's kind of a fun little he kind of gets the full he goes full art circle yeah. in those yeah. like whatever those three scenes you know so it's kind of fun i have my seven-year-old had a question about jimmy yeah um he wondered if jimmy's face dots lit up when sam touched his face if they lit up that color because the jimmy's after their um, their king and their queen and their princess died, they lost their peace. And so when Sam touched him, he found his peach. His princess peach? Oh, well, I mean, it was only the king and queen that said that kill, but the princess... Probably, I mean, yeah. It's a seven-year-old I mean, asking I mean, he's a not wrong. <laughs> he's absolutely not wrong. That's 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 pretty much exactly what happens to him in the scene. I mean, Hmm. uh, so the answer is is yes, I think. Mm. Right. I know. Uh, And then it was, 
Yeah, yeah, your kid's smart. Um, and it was uh, one of the things I remember that was uh, talked about a lot too when it came to Charlie Hunnam and uh, and Kai was like, well, I mean, I'm sure you're kind of aware that when it came to the DC stuff that he was fan cast a lot as Green Arrow and we always wanted to see him as Green Arrow. And then you put him in a green hood in the movie. <laughs> was that just, that was just, that had to be by accident, right? That was or, by accident. Okay. <laughs> it was cool though. Yeah, I mean, he looks good in a hood. So. He does, he does, and uh, his character that that sh that that slippery little fuck. Yeah, yeah, he mm. is. It's funny. I was like, uh, um, you know, I had some friends over that went with us to the premiere, and we came home, and they were like, you know, I really didn't see that Charlie thing coming. I probably should have, but I just really loved Charlie and I really didn't want that to be true. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad that you you gave him a pass because you like him. And even though you knew kind of in your heart of hearts that it might not work out, you really wanted it to be true. So I was like, that's good. That's probably right. That's how, that's what Cora does. That's what they all do. Yeah, that, but that's what was good about this character was like you 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 start liking the guy because he's you know he's a little goofy he's a little you know just the way that he talks and the way that he uh, you know just presents himself you 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 kind of you like the character even Cora starts liking the character and then yeah. right right away you know when when he turned I was like ah shit god damn it yeah well actually yeah. is there is there more of the moment when she put her guard down that's where yeah, the yeah you kind of put her knife, guard down with him yeah, yeah that's when the knife came him in yeah but yeah, is there I, I would say is there um because i mean clearly he, he we we understand why he did it right we understand why yeah. he says it i think it's important that he that you understand why he did it because i think that's, yeah and, that, and that's what i was going to say is there more of that uh in that kind of extended version of kind of understanding a little bit more yeah, especially with Titus, because Titus has a long history of, of yeah. Yeah, right. working for him. So, no, I, that's, Titus, I think has a, Titus has a huge, um, there's a lot of Titus, um, not a lot, but there's an interesting, you know, <laughs> it, it's really about like these brush strokes where you really start to just sort of fill in a little bit of the cracks of these characters mm -hmm. that, you know, I think is really um the thing, you know, I think that you'll and, and, and Nemesis too, by the way. And then mm -hmm. of course in movie two, there's a lot more. Like the whole all movie two, there's like a huge section of the movie where we flash back and learn all about what they yeah. where they come from. Do Titus and Nemesis fall in love? Oh. I need them to fall in love. I need them to fall in love so bad. They coordinated at the LA premiere. I saw it, the color coordination, and I need it to happen badly. <laughs> Revenge and justice. And the like and the yeah. mm, they color coordinated Zach. I know they did. It was like melon and cantaloupe, and then she showed up in this jacket that had melon and cantaloupe stripes, and I was like, "If they are oh, not yeah. teasing part two, I'm gonna." Ugh. Amanda was paying attention to wardrobes like crazy that day. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Was a lot. <laughs> now, Zach, you, you get an opportunity to play with a lot of you know a lot of different toys from DC, and you talked about the inspiration with Seven Samurai. Um, Star Wars and you know it, it being the outsider looking in and seeing reviews and seeing comments on, on, on your filmmaking it seems like you, you talk about deconstructing these these different kind of genres at that point 
and some people interpret that as oh he's you know the people that aren't necessarily fans say like oh you're you're attacking it you're going about it and it just seems like you're one of the few filmmakers that has the courage to say hey this is my interpretation of what i want to see and you're one of those that says that obviously a studio like netflix warner brothers at a time that said hey we want to see that vision on screen it seems like you bring out a a lot of questions and i like that how you as a director necessarily don't shy away from hey i might offend someone it's not about you're looking to not necessarily try to offend anyone to get people to see in a different way but i also like how during interviews when people try to say that oh you're you're trying to make make superman or zombie films in a different way so it's like no this is just a different way to think about it i i just appreciate how you also honor what was done in the past and say hey this was good but also let's try something different because I don't know. It's it's just something that I appreciate you as a filmmaker doing. Well, I, I appreciate that you appreciate that because that's really what I, you know, I've always, it's not a new thing, you know, and I just find it interesting that, um, and I, and I don't know if people, you know, they really, um, those things aren't going anywhere. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, you know, like if you're afraid that I'm going to somehow like subvert your hero to the point where it's destroyed, well, your hero isn't that fucking uh, resilient, is he? If I can like destroy him. So I'm or like, you, can't, you know, or you can't enter, or you can't deal with someone having it in a different way, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that's just is what it is. I mean, and also in the end, you know, it's not it's not star Wars and mm-hmm. it's really no. not star Wars, this movie. I mean, no. you can, if you see star Wars in it, maybe here and there, but I mean, by the time we went and made the movie, I had no idea. Like star Wars was a distant memory for me. I was mm-hmm. so far away from it. Of course, it's more heavy metal than it is star Wars in my opinion. And, in, and, and even in its heavy metalness, it's sort of a vague um, tone more than like any specific reference, you know what I mean? It felt more like history class. Yeah. I said like before I even get to Star Wars, it's it's more like um <laughs> like Frank Frazetta and what's happening over there. Sorry. <laughs> I mean it, it's the only the only thing it shares really with Star Wars is the fact that it's in space. That's really <laughs> space movie. That yeah, was no, the only thing good, I ever saw. I was like eh, good versus really. evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But people Not just either. latch on to that one thing and they can't let go of it. And it's just like, did you watch the movie or did you just say, take that one soundbite and just use it over and over and over mm-hmm. again to beat it into submission? They yeah. can't. You got to be able to like use more than one lens to see yeah. the world. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Or this I mean, movie. Because the truth is, in the end, I'm just like, I want to do this. I wanted to make this sci-fi film because I really, you know, I have explored genre my entire career. Mm -hmm. Um, And and to me, science fiction is kind of the like tip of the spear. It's the most, it's like, it, it, it's the umbrella, you know, with which you can cover all of genre horror, uh, superhero, you know, comic book war, whatever. Um, and so for me, that, that is a super attractive fantasy, you know, I'm I'm super attracted by 
making a science fiction film because I felt like it it is a um, it's a place you know of course where anything's possible, and that means mythologically. That means um, uh, from a discovery standpoint, we can go down uh, the deepest rabbit holes and find out the the entire universe can unravel um, by by pulling a simple thread. Or, and so I think that that to me is um, the, the limitlessness of the potential wow. is really for me the the, the amazing thing that 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 drew me to it and um the best movies that i enjoyed were those exact ones the ones that made me feel that way you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and even speaking of like horror i mean like the scene with uh harmada i mean i'm not a fan of spiders <laughs> i do not <laughs> like spiders uh it was funny too because uh, during the premiere my mom looked at me are you okay i'm like i'm good don't worry it's just and i'm alone I can see it's Jenna Malone. I can see her. I mean, by the way, the makeup looked fantastic. Yeah, on her. I mean, she, yeah she looks great in the makeup. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, I saw the She's a trooper, too. Cause, yeah, because she just, you know, that was not an easy makeup. And, um, yeah, you know, she's such a good actor, though, that she just can just act straight through all the prosthetics, which is just a gift. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask because uh, almost Stephen brought it up, but he didn't. He kind of stayed silent about it. But when I heard the word lens, I said, wait, well, you know what? I remember watching the film and going, I, I'm pretty sure you use several different lenses than what you even use in Army. Is that correct? The lenses that I used in this movie, um, I built again with uh, Zero Optic, uh, who are the guys that I built the um, – the dream lenses with for army and these lenses, I, I knew I wanted to shoot the movie anamorphic because it was sort of my intention to do, to deliver to your home, the biggest sort of cinematic experience that I could. And I, so in there that I thought that would be a, an anamorphic movie. And so I, I went, uh, I tracked down these lenses called Cinevision lenses. They're these Japanese lenses, I think from the 1960s, late 1960s. I found two sets of them um, for sale uh, that were really hard to, to, to get a hold of. It took me like, there was like a year in between the purchases. And then what we did was uh, my friends at Zero Optic and I, we did a bunch of a series of tests with a bunch of sort of vintage glass. Um, and we were gonna, we took the anamorphic fronts from the lens set that I bought, the Japanese anamorphic lenses, and we glued them to the uh, glued them. That sounds. <laughs> so we attached them to Taped the um, to the a whole series of different vintage glass. We ended up settling on the um, Sumalux and Noctilux Leica series of range finding lenses. They're incredibly sharp. Um, they also open um, to uh, you know. Well, the 50 mil is a 0.95, just like the Dream Lens, but it, the the Noctilux is an incredible lens. You know, it's a the 50 mil Noctilux, like a Noctilux, is an incredible lens, and that's sort of the basic lens. That's the lens that we shot most of the movie with. A lot more lens flare. Again, so. well, if you saw it <laughs> in its cinematic when it, in its cinematic configuration when it was finally constructed, it's this beautiful, you know. And, you know, and, and Adam um, Foreman did um, 
the graphic design for the lenses because the lenses are all each lens has a logo and each lens has like a Japanese quote on it mm-hmm. and it has like um you know it's this sort of German Japanese like um collab and just the graphics themselves and you know we made like t-shirts and all sorts of stuff just around the lenses because they were so so freaky and cool but yeah it's really fun and I just like doing that anyway because I'm a dork. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you had, you had talked about how uh, Rebel Moon is connected to the the, uh, the Army verse. Yeah. And Ooh. do we, you know, did we see some hints of it in this cut or are we going to see more more connections in your uh, director's you cut? You see, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a small hint in this cut where you see the Xanadite in the bar, the blue woman. You, I think mm-hmm. there's only one shot of her. Yeah. Um, but she has this, like, kind of glowing rings on her. Yeah. And yeah, she, yeah. Um, yeah, because basically what you learn, and I, I don't know if this you know this, but I think I said it in an interview, but you basically what you learn is in the army prequel um, that we were working on, you learn that at Area 51, there's a portal, and the portal they have, they built Area 51 around this portal, basically. And the portal is like this interdimensional sort of place where you can, if you go through the portal, there's also a time loop that's created by it. So there's a, mm. a lot of the time loop stuff in army mm. is is sort of generated by and or reinforced by this portal time loop that happens when you travel through this portal because that's where the zombie plague came from Mm. and so the uh, you know uh a team of course uh of 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 of, (laughs) an ensemble if you may yes (laughs) they travel through the portal to 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 find an antidote um and they uh encounter a group of people we call it xanadu and they're called xanadites but they were named by the people at area 51 who loved that the olivia newton john film i'm sure that's not their real name uh, <laughs> but it's good i mean i and but, i know that because my mom yeah can i can i go on record saying if i had heard any of that i would have known it so i don't think uh it's out but Oh yeah, well, I, yeah, because I did. I, I said it. I probably said it in a couple of interviews with some, you know, some people that. It was out. And then we all just, were just washed over them, and they were like, "I don't know what he's talking about." Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> how was it, what was it like to work out on the set? You know, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the basic concept, and that's how the that that's how they're that over. That's where the overlap is, but. Where this Xanadite that we see in Rebel Moon, she's not on Xanadu or near. We don't know where. I don't know where Xanadu is in relationship to uh, Mara. Although I will say that it's got to be close enough for her to have got to gotten to that brothel. Mm. It's interesting because I mean, like, like in that bar scene, I remember like uh, the 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 bug that has like wrapped around the dude. Then it's all man. Talk about a great design, creepy. I was like, "Hey, look, it's like a zombie, like I mean, But obviously, not anything connected to it. But that design was just freaky as all hell. With the, yeah, that was fun, you know, because we had this yeah. bunch of exposition, and yeah. I was like, "Well, let's have the bug tell him." <laughs> <laughs> like, probably more fun. 
Yeah, it was because I remember with like a behind the scenes featurette, I think there was a shot of you looking at that bug and it was like, whoa, what the hell is that going to be? And then the fact that it was connected to a human being and just the way that that, oh, that was, I, I just loved that. I mean, way to do exposition right there is, you know, fantastic. Great, great actor that, yeah. that was connected to yeah, by he did a great, By the way, yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. Really Ooh. great, a really great job. And it was hard. It's not easy, you know. No, you know, at all. <laughs> and it's just like a you know because those are just puppeteers puppeting this this weird thing that like you know between takes and just sitting there it's like a it's like nothing but it's good yeah it, it was really it was really fun and you know justin did a great job with the characters even the bartender you get to see him talk in the director's cut and he has this crazy mouth and it's it's really it's fun yeah because he had like a bunch of candles like kind yeah of he had a bunch of candles yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was cool. Yeah, the designs are. Yeah, I so I want to know when I can get the Zack Snyder interior design line, where like I get to buy the lights that are on the columns in that bar, and where yeah. I get to like purchase the game that is laid out on the table that Corey oh, yeah, yeah, over. That game is playable. I know it is. I know it, Zach, and I there want it. it. Is. I want it for Christmas. <laughs> Maybe next Christmas. Hmm? No. Yeah, for sure. No. Christmas there's isn't over until cool. like January there's 6th. A bunch of cool, there's, time. Two, there's two cool creatures that you don't see in this version of the movie oh. that for sure are like going to be amazing little plushies when the movie, when when you finally see because these they're just so damn cute. You know? Are we going to see you in the game though? The game? I don't know. I could ask them where that damn game went. Yeah. Oh man. What the? <laughs> I remember, like, we were in there, and then Brad, who's the the prop guy, was like, "This is how you play. You throw these, and then you move those." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Um, but yeah. Oh, so we're... Brad, the prop guy. Brad, the prop guy. If you're watching, Brad's <laughs> great. By the way, he did like, like he's in, like, you know, imagine like he had a, all those guns we had to build, and like, oh, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. When I when when we were on set talking to Brad, he said that there was a game where he would try to see if he could design a gun that was so big that you would say no. I, <laughs> I, I asked if he ever succeeded. He's like, well, we'd do that one that was outrageously too big, and one that was like medium, and one that was clearly too small. And he'd always pick the outrageously too big one. We couldn't find one that was like. Wait, like a like could, a like a men in black yeah. one, yeah. like a crazy gun, like yeah, a the noisy cricket, <laughs> the noisy cricket, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there was a lot of little guns, and I was like, no. <laughs> uh, I you also can I ask a personal? Oh, except for like the dog faced guy, he pulls out that little derringer. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, you have to like. Please don't stop making the women heroes in your movies have really badass weapons, but also can you stop? Because I want to get them all, all of the weapons tattooed on my body. And I'm like, there's not enough skin. Um, you just go scale. Enough... You're just smaller. Yeah. Small, Virgins. scale it down. Yeah, okay. it down. How do I scale down Cora's gun? The detail it, will be lost. No, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a good point. There's a lot of detail Actually, in that what gun. It says, what it says on the gun in uh, Imperium, it says, my life for hers. Yes. That's what it says. Because, you know, because she was the bodyguard of Issa. So that's what yeah. the king, the king gave her that gun. 
to say like this is your job. Okay. Well, actually, uh, that that segues into a question I wanted to ask about Issa because clearly there's some there's some backstory or at least some myth that's involved with her where I was thinking that more or less it had more connection to do with Cora, but it, from what it looks like, it seems like no, that myth is actually tied to the king's daughter who may or may not still be alive. That's that's something you have to wait and find <laughs> out. <laughs> You're gonna get right, right. I gave the, the right, out. I, I know it's the right line of questioning, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have to. That's a yeah. That's I can't help. I can't help you with that. Not right no, now. No, I just I know I usually ask stupid questions that you can't <laughs> get answered. No, that's a good question. By the way, it's, not it's, just, there. it's just a spoiler alert. Yeah. Yes. We can go backstage for a second. <laughs> go backstage. Just cut the streams. So we can oh, yeah. So we can hear more. <laughs> <of it. laughs> uh, I was like, what? what? Listen, you find out all that gets revealed in movie two. A lot of it does. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be you'll you guys can wait a couple months it's not even that long i mean it's like yeah. next day for you, though, so, you know. the thing yeah. is Zach, i already know i just want confirmation that i know okay okay, okay. we can go through one of the portals because i mean that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the time one of the loop, portals, so. the well, actually portal. i was gonna ask uh wh- how much does the uh the novelization how much does that at least relate to the movie we've seen or the movie it, we're gonna it's very see? close to the movie i mean we we do i endeavored and we tried really to Make sure it was as close as possible. The um, yeah. So, I mean, yes, the novelization is very close. You know, it's based on the script, so it's yeah, mm. makes sense. And then uh, the comic books are, of course, in world. Max did an amazing job of like working with us to make sure that um, she understood and we understood the relationship between um sashu and the like mother world and and also um you know where the where the um the realm the mother world was right before the death of the king and queen Mm. and then right after and what was like the political switches that happened in the in the right after that because there was a lot that went on yeah and i could tell that there was that that's left vague for a reason because I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It, it's not. It doesn't pertain to the story, but an R-rated question I feel like would be because I know it. Only I don't know that much about it. But you know, the Where priests do that do the the the, uh, the skin binding of of like yeah. history. I was thinking we were going to see like <laughs> somebody get their skin pilled and you know have something written down in history, but yeah, too graphic. That's or, coming. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, you went too far there Garza (laughs) no I was just I was just curious because I thought it's good to want I tried to stop him with a tentacle porn question I tried it's good to want it's good to want it's good to want well yeah because I thought that was like that was common I mean that's out there that's not like yeah yeah I know I talk about it a lot yeah that's kind of the that's kind of what the priests are they're like it's like their their religion is information you know Mm -hmm. and the manipulation of that is there is there is the oh, so Stalin. of their yeah in a way absolutely 
or all or everybody. Um, so yeah, it's it's a fun Instagram. Yeah, it's well, there you go. Well, that's um, fine. I'll ask a, an actual question about the film then. Again, since they have I guess, a literal sorry, picture but... on their chest. It's uh, Instagram. <laughs> what at the near the near the end, and of course, this is you know obviously spoiler, but spoiler discussion. When uh, Balisarius is talking to Noble during the embryo section, is that communication? Like, is that how they communicate, or is that like? Because uh, I I just wanted to, I was like I, I'm reading. Yeah, it there's me. like there's like. The astral plane, which is that kind of, that's that's kind of the realm of this. That's the realm basically that the scribes work in. Mm. And so for these, and so for these kind of like you know, people that are like Balsarius or whatever who are at a high level, they use it for communication or investigation. They do a lot of stuff inside that other world. Um, he prevents assassination, of course. The uh, the crescent of the moon is the exact same as the uh, original Rebel Moon logo. Mm. Um, What's that now? What did you say? In, in the sky, in the astral plane, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the moon, yeah, yeah. and the, the crescent cool. of it is the exact same as the original because Rebel Moon Because we had logo. that piece of artwork, and when we were messing around in the you know pre-production... We made that logo based on that piece of artwork. There we go. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. That's a good so, downplay. So then, I with, a, uh, I, I, oh, go I, on, go on, Amanda. Go, go for it. I have a question about uh, some writing a book about World War II. It's been a lot of research. I have a question sure. about the Imperium's um, rank insignia sure. can you do you have like a any of that off the top of your head you can like <laughs> let me know uh i mean i have i mean they were based the uniforms are based slightly on um uh russian world war ii uh yeah yeah uniforms and the rank a lot of the ranking insignias are based though on um the different logos, the different insignias are based a lot on like there's sort of the mythological base of the mother world is that you have like the chalice, which is Isa. You have the there's a sword, there's a worm, uh, there's a tr there's a branch. Uh, all these things are they're all symbolic oh. and they, they all become yeah. sort of different orders of the military fall under different sort of mythological symbols and then that's okay we okay like air force navy army etc falling Correct. under different okay 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 Correct. But so it was like air, i know, noticed like that admiral noble has four what i'll call like arrows chevrons at, chevrons thank you on his on his shoulder <laughs> no on, on his, his uh, neck on his collar, on his collar. yeah and it's uh, in when he goes to see Belisarius, and I believe in the scene where Belisarius is behind the king, he also has four, which would mean that at the time that he's behind the king, and when he chose, like when Cora is his daughter, graduating, he, yeah, he and also has four, so he's an admiral in that scene, correct? Okay, mm. she has three in that scene, so is there? 
like does that mean she's only one rank below an admiral in that scene no because there's other uh because basically you have to combine you have to combine two okay okay it, it like levels I... it levels based on if you have an additional insignia then it, it levels them but okay yes. that's what i was wondering i was yeah. i was very confused i was like that seems like a no, jump absolutely yeah no okay. no she's not <laughs> all right thank she's you she's top of her class but she's yeah not. and also her lover is like <laughs> way below her but yeah that's neither here nor there yeah all right thank thank you that kind yeah, of answers bad, it. Do, you get, what, do we get more of that in the graphic novel like in the graphic so novel uh do we find out more about the rank uh a little a little bit i do believe a little bit okay all right uh, this is the kind of nerd I am. Thank you. I like it. I like no, it. I good. have, I have good no to be any kind of nerd. Guys, I got to jump. I hear yeah. the babies in the other room. But uh, thank you guys for chatting me up. And yeah, this was great. I didn't mean to jump, mean to jump in on your stream here, but oh, uh, yeah. How dare you interrupt this stream? The, I, I, apologize. I was listening. I was listening to you guys right before I came on, and it was very, it was good stuff. So. Yeah. I have one more question, though. Have you seen Godzilla minus one yet? I have not yet. But oh, you got it. Oh, so <laughs> good. So He's good. had oh, a couple full yeah. weeks, Dave. Yeah, it's kind of busy. <laughs> just saying, hey, you know, you spin, you know, you take a break, you go watch. I really, I really want to see it though. Yeah, I know yeah. it's yeah. It's, 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 right. Tell me Thanks, how awesome this. All right. Thank you, Zach, for uh, showing up. Appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Tell us where we can find you, Zach. All right. <laughs> Cheers, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. There was Zach Snyder. The told you some special guests might be showing up. Oh. All right. For that, I'm going to dox Ben. This is where Ben lives, everybody. <laughs> what, the, the, the really deep state. I know where he is. I can coordinate that. I got. I know that guy from the YouTube thing that takes the pictures and he figures out where people live. Oh yeah, that guy from say from TikTok. Like know. you show him a corner, and he knows exactly where you live at. Yeah, yeah. yeah that guy's. He's like, oh, those telephone poles are only made in one part of Sweden. Yeah. Well, those grasses only grow in the north side of Jersey, so you must be like, what the fuck? Like, what? Those nose jobs are only done by one doctor in the south side of Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, I guess I'll just ask you guys since y'all aren't gonna know the fucking answer. Oh, uh, I, I have no idea. I was now we can guard on Now that I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just gonna ask if if Noble is some form of Jimmy, but with skin because you know he's well, a robot. That, I know. So. I was actually I was thinking about that question too. I'm like, well, even, like when it came to the uh, no, no, no. It's not. I mean, I don't even no, know no. if he'd be able. To, Sorry, I don't even know if he would be able to answer that. So he probably wouldn't. He probably yeah. wouldn't because, like, I mean, my first thought. I mean, even just seeing well you know and it was kind of you know and it was one of those things too where uh we we see we literally do see the last shot of the movie in the trailer which i hate it when trailers do that but it's such mm -hmm. a cool shot that it's like okay i mean when i saw that shot in the trailer i went man is this like a little bit of a connection also to well, when we were talking about the army of the dead stuff yeah, yeah. because we have we have a dude that has the same haircut as zeus that you know that obviously is a cyborg type. I can get answer it. I, well, I can he give an answer to it. that based on what he said on the stream and something yeah. Ed Screen said when we interviewed him on set. <sighs> um, which he said that he's trying to appease his father and gain a seat in the Senate. 
which mm-hmm. would imply yeah. he's said that human, was born human. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the way that Zach described the astral plane, if it's something that like more elite, you know, the priests and elite members of government or military can access to communicate or to do research and stuff, it suggests it's like a matrix jack-in sort well, of. It could be, but Noble like, didn't seem like he was surprised to be there. He just... He was like, well, oh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's an augmented, like, once you once you achieve a certain um, rank or something, maybe they they give you a a they called it a neuro or neural link. I think in the uh, when the priests were setting them up. So I think my read well, I mean, on it clearly have some kind of neural link thing because you see it. Right, but I think that, that's my read on it is that he's he's a human. Thank you. Our son is does mm-hmm. not believe me. I yeah, I mean, he, I was kind of augmented human, Shep, and he was well, like, "No, mom, he's clearly a robot with a flesh skin." Well, like, like, like the first time I watched it, I meet my brain immediately went to that, but and then the second time I was like, "Well, I mean, they're talking about brain waves and all this stuff when they're looking at like you know, yeah, uh, trying yeah, to get yeah, it's great. It's it's like a cyborg. Oh my, yeah. Also, which in that case, there are, you know, they're humans that are augmented. So, so he's kind of like he's a cyborg esque, I guess you could say. Lisa lives. Pass it on. <laughs> well, isn't I mean, some people are saying is like, is that Sam? Uh, essentially, kind of like some people are trying to make that connection. Like when she touches, like you know, uh, raise your hand if it's Sam. See, and that's the thing is like when she touches his face and all of a sudden he's like, because he's telling the story and then she's, I don't know. It was like, I, I know some people were trying to like make that connection. Like, like Cora's still he's just telling the story because he needed to tell the story. I mean, it's Anthony I know. Hopkins. So. I know, but it was because like when she touched the, I mean, obviously it's just when he touched, when she touches his face, it's almost like he's like blushing like a little bit, like mm-hmm. the lights light up. I always, always took no, it that's like, his oh. peach. he's finding his inner peach. Yeah. Yeah. There's something like where he's just, you know, he's, you got, but I know some people are like, huh, is that, is this, this, is this her? Like what's he's happening? Ben's head. If that yeah. was her, then Cora would be acting completely different towards her. Mm-hmm. Just. That's what I was like. But then I was like, I don't know. There's just so much, so many questions when it comes to that, because it just seems like there is going to be something significant with her, you know. Can I lay on my theory? Go ahead. Finally. Finally. I'll leave you guys all alone (laughs) so you can talk your, I don't know, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, beer. Chicks. Yeah. Balls. Power tools. Pussy portals. (laughs) Yes. We're going to, we're going to dissect the pussy portal. Can I just say, I married the guy who came up with the they can't find the clit, so they'll never no, find That was good. Out. That was good, Stephen. That was good. Everybody oh, got dear. a I saw the, the, the chat light up after that. It oh, was so good. <laughs> I love yeah. you. I love you. Um, I can find the no, mother world. No, I look. Yes. <laughs> That's why we've been married for 10 years, guys. Um, okay, I got to go now. all right i have no shame in his game so okay so um my theory on isa is this there's things that we know have been established right we know that the king and the queen were slain that's like the first thing that's said during the pussy portal scene right and then sec in the like the second time that they talk about the king and the queen being slain, I think when they're talking about Jim the Jimmies, they talk about Issa also being slain, right? Mm. Issa is the princess. Well, so, he, he, he doesn't really say it. He actually says they're slain, and then the princess 
he doesn't say that the princess was slain. Right. There's there the, the point being, thank you, Garza. There's ambiguity there. Mm-hmm. Like it is very clear that the king and queen are slain, and then there's sort of like a about Princess Issa. He explicitly says the second time that she died. I don't know that he, he, knows, ex- he believes she's dead. Jimmy believes she's dead. Yeah, well, Jimmy he, believes that. Yeah, well, he's a fucking AI, dead. so he doesn't count. So sorry, he doesn't <laughs> have a soul. Sorry. I, I don't. I'm not arguing. Anti AI. Listen, it's a joke. Westworld. Westworld. Hello. Westworld. Hello. Westworld, Hello. Joke. Westworld, Westworld host. We're, we're people. Okay, I'm just saying. So yeah. then. <laughs> Uh, here's some other stuff that we know. We know that Issa is called the life giver yeah. and that Cora has seen things that she cannot explain, a.k.a. she has seen Issa use light, light, L-I-G-H-T, which if you study Gnosticism is like huge. There's a whole bunch of Gnostic symbols all up in this. And in Kabbalah. Yeah. But anyway... Um, it's the symbol of the Holy Spirit. If you're going into like the, tr- the the Trinity, which there's a whole bunch of Trinity symbols in here. We also have the references to Rome, the Roman Empire, the Roman Catholic Church, um, you know, the Colosseum. They call it the Colosseum. Where is that? Rome. Moving on. So, Isa, the light, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit the life giver who is known to be um, her own father considers her a messianic prophecy. When she comes into power, she will usher in a new age of compassion. Unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, something like that. That's a messianic prophecy. So she's um, a space Jesus. Says it about his own daughter. Okay. She is also known or believed to be a reincarnation or an incarnation of her own grandmother, who is also believed to be an incarnation of another woman of her own bloodline further back. Therefore, uh, how does a bitch would- die? Would if you like to know what her name death, means? How can she even die at all? Right. Literally, would you, would you like to know what her name means in Arabic? In Garza. But anyway, well, so she I feel like die. you should know it. If she can't die, then how could she be dead? What, what, what is her name, Garza? What I'm saying is, did you see what her name means in Arabic? No, what does it mean in Arabic? It means uh, Jesus. There you go. There you go. Space Jesus. Jesus. You could, but at the end of the day, that's all you really got to do is there's a reason why her name is Issa. Well, yeah. I mean, you could just translate it. However, it's also like, that's just one symbol. People could say that's an accident, whatever. If we're going to go, if we're going to go off based off of names, I mean. Go 15,000 times deep. He's referencing the Roman Catholic Church. He's talking about, like he just said it was the Russian the Russian uniforms, yeah, from right? Two, yeah. Um, Scar Giver also is really interesting because I was just talking with someone earlier. I know I mentioned like I've done a bunch of research into World War II. Um, the Nazis gave each other or themselves scars to make themselves appear more intimidating and terrifying. This is like widely known. You can look it up. All a lot of Nazis had scars. They would do this like when they were in their little Nazi Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they would put horse hair inside the scars so that the scars wouldn't heal properly so that they would be more gnarly. Um, look it up. A lot of them. 
have a, like a, the office <clears throat> of higher ranked guys. Um, so for Cora to be called Scar Giver is really interesting to me. Um, she doesn't have a scar, notice, but her lover did. Her lover had a scar that looked a lot like Joachim, Joachim, Joachim Piper, who was the leader of the um, first SS Panzer Division um, in World War II. German Nazi officer. Well, Scar Ooh. Giver is not going to have scars, I don't think. But no, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, they also gave them to themselves. Nazi reference. I'm they saying that she was part of the empire. The empire and the empire represents the Romans. The Romans, what they did is that they scarred Jesus to death before. He, uh, so I was thinking about making that correlation. Her did being, you see the yeah. shoulder pad? Yeah, that's that's the that's where I make the connection. So that's probably that's where the name comes from. Yes. Mm-hmm. The shoulder pads for the priest dudes the priest. are a mm-hmm. skull with a crown of thorns on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They're epaulets. I don't know what you would call them. They're like shoulder, not shoulder pads, pads. Like <laughs> shoulder guards. I don't know. What I'd- uh, we got a little glimpse of the, those uh, religious creatures that walked them that walked around all the time, but uh, we only got a brief. Um, religious creatures. Yeah, those uh, the, the 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 guys that were uh, dressed in yeah, uh, in red. Uh, we only got a little bit of them at the end, or, or, or the part that they play in in in, the, in this universe, because we saw them like this show. You mean every like noble? Time. Yeah, they they were following noble everywhere, but. We didn't see how they play a part in this universe because they are, obviously they represent some type of church and they are in charge of, uh, I guess, uh, 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 planting the seed of superstition or, or religion. Right. Right. So, Something. Yeah. So I, I but we, we don't know that until like the very end when we saw a glimpse of what they really do behind the scenes. Steven said that, you know, the one that has a, like a thing on his chest. Steven said the, That's the picture in the middle, and that picture is of the king and his daughter, or the king and the queen? Daughter. The king and Isa. Well, mm. um, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, religious figures... Thank you guys uh, for uh, letting me know Isa is Jesus. Uh, religious figures that couldn't go into the Solomon's Temple unless they had certain uh, uh, plate on, plated, uh, ch- uh, uh, some type of plate where it where, where, where he had specific stones. If they, if they didn't have those plates in the specific stones, they couldn't go inside the temple. And they so had I, a rope tied around their ankle. Yes. So I, so that way they can pull, pull them out because of whatever was going on in there. So, yeah. So I, I think that the whole plate thing was probably plays a little bit of, yeah. of that. I guess it's good to have a little bit of religion in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even you don't even have to be a like you don't have to be a believer in this stuff. No, no, to research it. Study, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. just study it from like a perspective of like what do these people believe in history? If you want Correct. to know specifically what to Google, like the search phrases, look up right. Gnosticism. G N O S T I C I S M. Gnosticism. Okay, that's where you're gonna find that shit. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, or apparently Isa in you said Arabic or Aramaic? Arabic. 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 Okay. I'm yeah, just saying gonna... if you if you if not saying you, I'm talking about the royal you, because the reason why I even no, you're talking to me personally, Garza. Is because <laughs> I do the same thing in, in my story that 
I don't just name somebody just something. I just mm. there. I could either make up a name or I could have a name have meaning. Which one's going to be more dense? I feel like. I think if you make up a name, you forget quick and you don't. And Not you only don't that, it's, it has no attention. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have, yeah. doesn't have anything unless you're fucking pretty much Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin. But even then, Daenerys doesn't mean anything. It just is a unique name. That's cool and that's great. But I mean, if you if I had my choice of making up a word or having meaning behind this to give you basically more in-depth uh, if you wanted it. But if you wanted this more in-depth about a character of who they could represent or what they could represent in yeah. just their name, that's a lot more different than just making it up, I think. so. Well, especially mm. with what she supposedly can do. Too. Right, exactly. It, Life it, it fits exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean it, exactly. If, if she's all of us, well, not only that, but okay, well, if she's uh, presumed dead by everybody and all of a sudden she comes back. I mean, that is a messianic figure if, you know. <laughs> so who would, then you ask yourself, who would be the most, who would benefit the most from that? I have two theories. Obviously, I think the the one you guys mentioned, Sam, a lot of people are like, I think Sam is her in hiding. Yeah. I think that that's a valid theory. I can understand mm-hmm. where that comes from. Totally uh, my is. theory is that Issa is, I don't know how to explain this or like how the details of this work, but I think that the Imperium has Issa imprisoned in some way and is harnessing her power very similar to the Matrix. Like she's a battery that is reviving the mm. Imperium elite. Because of the light. Like she is what yeah. Noble is used to bring Noble back to life. Mm. Um don't just let me let me get it out. Um, like, just rubbing my chin it this way, okay. The Imperium could be down to a skeleton crew, both from the wars that they've fought, where they've actually like lost Imperium soldiers, but also through the rebellion just splintering off like entire battalions. If if General Titus was really that compelling of a leader, he would have fucking fractured that army, right? If the fucking royal family is killed, then why the fuck is the army going to stick around? They have no fucking purpose. And they don't have a Senate to to defend anymore. So the government's a shell. Then the army is going to, too. So I feel like... You would think that, obviously, unless the army was involved with the coup, which clearly it was. But what I'm saying is, like, there's, I don't think that they're as strong as they want to appear. I think there's an interesting, my nerd brain goes, what if she's being used as a battery to regenerate, in some way, to regenerate these dead soldiers back and back and back and back and back again until they can get to enough planets, conquer enough new recruits like Eris, like the young dude who came to Velt, um, amass enough people, get rid of some of those key rebels like Titus, like Korra. Well, Korra's not a rebel, them. though. Korra She's knows not... that Issa's still alive, so well, get rid of her. That, that's just it, though. Korra, why? that doesn't have anything to do with Korra, though. No, but that, if Korra knows... Day, if Korra oh, she knows has no idea. If she, knew, dead, if she knew that... If she knew that the only thing she represented was to protect the life of Issa, right? She failed at that somehow or another. She believes she failed in that, right? Yeah. That's the only reason why she would have given up. 
So right. if Cora knows that Issa's a, um, actually not dead, then her knowledge, which would counter the narrative that the government wants to run and wants people to believe in that Issa's like represents the messianic figure and is backing the state, then Cora is a threat to the state and Cora needs to be killed before the state can come back with an amassed army and the backing of Issa, who has been a puppet because Issa was taken in as a, like was her parents, all, everyone who was sent to protect her, everyone who was sent to like, like, well, like educate there, her and everything, Cora insulate her from stuck. the politics of it was killed. Yeah. And well, she was Cora, just a child. Was, yeah, but Cora was there. She had to have been involved that she was supposed to be her protector. Regardless so anyway, so that's my theory about, or a possible theory. There are several. But, that's but you, one you get what I mean, theory about like maybe Issa is being held captive because she was just a child when all of this shit went down. And children are like the most easily manipulated when we're talking about the transference of power among states, especially oppressive regimes. So then, I mean, how would that make Cora a good person, though? She abandoned her. I didn't. Well, we say don't know what? exactly those details, right? I know. That's yeah, what I'm we don't like, know. I didn't say know. What? No, no. I we know only know that she saying. crashed on this on the on on that you know near that farm, and then what's his name? That old dude that she was like, you know, yeah. Like we don't know how she landed there yet. Yeah. I mean, Cora could truly believe that Issa was captured, but that she had no her best bet to capture Issa was to like bide her time. I don't know. Well, I don't know the answer. I'm just saying, like. If she was I don't very it, much believe like, Issa's well, not. If, from if what I gather, Belisarius put her there for uh, he he positioned her there mm -hmm. so he can make his move. Correct. So when whenever when all the pieces came uh, to play, that's when she realized she was just part of a, of a larger right. game that she didn't want to be part of, and that's when everything fell apart. And I guess that's where her story comes. Uh, well, right, uh, and she would have gotten taken she out. She has to make with... a choice at that point. Do I uh, exactly? Play the and then part she was that Belisarius yeah. wants to, or how right. the fuck do I extricate myself from this without dying? Mm -hmm. And since she's the only one left of her family, it's like, well, do I die a meaningless death and let Isha also die, or do I get out, have the knowledge that Isha is alive, and they have captured her? And I might be able to save her because I actually do believe, and I just but need to fucking bide my time until I can go back and get her. Or do I let them kill me because I let them know I'm onto the how I was gonna fucking be used by them as a pawn? Like, do you get maybe, what I'm saying? But, yeah, maybe, maybe, point, or maybe uh, they gave Motrona where he married her and uh, yeah. and she and he took control over the kingdom and she didn't want any part of it. It could have been right. it could be yeah. any of those things. I mean, it could be anything, but I think if if it was more about Issa being alive or like protecting her life, she wouldn't have yeah. either. She had no choice but to leave and say, "Well, fuck it, I got to make the hard decision. It's either my life or your life, and I'm not dying yeah. for you. I don't really give a shit." Which doesn't look like that's the case. Looks like she got taken out, just like she assumes Issa got taken out. And so she escaped somehow, left, has no idea that Issa's even about, you know, anything alive-wise. Mm -hmm. And because other than that, like, I feel like if she even had some semblance of Issa being alive, 
she wouldn't have sat there and been like, oh, I don't want to fight the fucking Imperium. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. No, she, like, she understood that shit. So she was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to be involved. If she was a protector of Issa, as she's supposed to be, if she believed Issa was alive, she would still, I feel like she would have still been fighting to protect her or, or rescue her or something like that. But right? if she's going to die and she's the only one who understands that Issa really is, because it, only the people that would be close to Issa would truly understand and believe that that's who she really was. All the information around who Issa was would have so been at that point controlled. They would, but they would know that so she's at that being point, her, like, right? You have to choose, do I just fight for something that I believe in, but I'm the only one who really knows what the real fucking deal is? You're talking and about Kim Leonidas right now. That's knowledge? Or yeah, yeah. That's, do that's I literally, my that's, time so that I can try to rescue her from the people who are controlling the narrative about her. But, she, but the thing is, is she wasn't really biding her time. She was sitting there on a farm, not giving a fuck about the Imperium, right? Mm. She sees the Imperium chip. She's like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm not. I mean, was she or did she know that eventually they would come because that's what the Imperium does? Like they had a bell set up for like to warn. She was the one who knew when the chips came, like what they were going to fucking do. Yeah. She was the one who like. She also she had also trouble, like, she also had trouble, like, she didn't you know. integrate into, yeah, yeah she didn't, yeah. like, integrate. She was, looking at, she was looking at, like, who should I, you know, you know, and then she, I mean, well, and also, well, she obviously <laughs> hiding. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's obviously so, in hiding. I, I'm not, and I'm not didn't want to, that. like, join oh the village because knowing that Thank she you. was hiding, she also knew she would, might need to fucking leave. And didn't really want to fully set down roots there. She just all right. That's what I mean. So well, that's why at the know. end. Remember at the end when like they're like, yeah, there's home, and she's like, I never had a place that I yeah. Well, home. also she had assembled the fucking rebels to fight back against the Imperium. Now she wasn't. You know what's funny? Alone. What's she funny had about her time and now was beginning to actually assemble a reasonable chance yeah. of being able to like. By back yeah. what's funny about like that 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 scene when and then of course you see jimmy which again i'm like all right i i part two i'm hoping we get that jimmy like well how did he why did he get like the antlers and all this shit and all of a sudden he's like looking like a badass which is great but it was just kind of funny because it was like you see the the six of them riding towards the village and then you see jimmy and you're like oh seven seven ah shit we should have realized that only six were going to be coming back here you know, yeah, and, then, and we didn't get around to. I was like, I had it right. ready for Zach, I, but I want to talk about Blood Axe and uh, <laughs> and working with Ray Fisher again and him sacrificing. Can I can I say something that would have been legit? Where I would have been like, no. oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> clearly, I understood that Kai was not going to be faithful to. Like, I could, I was reading that from the get go. But you know what would have fucking driven it home? That I was like, man, that would have been fucking dope, dude. So. You remember when Kara is basically talking about her conquerors, you know, the, the shit that she did? She plants that fucking flag, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you remember that scene, right? She yeah. plants that flag. It's all cinematic show and all him, that shit. Show him in the ground. That's what you show him whenever he's like, I remember you. Whenever he turns on him, that's all mm -hmm. he says is, I remember you. And they sh you see a flashback of him being on the other side Looking and watching her. her plant that Ooh. fucking flag mm. and him going, I know exactly. So I don't need to I get was told. There. Hey, I don't need to get told that, hey, my world got crushed by them. It's, no, it's personal. I fucking recognized you as soon as you made made a, a little bit of a scene. I recognized who you were, and now I'm getting my fucking vengeance. Because mm -hmm. then, you know what's 
what I think is actually really cool, huh. one of the things that they talked about so much in Rebel Moon, um, like even in the lead up to it, they talked about how each person that was cast, they wanted to bring that person's culture of origin into the role, not like write a role about a certain person from a certain culture that had these customs, but like ask Charlie Hunnam, okay, you're from this part of Ireland, right? Is he Irish? Um, I don't know English. what he like. I, I know is he English or Irish? Because he he doesn't have that accent. He's English. He's I thought okay. he's English. Yeah. So he's English. He was excited to try an Irish accent. He was excited yeah. to try an Irish accent. Oh, okay. He's English. Well, <laughs> but there we go. Anyway, so, that? like that that turn because I saw the turn. I wasn't surprised about the turn. I enjoyed it because no. I was like, yeah, something. But mm. dude, if you would have seen that, like him going, no, I fucking. I've been waiting for this guy. Mm -hmm. Dude, it would have been, you would have seen, because at the end of the day, when she's playing that flag, sure, she looks heroic, and that's great that you're seeing it from that point of view. Well, she was part of an evil empire. Exactly. She was still part of an evil empire when she was doing that. She was steamrolling over his people. Mm -hmm. So you see his people, and you see him kind of looking up fucking just angry as shit, going like, I'm going to fucking remember you, and then boom, all that shit connects to that's why this fucker's decided to go against all this shit. Yeah, and so beautifully done too. And I, what... and I and I and I love it too. At the when nope. uh, when Noble is like you know talking to Kara and saying all that, and then like, he just goes, "Well, I did all the work." Like kind of like yeah, exactly. Hey, I did. I think the, the, the I pulled the, the strings. Yeah, I love that. The intention yeah. was to make you hate uh, that individual. Uh, yeah, right. showing that scene that you described, Garza would empathize with him. Like, oh, yeah, I get it now. It I technically, would, but it would only be so small that you'd be like, Oh, I understand. No, but it will make I you feel like, it. Wait, okay, so he's a but child of, of no, war. it's not even he's, that. He's it's, it's, it's the fact that Cora is meant to look heroic in that shot, right? Yeah, right. But no, I get that. But what right. I'm saying is that it will make us empathize with him. On why on the why? Why did he yes. tr- uh, betray her? Oh, it's because it she was like a piece of Gina. shit before all of this. You could be a nice person now, but now you're getting your comeuppance, and exactly, it will, well, ma- it will make you connect with him and not with her. Can we let Chris talk? I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, Chris. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's it, going back to kind of what uh, Amanda was saying with Issa and what she represents at that point. You know, we all know that Zach's the you know one of his be- favorite films is Excalibur. Issa being yeah. the Holy Grail for mm. for the Imperium, for everyone at that point. Once Korra finds out if if she is still alive, if they're using her at that point, that's a game changer for Korra in the sense of everything she thought that she like didn't succeed in protecting at that point, that she's alive, she has a second chance to go after it at that point. So right. it's more than just taking down the Imperium, it's getting back the her charge at that point that she was meant to protect like she tells titus mm-hmm. mm. she's like well if you failed your men then you can't go back and save those men but what about revenge bitch mm. like yeah. right she, exactly. well but that that just means it's it's almost like if you were going to watch kill bill three and it was about you know vernetta green's daughter going after you know the bride like you'd be yeah. like, I don't really agree with it because I like the bride's character, but uh, you can understand. I mean, Vanetta Green's yeah. daughter, he, you know, she, 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 she watched that what shit I, happen to her mom. What She's I meant have with feelings. Charlie Hunnam's care, like, well, not Charlie Hunnam specifically, but what I meant with people's 
the actor's cultural heritage informing their role. So like mm. Charlie Hunnam being English, for example, right? He t- he tells her, your people rolled over mine. When they did, they left not a man, woman, or child alive. Yeah, tortured everybody. Yeah, the, and he, he goes through this, and I'm sitting there going, holy shit, there are probably 15 different... Um, battles, wars that I can think of where that happened. To yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you, and, yeah. and I'm We're sure talking, you've heard of. We can go back through the like the Bronze Age. Yeah, absolutely, to... and I'm and I'm sure I'm sure you've heard these old adage of show don't tell, right? Can you imagine seeing that? Yeah, a glimpse of it, just going, oh fuck. Okay, I don't have to agree with them, dude. I don't agree with a lot of shit villains do. I didn't agree with Man of Steel Zod. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I get it. I but get I where he's coming from. I don't have to agree with it, but yeah. hey, dude, but I understand his side. Yeah, That's I mean, all. I don't think there's a problem with having the little bit of scene of the empathy because I mean, we all villains are the heroes of their own story. Absolutely. So, Ooh, well, in, in his case, you. seeing seeing the the little bit of you're right with what you're saying, Ben. It, it gives us a little bit of empathy with him. Gives us a perspective of it. To your point, Garza you don't have to agree with the methods he's going about it in the sense of, yeah, you want revenge, but now you're going over the deep end yeah, and targeting everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. That and either that's is gets, connected or even you know, not connected just by guilty by association. Yeah. And he gets his come on bits and you're like, yeah, exactly. He overreached. He overplayed his hand. He tried getting revenge on. That, this was, some, that was some like no country for old men shit. Gunner went from like, <laughs> I'm just a, Okay, like- okay, I wanted to bring this up. Do we think <laughs> L- L- that there's a little there. bit more to Gunner? Do we think there's a little bit more to Gunner than actually there is? Because the fact that he just like just went boom and just went and just turned around and just fucking put that thing under his chin you and said, I'm sorry. Damn. I think he was. No, I think he's he said the point of breaking where you know I don't know. I think there's a little bit more to him than just uh mm. watching over the harvest. I don't know. I think there might be a little bit more back. <laughs> I, I fucking know. hated yeah, him at the beginning. Oh, I was like, you yeah. shut the fuck up, dude. You're not even running this time. Why are you talking? I think there might I... be a little bit more to his character. <laughs> <laughs> <You're back>! <laughs> <laughs> Regular I was watching that. Like, yeah, because I'm like, why are you talking, dude? You're, you're not even the fucking... <laughs> Get over here. You're not even the sheriff for this fucking time. Why are you fucking talking? See, that's but the thing. Like, that's why I believe But I like that, film. though, because yeah. that's where you make you... Like, I, I want this motherfucker to continue to be in this fucking movie because I want somebody to fucking punch him in the mouth because he got the, uh, the grandfather killed. Right? Um, yeah. Dude, yeah. by the way, it took us. It took me until the second watch for Steven to turn to me and go, "Hey, that's the guy from House of Cards." And I went, oh, "Yeah, that's him." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. he's a beefcake, and I would thrust my hips on that man. Yes, wow. I would. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Well, there that is. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. No, we are past. <laughs> I actually, I actually ran into that guy uh, when Stephen and I were going to the bathroom at the uh, the premiere. Oh, and we walked out of the bathroom, and he was like talking to his girlfriend, wife, whatever. Well, and, and it was so funny because in front of the men, I got room, to touch Cleopatra. His poster, his poster was right so. in front of his his character poster was right in front of the the men's room. So I, I remember looking at him. He looked at me. I went, "Hey, wait a minute!" And I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I'm like, "Hey, man, you know, can't wait to watch the movie." It was like one of those like, and he went ah, and then that was it. <laughs> was yeah, he still? 
like a freaking tank of a man. No, he was normal height. He was normal. No, like he doesn't know that I'm big... who I'm talking about. He's not Ray Fisher. I mean, <laughs> Ray Fisher's like the. I'm talking about Corey Stoll. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I was talking about Corey Stoll. I'm about talking guys. about dad of the town. I'm talking no, about like, I you were talking oh, about everybody. The guy no, I was talking about the guy who played Gunner. Is he not? He's, isn't he British also? No, is I know. I saw, I saw him. He was in Bly Manor. House uh, uh, of. He's been in a lot of things. He was in the yeah, first he, Ant Man. Uh, he was what? No, no, no. I'm talking about Gunner. Oh, Jesus. He was, was Modoc and Ant Man in the He's Lodge. British. He's got an accent. I know that. Right. He's okay. So I, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> Did you just? So confusing. Do this. Yeah. We... I, yeah. You I... do this. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like you know who I like? Uh, I like Nemesis. <laughs> I like yeah. Nemesis when she fought um, uh, the Jenna Malone character because. Yeah, Armada. Come on. I almost yeah. wanted to bring up like the fact that I'm like, hey, yeah. you, know, you, you added an R to a. So you know, but, you know, that we familiar it would it would make more sense because I was paying attention to her dialogue when she said, you know, you came in here and you cut it up, and I was like, well, I could relate to him, but not really. Yeah. maybe I don't know. I don't anyway. think. I, I, but I, 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 did, I did. I did like that interaction because she lost a child, and then um, the spider being uh, yeah. lo lost her children or yeah. she cannot even uh, keep uh, keep her children alive because of the contamin because we can the people that are there uh, contaminating everything yeah. so it's kind of um, her revenge to kill uh, there's way uh, more to that scene yeah there's I mean, more to it. Sure. and then and then she had to go and kill that individual that kind of uh, uh, what is it mirror her that's that's not that's not the word I'm looking for. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah, like a. I see what you were saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's a duality between yeah. the, those two yes. characters, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, oh, this is pretty. That that was a pretty cool scene. Was, well, one I, thing I didn't I, get though, I will I, I, I will say this though, there was a point when I'm pretty sure like three out of the four people that were just watching that shit had a firearm that. As they're watching it, they had a clear Nobody shot. shot. Yes. Around. Yeah, I'm kind that of wondering. Was, like, it was like my OCD kicked in too. I was like, "Why nobody?" Because yeah, I was like, "Why is nobody taking a shot?" Like clearly, yeah. she's trying. And to I get think that's gonna get cleared up in the extended cut. There's just it just that was a weird to me too because it was like, mm. "Why is nobody else doing anything?" There's got to be something where maybe it's like a ritual thing where it's like, no, because remember how she says like, "Don't celebrate this." Death I, yeah, yeah, I get like that, and that's that's yeah. why I was assuming I was like, "Well, if somebody would have." killed them that line actually would have made more sense, more sense. for her to be yeah. saying it like mm -hmm. hey don't there's celebrate there's, this because there's wasn't way honored. more I, I think I think when it comes to that second act, when everybody's you know all the characters are being found and built up, there's a, that's the most that gets cut from this. There's, it's got to be. I think we're gonna we're gonna get the, more. I think the act. character introduction gets simple. cut the most because Zach has said many times whenever he introduces a new character, he gotta give that character at least thirty minutes of exposure so that way you connect with that character. So I noticed that all these characters didn't get thirty minutes of. You know, well, screen it, it, it is, was very this, quick. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is what I think why this and, and I know I might be alone in this. Uh, who cares? But this technically would have killed it as a series because. Yeah. If you if you're talking about Seven Samurai or even Magnificent mm -hmm. Seven, I get it. Mm -hmm. Both of those are classics. But here's the thing that they all have in common as far as all the seven that are involved. They all are either samurai or they're gunslingers. Right. 
There is nothing yeah. unique about one samurai over another samurai. They're just samurai, right? Like you could make them more unique, and I get that. That's fine. Kurosawa did not do that, and it still is almost a four-hour movie, right? We don't need to get introduced to these samurai and their backstory. But when the more unique you make individuals, you need to kind of give us more of a backstory and history of why yeah. these people are even doing this shit. Because at the end of the day, it's like, dude, I mean. A samurai, you can watch the one samurai that you're watching and you understand because of his code and his ethics why the other samurai are going to join him, right? Or maybe even the gunslingers. You understand why that. But I I wouldn't know why, and I'm not saying that this is a negative about it. It's just why would Nemesis join Korra if, I mean, Korra has no beef with the fucking Imperium, as far as I know. What's in the film? There is no instance of... Cora, Are you, or, wait, did you legitimately just say Cora has no beef with the Imperium? Uh, no, I did not. I said Nemesis has no beef with the Imperium. Nemesis. He just yeah. said Cora has no beef with the Imperium, right? Oh, I said, <laughs> why would Nemesis and Cora be be going after the same thing? Because Nemesis has no Nemesis beef doesn't with have any beef. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. That's, that's I'm sorry. I, I, I might have misheard. I'm right. no, no, no. I, 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 get, I, get you I understand. No you might you might have misheard. I know you misheard. That's for me on my end. I know. I, there's no way that I would have said. I'm following now. I'm yeah, following yeah. now. Absolutely. He will, he will but, agree with you, but then both of you yeah, being wrong. I'd be both be wrong. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you, but what I'm okay, saying. Okay, we got somebody okay. else joining right now. Scott. There he is. Hey, Scott. And and so I I completely Ooh, understand. <laughs> the the concept of these characters, but when you have them as individualized as they are, you need to be able to. I mean, at least each one of them could have been an episode, right? Like of who oh, these people me, are and what are they doing. I can tell you why she has a beef with the Imperium. <laughs> who Nemesis? Yes. From the film? Yes. Okay. I also think it answers the question of why no one was firing guns. Maybe, but I don't like this is maybe a guess. I don't know, a speculation. But you say you know. Okay. So yeah, I you said think... you know, so from the film. But okay. Yeah. Yes, from the film. Not I from here. You said you know. No, I want I you say you know, no, and then you say it's maybe. So what is it? I, I can tell you. I, I <laughs> oh, it's got pineapple on it, doesn't it? Speculation. Oh, Nice. This is why nobody was using guns on speculation. Hold, hold on. Wait, let me let me let me speculate first and then you can answer. Speculate. Speculate on why Damn. no one was using guns on Harmada and answer why Nemesis most definitely has an issue with that. So okay. first, or why I would say I like I no, no, I mean in the film though. Speculating why no one has guns. Um the planet has been strip mined, and when you strip mine things. You tend to make the air toxic, and when you fire guns, mm. that creates ignition in the mm. air, in the toxic okay. air. Okay. And people die, so now that's not a good idea. That? So electric oh, blades like... safer than ignition. Um, I was so thinking something more derivative. Gun. No fire gunny gun. People die in closed spaces. But elevators and yeah, yeah, but I was thinking something more derivative, like also, can she really fight? The <laughs> to me, that's what it was. Is, I think Nemesis has beef with the Imperium because the Imperium turned her fucking planet into an uninhabitable fucking wasteland by raping it for its resources. That's why I think she has a fucking problem. Because instead of just, I don't know, peaceably living out the rest of her life, now she is a fucking uh, mer uh, merc who has to go around killing 
innocent fucking spider bitches You're who right. are just pissed off that all yeah, of their they're in. and and I'm I'm reading I'm reading a comment in here that that talks about Nemesis that talks about Nemesis killing sixteen fucking imperial officers and I get that. What that reminded me of of is uh, in Inglorious Bastards when it's everybody in the German army's heard of Huo Stiglitz and we get that little fucking over like narrative like dude I was like oh with Nemesis I was like okay well we heard that but I was like but I mean was there I I, I guess yes there is a reason I'm not saying that there's not a reason I'm just saying in the film that we have that I have to watch. There is, it's, it's very, I know that that needs to be explained, which is the reason why I'm saying, dude, give me an episode of that. Cause I would love to see that. Right. I mean, to, to get introduced to that kind of. I want them each in. to have their own fucking like graphic novel. Yes. No, I think 20 minutes for each character should be, should suffice. Suffice. All right. Well, let's say hi to Scott since he just. Hi, Scott. Scott. And, 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 I know. Rose. Why would you put that stuff on your pizza? Actually, it was it was Liam that put it on his pizza. I'm yeah. just I'm just eating the leftovers. It's, this almost feels circa 2018. I That's what like. I was saying. We're right? getting, we have the gang back together. I know. Who is Chris? Chris. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got the wrong Chris. Yeah. The one newbie. The one newbie. I love it. No, no, no offense, buddy. If only Marks, if only Shane or Shane. I know. But man, those guys disappeared, man. Chris, what were you doing in 2018? That that's a loaded question. Watching the first Hawkman? man? Not at the Capitol. <laughs> no but uh yeah thank you for uh coming on scott like i said it was a lot of things happened i mean yeah we had zach on for a little bit which was cool and uh but i do want to get uh because we we're all talking about you know thoughts on certain things when it came to rebel moon what are your initial thoughts of the movie um i had a fun time with it um mm -hmm. it I, I think any of my criticisms of the PG-13 cut are not are not original. Um, yeah. I think the beginning of the film is really nice. Um, right when you get into the second act. Especially the pussy portal. <laughs> hey, I, I wish there was more things that we could talk about this movie that would get traction rather than <laughs> that, but... Okay, it's hard to miss, but you know, I don't yeah. think you're supposed to get traction. And well, well when it's right in your face like that, you gotta be supposed, you know, <laughs> supposed to slide in, yeah, yeah. No. You either lick yeah. it or you fucking do. I something. know all of us here. Yeah, yeah. Well, imagine, imagine being in the second row of the Chinese theater, you kind of go, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, anyway. it's shaped. Fuck. Okay, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. That if you need go. assistance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been uh, yeah. We're, we're it's, oh, anyways, go ahead, Scott. This word this is went left quick. <laughs> we're talking it's, about movies, Scott. It's, it's nothing yeah. worse than the decent last Sunday. We, oh yeah, Dave I and I went really bad, really bad. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I still got to get a clip of that up. That's gonna be fun. Um, anyways, when you get into the second act and the recruitment of the team, I, I jumped in about you know with Garza's comments here and. I don't disagree with Garza on this. Uh, I, 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 when I watched the trailer for Scar Giver, there was a lot of clips of the backstories mm -hmm. 
that I honestly thought were going to be in part one that apparently yeah. going to be in part two or or the already cut too. Yeah. So, well, but, but, I think, uh, Steven said one time that a trailer was like a, it, it was a trailer for the whole thing. So that yeah. way, you don't get. Well, no, I'm, talking, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the specific teaser, the one that was supposed to be attached to. Oh, to the this credits one. of yeah. this one, oh, okay. and got shared online afterwards. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's on there. Yeah. After you watch it, it's there. Well, mm -hmm. and it, but it wasn't last night for some reason. No, I technically it was because I saw it. And I was like, oh wait, is that a new? Oh shit, no, I, no, I'm saying like when I watched it, I like yeah. I watched it to the end, and I didn't oh, okay. get it. But well, no, no, it was like it, it, it got posted it online. Stop. Yeah, you had to but stop got, and let it like pull up your previews or whatever. Yeah, well, I, that was how I thought. Well, when I watched it last watch. night, it did not auto start, but then I rewatched today and it auto starts in the credits. So they must have had like it, okay. did, it wasn't like attached to the movie, it was like their watch the next episode kind of autoplay oh, thing. Okay. And so yeah, I okay. suspect there's something yeah, I get that, it. Okay. in the seat. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know what this means. And I, I believe in the CMS, they probably got like some kind of a tag that will that will flag coding, what, I guess. what media okay. yeah. um, it mm -hmm. auto plays at the end. And they just hadn't applied it until sometime after the premiere. Yeah. So uh, so <laughs> that teaser for Scar Giver showed a lot of the backstory scenes for several of the team members mm -hmm. that I, I'm going to be honest, I thought was either going to be in part one or been, like you said, I thought would be then part of the R-rated director's cut of part one. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't get the complete backstory flashback stuff, mm -hmm. I agree that act two moves way too fast and mm -hmm. you are just you were just touched upon with these different characters with no real introduction or genuity yeah exposition with them so and i really felt that with nemesis a lot because mm -hmm. something just in oh the yeah elevator. we were just talking yeah. about that uh, before you sh showed up yeah yeah there's so more there's more meat on that bone for sure you, you can tell you can tell yeah. Uh, yeah so so that and then you get to the then you get to the third act and then you know it's it's cool it's an action you know it, it's a yeah great it kind of just comes out of nowhere did anybody feel like it was like oh we're actually here in the final battle i don't know to <laughs> me there are a lot of things like that that happened for me and yeah and i'm, I'm not going to say this a lot but Every single my expectations for kind of what we're going to get or assumptions about where it was going to go at different times. Um, there were I like loved it the first time, but there were those moments where I was like, Oh, I bet there's more that goes there, or I wasn't expecting that to happen so fast or whatever. On each rewatch I've done, those all are, are, I mean, I've watched it like, I mean, I'm just, well, um, I, I know what you're saying, those are less and less, and I find because not to say that like. Like obviously, there's there's more to it, but I'm getting more and more appreciative of like there's a lot of and people did this with BVS too, where like they, they people are really quick to throw the the first edit under the bus, like to appease critics of it, to be like, well, that's not the real one anyway. But like the more I watch this, it's a good cut. The it, it is. I, I, I will defend is like it's a solid. Mm -hmm. Compare it like like beat for beat to like even Star Wars or anything like that. Like, oh, Han Solo had an abrupt introduction too. He was just like sitting yeah, at the bar. What like, the fuck is his backstory? Yeah, like, I get I get all of that. And I and I understand so, everything you're saying because when I watched this cut, I went, the story makes, it makes sense. I remember when I watched BVS in the theater, I fell in love with the film. It changed everything about everything, right? 
I remember yeah. seeing that film going, I can't believe there's a, another 30 minutes in this yeah. fucking film, right? Like, because I it it just felt so different to me. Well, when I watched this film, even even though the fact that I knew that there was an, an extra hour of it, I watched this film going, I mean, it makes sense why they cut it this way. I get it. Like it, it well, or like stuff like way. Jimmy, like I'd love to see Jimmy, but like, man, imagine like seeing Hermada and then be like, meanwhile, back on Vel, right. Jimmy exactly. finds <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> You wouldn't be able to. So, and so one of, the things, one of the things that I, I feel like I wish I don't, it, it's weird to look at because I, again, I didn't think I wasn't comparing it to star Wars when I was watching it. I was like, okay, this is its own thing, but it, it was its own thing in a way that was, it didn't. F- and, and I hate to do this. I fucking hated myself. And I'm, I'm not joking when I say I hated myself for doing this, but every time I was watching it, something would happen. And I would think, man, I remember some kind of shot like that with Dune and it looked way fucking different. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm trying to compare the two. I'm just saying that, you know, Dune didn't really do anything new when it comes to the sci-fi genre or anything like that. It's just the way Dune was made. It just fucking made such a difference. And so I was not, not that's not what I was expecting when it comes to Rebel Moon. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to say I compare the two, but at the same time, there's a lot of instances where I was like, well, you know, I, I know technically what Dune could be like, and I'm saying that as in, I didn't know what 300 could look like on film, right? I, do, I didn't know what Watchmen could look like on film. That shit was like fucking invigorating to me, just like Dune was. And so that's kind of the, the same aspect that I kind of went into with Rebel Moon thinking, I'm not thinking it's going to be like Star Wars. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be its own thing, but there was, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the well, cut it's, that I'm. It's, it's, it's compression. That, that, that. Like, that's that, like that's Netflix needs to do physical releases for these. Like, I mean, I saw people complaining about that too, because, you know, especially when you see like when she, you know, does her laser, you know, the, the right. swords, you see like, it just gets a little, yeah, you know, and it does. Like, it's kind of interesting because watching, I watched it, you know, obviously like the, the LA premiere Chinese theater. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was a digital projection. Then I watched the 70 millimeter, the 70 millimeter, I enjoyed much more because it just gave that grain, that film grain that kind of can hide the imperfections, I guess you could say. Well, I've always said I, stuff like that. Yeah. Can anyway. I just say this? And I, I hope I don't get crucified for saying this because I don't mean Uh-oh. it this way. But Uh-oh. Scott, I, I want to see if you're going to agree with me because I feel like you might. Listen, I love Zach. I love everything that Zach has ever done. Okay. Believe me, I'm a Zack Snyder fucking fan. I get it. I well, I will, I will do everything I can to make sure people know his fucking name and his films. That being said, when it comes to presentation of the the way the film looks, right? When you go back to 300, and when you go back to Watchmen, and even when you go back to Man of Steel and BVS, there was something that was ingrained in that in all of those films that has been missing from army of the dead to now rebel moon. Hmm. Scott, would you say what do, do you have an idea of what it could potentially be? That's kind of missing. And it has nothing to do with anything else other than listen, man, I, I think it, it does make a difference. Well, I, I know where you're going with this and I will say to a level, I agree with you with rebel moon. I, Army of the Dead with the Dream Lens gave it a different quality. And I know you didn't like that, but for Army of the Dead. I was all right with it. I was okay with it. 
but was, yeah so point. army of the dead had a uniqueness with the camera that helped it but where where i think you're going i i want i want you to finish where you're going but i i'm gonna say that maybe i don't I, i'm not gonna disagree with you so well no you, you 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 were going there it's it there's a key component <laughs> to somebody that's missing that's that's there which is larry Fong. No, i think i know i think i know I'm, what you're talking about yeah it's yeah it's obvious where you're going i, I would say that the, the thing with this movie is that um that's all still still there like the aesthetically there's some difference in the way that the movie is designed in the same way that like i would never compare army of the dead to like 300 i would compare it to like dawn of the dead right and it kind of stands up on that kind of like the, the sort of scale that they've got like there's not a uh, army of the dead has got some more, more of those epic shots but like this there's a there, there there's plenty of that stuff in there i think that we the stuff that has been out for a while a when you see it for the first time on the big screen that makes a huge difference on the iconography of some of the big shots stuff like 300 leonidas's charge you will always remember how it felt on the big screen I, when you I see know. it on the small screen i can't um, even remember how how i saw it on the big screen though that's just that's just it your your, your body remembers though the the dope maybe i'm sure it does your, believe me I still literally literally your, your nipple got hard yeah goosebumps all the way to your nipples and that's and that's kind of what i was hoping that he was gonna i was hoping literally and i know i said this even with army of the dead but i was hoping with cora i was like oh man are we gonna get this so when the the battle of the the fighters of the war or whatever happening, remember I said this was gonna. I was hoping this was happening in army, but I was like maybe he'll do it this time. I don't fucking know. But uh, uh, basically a speed ramp, but it's behind the shot, so you're seeing her basically going slow motion and then you know going around corners and shit. She, she doesn't know if if uh, there's an enemy there and then it's speed ramp. It's just something like that. And I mean, not saying that it, the shots weren't bad. I'm just saying that like. With 300, it just it, it felt different. It looked different, and that was two, 2006. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing is, especially with Zach, is a lot of his movies we we remember a lot of that stuff now from the context of, um, oh, of seeing lots of high res gifs and images that have been cut and reposted from them, at, like stuff like the the you know the comedian going out the window and all that stuff. And not to say that like those you know those are those are all all timers we have an image of a highlight reel and so what we're doing like if you watch you know sport like we'll watch an nfl game and be like oh this isn't nearly as exciting as the highlight reel is and it's like well of course it's not is it like that's why they got red zone or whatever right like it's not oh yeah that's why i know what football is believe me it ain't the same thing yeah so you can (laughs) watch a game i go watch cowboys game it ain't the same fucking thing yeah and so so with this movie um once again, and you, and you notice this more and more on rewatch or as stuff starts to hit social media, like there's plenty of those shots in there. That's just that we're comparing it to a, to a, to movies that we've already poured over and identified our, the, the favorite shots on. Um, and I think that stuff in rebel moon, the more like stuff shows up and I'm like, I don't even remember that being in there shots of Jimmy and stuff because it just kind of happens in passing. Um, and, um, and it's one of those ones where like the more that I've kind of gone back and rewatched and gone back to take pictures and stuff, myself the more i'm like oh damn this is like there's way more in here than i would appreciate just from kind of a single watch sorry i had Scott. to unmute my microphone no, i was gonna say also though in addition to that <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> go on <Scott. laughs> i also have to 
qualify what I'm, you know, my opinion about the film right now is also that just the unbelievable level of expectation that I had going into this film, plus prior knowledge about mythology and mm -hmm. ideas of the movie that Garza, you, you were mentioning it right when I, I, I was backstage, but I was still watching the stream. And there's a lot that I know about the universe mm -hmm. that I wasn't told in this movie and or this cut of the movie. Correct. And so, in BVS, that, that wasn't the case. I didn't know different arcs in BVS. It was, no, it just added more flesh to it. But I, but... I still will defend I, because there are some people who, for some reason in the past week, went ape shit over complaining about there being two different cuts of this film. But when I watch this movie, and I think, Stephen, I heard you, like I said, I, I don't know what discussions you guys have already had before I jumped in because I've been at work. No, you discuss but it doesn't matter. It's your opinion, though. So that's all but, that matters. But I, but I was watching the film last night going, like, like this PG 13 cut. Makes like, sense. Yeah. Makes sense to mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Like, I, like I can show that. Like Heather would probably watch this and be fine. Well, Zach, Zach said that before. Like, like when he was on here, he we showed our kids. Show my kids. Yeah. You could show my kids. It makes sense. We showed our kids. I, yes. I get that. I get it. But if if you're gonna have world building that is not for kids, well then, well, then oh, there's we are gonna not be a showing point. them the longer cut. We literally <laughs> already talked. We were right, like, we're not showing them no longer. What I'm saying, though, is that if, if that more, doesn't add any world building, then why is it necessarily technically well, there? But, but, I'll, but I'll be interested. But once again, I'm not making any judgments about that until I mm -hmm. actually see right. the R-rated cut. Like, I, I, am, I am making a lot of assumptions right now, and that can be very dangerous. But I'm saying... Like a lot of people P are. Yeah. The PG-13 cut I watched was enjoyable correct yes. i i was i was it still surprised me at times some characters made some turns at times that i was not expecting i felt some i could i but i don't know if prior knowledge of the fact that there's an r-rated one that there's an additional cut that's one going to be r-rated and two is going to be an hour longer right that I have to assume that my brain that has affected my viewing of this movie because oh, I, yes. I'm watching it. I'm watching what it going, else is there. What else is there? Like mm -hmm. there is something going on with that tentacle thing yeah. that's yeah. going to be really disgusting. And, 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 yeah. thing is, and the I thing is, is that BVS when it came out, we didn't know about the R-rated cut no. until that weekend. So oh, after yeah. we had seen it, because at the end of the day, yeah, it, was, it was longer than that. Yeah, because even even if, like if you even if you love the movie, uh, and you are watching it, like uh, Scott says, uh, even if there's a scene where you are like not too uh, overwhelmingly a fan of, then you start thinking about maybe it's better than the other cut. Well, so and I right, think that exactly. takes away There's from the experience because you're constantly going back and forward. Do I love this movie or do mm -hmm. I wait or am I still pending, still thinking about what's, uh, what else is going to the, be there? The, 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 the context of the Snyder cut, I think really poisons the well in a lot of ways, especially for fans, but really for everybody, because 
BVS is is was a little bit of a studio struggle, especially the Snyder Cut was a big struggle. What people totally forget is you go back to the Dawn of the Dead. The extended cut of Dawn of the Dead was a a, a DVD bonus. That was not a the true a version that they didn't mm-hmm. want you to mm-hmm. see, right? That was Zach saying, "Here's something extra for the fans." Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Um, and uh, Sucker Punch, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. But like Watchmen, the the theatrical cut was what it was because yep. of IMAX, um, because of IMAX, and IMAX, right? and, and, and then you released yeah. the director's cut on home media, which was the plan. That was not a yep. studio struggle. That was not them destroying mm-hmm. his creative vision and then the ultimate cut was a bonus for the fans and so he's a big fan of this home media era of let's do something mm-hmm. extra and so everybody's coming into this thinking mm-hmm. oh the shorter version is the bastardized version whereas you have to remember zach is coming no. at this from the yeah. he he cut his teeth on like like the media he cut his teeth on was like and, and scott you know scott will appreciate this also uh and maybe ben um but like the 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 like the HBO era or the, the 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 home TV era of of like Superman the movie and all of those having all sorts of extra stuff on home, yeah, um, on mm-hmm. the um and on the on the TV releases that was just like kind of treated as bonus. Well, and for anyone and, who couldn't do media in that era, that was like all like bonus material. And so, don't think of this as like there's the true version and the cut down. That's my point. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's watching it that way. I'm thinking about. Well, I, I don't watching. think anyone. Maybe no one here. Like yeah. there, there, there are. Right. People, and I'm not saying that we are. Sure. But I think a lot of the yeah. here's what I see. Here's, that's my here's what I'm talking. This is people, this is what I'm referring to. When I watched Watchmen in theaters, I saw the theatrical cut. It fucking changed me. Okay. It, it affected me. And that was a theatrical cut. Okay. So when I saw the director's cut, I was like, holy shit. That okay. Got it. it. Yep. When I saw BVS, it affected me. It fucking it changed me. Right. And then I saw the ultimate cut and I was like, oh, fuck. Dang. It just made it more enriching. With this yeah. film, if it was going to, if I was using the same kind of foundation of if this cut is really that cut, doesn't matter if it's, you know, PG 13 or not, because. At the end of the day, Watchmen and uh, and BVS, BVS is technically PG thirteen, and it works for me. To be those fair, to be fair, well, to be fair, I- those are different. This, those are two different intentions, uh, John. Because the thing is that w- those two movies that you mentioned, one, uh, two of them were modified for specific reasons, uh, and they were you're two. right. One you're, was you're, to you're one, absolutely one, hold no, on, hold on one second one. What, what? Hold on one second. One was to uh, to uh, for viewing. Uh, BBS was because they wanted more time and and, and more uh, more screens and whatnot. And uh, same goes for uh, Watchmen. This one was intentionally done because they wanted more pe- more viewers or you know a certain age to go you know to be accessible you're, to them. You're absolutely and, right. I so, get that. And that's I, what I think that, that makes my point even more. Almost. No, I think the comparison is not a fair one because the intention is completely different in this. this well, but look around. at it, look at it this way also. When when fans are are are, way, are so combative with like the the critics and the reception that there's this when something happens that critics don't like, fans need to defend it, and so they'll be like, "Oh, well, it's you know the the brain goes to." Oh well, there's the other version that's going to fix that, right? There's a longer version. There's the better version. That's whatever, and they're and they're and they're so ready to throw it under the bus. Whereas when you don't know that that's there, and you doing ASL, she's yeah. doing the sign language. <laughs> so when when you don't know that that's there, 
and you're engaging with the material, you have to actually grapple with with it. If something happens, you're like, "Ooh, I don't like that." You actually, instead of just saying, "Oh, well, I'll, I'll," and like punt it to the other version. Jesus Christ, you almost killed me. It's fine. Right. Instead that's, of punting, that's what I'm. Instead that of punting, is literally like, oh, what I'm be better than the other version. You actually have to say, that, "Like that goes oh, in line, that goes in line with what John is yeah, saying." Yeah, that is that is absolutely what I'm saying. That's and why I'm when saying. When you know the version is there, people are are just saying, "Like, oh, well, this was the bad version. That's going to be the good version." And I think that. People That's need to rewatch this and actually engage with it and but think, like, oh, wait, is would, there an explanation for this? And often there is. Like, there's really good Would that conversation be happening if the great majority of those people who review it and gave it a bad review gave it a bad review? I mean, would I don't be- know. BBS got fucking hammered, and I still was like, that is true. That's true. I was so confused about BBS and why I liked that film so much. I literally had to go online, but, and that is exactly there's, there's, there's a difference. There's, there's a difference in how BVS gets slammed in the sense of you have a characters that people have been attached to for years Absolutely. and years, and years mm, versus right. what's going New on character. right now. At that, yeah. that, there, there's you're two differences. Ab- you're absolutely okay. correct. I had no idea. I had no idea who Watchmen was. I had no idea about any of those fucking characters. I went in and watched it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, okay, I've, cool. also, I've always said with, with BVS that once again, people are always so quick to say, oh, the director's cut fixes everything. And like, I think the theatrical cut is great. Director's cut's better. But there's a big thing with that. People say, oh, when they rewatch the director's cut, they, they always say it's better. But there's two things going on that people never properly account for. They're not just watching the director's cut. They're also watching the movie again. Right. The movies always improve on the second watch. If people rewatch mm-hmm. the theatrical cut, it will also improve from watching yeah. the theatrical cut. Just well, I, no I, I watched it, it, and I watched the theatrical cut three times. Three times in theaters. Yeah. BVS is better, but people attribute a lot of the reappraisal solely to the director's cut. When, yes, the director's cut does help, but a lot of what people say when they, when they, when they say it's better is not solely attributed to the extra scenes and but, and, but Steven, and uh, Steven but you're, uh, you're making a, you're making a great point that I I was hinting at earlier which is I've watched the movie one time and that was last night literally at nine o'clock central when it dropped on Netflix and and like I said I brought way too much expectation and baggage and anticipation and prior knowledge of the universe that because mm-hmm. of who we are and my connections to you guys and, you know, listening, you know, reading articles, listening to rebel moon by the minute, you know, once again, having way too, it's like going to see star Wars for the first time. And you've read the star Wars encyclopedia and, and then you watch the first star Wars movie going, this movie explains fuck all about any yeah, of yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and, 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 good comparison. That's good comparison. Can I can I ask this? Because I know I know Dave's gonna ask this question, but I'm gonna ask it in a different way. Would you rather because I remember before we even realized what was because we know kind of the story based off of, right? Like some of us do. And I remember asking the question of do we think we're gonna see some kind of big battle at the very end of part one, or is that gonna be part two? So now, after watching part one, I feel like, and maybe this, I'm alone, maybe I don't know, because I would have preferred more character. I would have rather we gotten all that backstory for everybody, and at the very end, it ends with that first arrival of, or not the first arrival, but like that big arrival of Noble 
and his crew and all that shit. Like, no, all, like, like creative choices. Uh, you got what I mean? Like, you know all the fucking fighters now. You know why Tarek's in his position. You know why Titus is in his position. You know why all of this shit matters and why they have yeah. beef with this fucking, you know, the Imperium. And now we get to wait and see them fucking duke it out. Okay, now, now John. I do well, like I, the mystery. I, I'm I, not going to lie. Sorry. Can I, can I, uh, I want to play devil's advocate for that because John, I understand where you're going with this mm -hmm. because I wanted more, like oh I wanted God. more character. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm there with you. However, this is me speaking in the Netflix brain and not in the Scott brain and going, <laughs> but not Scott okay. Stuber. Sorry. Not, no, not Scott Stuber. Well, I don't know. Maybe I maybe <laughs> I'm be. summoning Scott Stuber because we, <laughs> we, we're Scots. You know, it's the multiverse of Scots. But Zach had an interview talking about the movie. And, and I mentioned this briefly last week when I was on the vodka stream that Zach realized that when you make a movie for streaming, you have to understand that there's a low threshold for entry, but there's also a low threshold for exit. Ooh. And and so yeah, that's right. While the character development that nerds like us would just like eat up like a freaking bowl of ice cream, mm -hmm. that's not that that that's not Joe Blow Netflix subscriber. But mm -hmm. it could have if it's Stranger Things, right? Stranger Things is not action. But but Stranger Things also gave you all of it. Like, but Stranger Things has the binge model that you got exactly. all the episodes I at know. one time. Where <laughs> this is, we're getting a movie, and, and I know this, and, and I and and I Garza, I, I get that you're kind of going back to your series idea, which yeah. once again, the the Vanity Fair article back in last June said that they to, they toyed with the idea of yeah. with a series, so. Someone else had that idea at some point. I, I don't remember if it was Zach or if it was Netflix. Or it was a combination, excuse me, a combination of the two talking. But so I, I get that. However, I will say that I still enjoy getting to watch, you know, a movie as mm -hmm. as, as it were. And like I said, it was a fun time. I think it's almost a compliment to say the film. I just want more, right? Because you know, it I, works. I, it works, and it's and it what it does. Yes, absolutely. Right. A and lot of so people I'm are identifying really I want more watching. Like, didn't give me enough. But no, I, I want more is not a bad thing. Right. I know oh, I want more is not a bad thing. But you know, because looking at those kills going, that I, I want to know how gnarly that looks yeah. in the in the R-rated <laughs> version. And also, I mean, and you guys were kind of talking about like you said, you can't just you know cut away from Harmada to go say, what's Jimmy up to? But Fuck it, I wonder what Jimmy's up to. <laughs> because it I, I was I was sitting there watching the movie going, Where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? Yeah. No, I mean it was Jimmy? that 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 was disappointing, like after the first watch. But then I'm like, well, we're gonna probably get a lot of Jimmy and a lot of the backstory in the second I know, part. But, 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 I, thing, but I was though, gonna ask you, gotta, this. you I was, treat it like Dune, like Dune One, that's how I'm treating it, right? Like Dune, I hadn't true. read the book. I watched Dune yeah. One and I was like, What the fuck? There was so yeah. much in that first part that I was like, dude. I, you know and, what I mean? And, like, and then, I would. Well, and guards, I get it because also when you watch Dune Part One, it's because you're literally watching I, half a book, the first half of the I book. Know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's so just it, though. Story, yeah, the story's not over yet. Just like Rebel Moon, like, where it's like, the dude, story's all not this over shit is yet. great. 
But, but I was going to ask, like, like when it came to what, what if they decided to, like, when we're talking about the fact that we already know that there's going to be this R-rated extended cut, if they did not like say that, if there was no mention of that, and it was like, hey, here it is, right here, yeah, PG thirteen, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden, it like they they talked about it later, like, oh yeah, by the way, we do have another. Would that have? changed anybody's I like think it, I think you made it, it I think I think it gave it a lifeline Chris in my well, opinion yeah I think the what'd you say Chris I didn't hear it I didn't hear it it'd be a lot harsher I think absolutely I think, were, you think, I think it'd be a lot harsher okay work. yep see because it, yeah. it'd be too because the story works it's so it's a simple yeah. story it is yeah. it is clear cut and there's nothing and that's why I'm saying it with Dune, same thing. Story is clear cut. There's no like. I think comparing really it to Dune is it, it's a it, I know. it's really rough because one thing is that Dune has specific <laughs> characters. This one you have like. An but that's just it though. Cast. That's the bait. That's the biggest fucking difference is character, and that's why I'm saying it sucks because not the movie. I'm just saying it sucks because I don't want to compare it to Dune. But I, like at the end of the day, it's like, well, I mean, there's still so many. There's not similarities necessarily, but it's still a part one of something. And the way part one ended up doing, I was like, oh, my God, I just can't fucking wait. Whereas with this one, it felt like, OK, there's there's a little bit of an ending. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's not the biggest but no, ending, but, still but there. Actually, but but Garza, I would actually compliment the film on that. Because it's complete, uh, I know. Because it's complete, right? It, because I know part one is is an arc. I know unto itself. Uh, even though I will admit, what shocked me about part one was the fact that the actual defense of the village is happening happen. in part two. I like, know. Like, yeah. Because when I think of Magnificent Seven, when I think of Seven Samurai, you know, the whole point is, you know, the defense of. Mm-hmm. Of the village, the- I thought that was all going to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the story of part one, and part two was going to be the know- global thing. Yeah, absolutely right. And that's what I'm saying. Like it, it works as a complete film, and I can appreciate that. But at the same time, with Dune, I was kind of like, yeah, I know it's not complete, but I was still like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, oof. But I still well, but, have but, you read no. Dune? Uh, no, I have it, but I haven't read it because that's another funny thing about this in terms of like like expectations um i i like dune but the i was really let down by the ending because they chose like one of the most lackluster places <laughs> to end it like they could have the ended the it word, yes the they way they ended it, it you're right you're absolutely right. Ended it like a chapter you're, earlier wait. and had a better cliffhanger or a chapter yeah. later and had a better cliffhanger but instead they gave like a, a reasonably solid third act and then we're like and then here's like a a, a boring kind of addendum, and then, yeah. yeah. To, like, and, and that's the beautiful thing, right? But then, I didn't then, know that. But, but to 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 your point, Stephen, the way that it starts from that point on is just like all fucking hell uh, breaks loose. True, so, but like, imagine, imagine if they if they did it at the time jump from the book. Like, why not just break? I don't know. We don't need to get an argument about doing right, but, right. but that's just it. Though, like, I have no idea. I have no idea that that jump. exists, right? Because where it ends, yeah. I go. Dude, this is about to start some shit, right? Because I'm a casual fan. So probably ending in the time jump wouldn't be having smart craziest fucking cliffhanger in the world for anyone who doesn't know the story. But then also, literally, from that point on, it's just like an acid trip of the biggest war movie ever. Like, yeah. it's so... <laughs> right, but, but my whole thing, though, is is 
at the end of the day, I wasn't looking at Dune One going, man, this shit is missing so much. Like, I don't know what's kind of going. You know what I mean? Like, I need I need more character depth on. It's funny on, because uh, I was because I read the book. Yeah. I know because you had oh, read yeah, the book. There's like a whole <laughs> scene, there's a whole dining scene, dinner scene that I was I like looking forward to that I didn't, didn't show up. I understand. Well, that that question of of knowing there's an extended cut, you're kind of looking Correct. for where those scenes are missing. I know, yes, that's, true. that's exactly. my whole point. Very true. And, so, However, and also when something doesn't work, instead of asking, am I understanding this or is there an explanation for this or did he screw yeah. up? Your brain has the easy button of like, oh, it's obviously because there's something missing. And, 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 and I'm trying to avoid the easy button because it, it, I, <laughs> I don't know. Easy button, like, we're not doing that. I'm just saying our brain yeah. it has, a, it has an answer yeah. already. Yeah, because yeah. no, 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 it out. Can... My point, though, is that I'm I, I don't I, I'm trying to look at this PG-13 cut for what and it is as its own thing yes as its yeah. own thing mm-hmm. and not think about the, the there's something else there's something else the what ifs you know it's mm-hmm. like that oh, the grass is greener kind of kind of crap mm-hmm. which is going to be interesting because mm-hmm. i i want to if, if people haven't been following on twitter to realize this uh v castro who who is a um a sci-fi fantasy author you know, is writing the novelization of both part one and part two. I, well, the I asked that. He said it's more or less to this film. So, hmm. well, so it, it, and it's and it's uh, it's the R-rated cut that she's novelizing. No, he said so it was this film. She is that the PG thirteen? So it was no, 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 no. She no. She said yeah, she's she said she's that. tweeted twice. I know now. she said that, but Zach said it because I asked him. <laughs> Look, you got balloons. <laughs> Yeah, we we're oh, trying I, to figure I, out why Scott's I, uh, I, I, No, you're right. You're right, Garza. He, he did. He, am I misrepresenting said, what Zach yeah. said? Or or I mean, he didn't I understand what you're saying? That. He didn't say that, but I wasn't <laughs> sure if it meant this cut or the. Uh, yeah, because well, because we were. T- I mean, we weren't talking about the extended cut. We were talking about this film. Well, I okay. asked him. I, maybe maybe I, he I, was. Maybe he well, was. Right. That's what I'm saying. I asked him if the novelization is based on the R-rated cut because that's out now. So technically, I'd be able to fully understand Jack, what Jack was all, he was getting tired i could tell you he was getting tired towards the end and so I you're saying know. my question was confusing I, it was too confusing for maybe him. maybe there, i don't know maybe just i don't know i, I don't I, know i have to go back and look okay all i could <laughs> all i can say is this uh v castro has tweeted twice now as part of a selling for the novelization she has she has stated straight up my novelization is based on the r-rated cut See? dot 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 has lots of extra Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. I, again, I'm just saying. I that was the reason. Per, that was literally the purpose of my question for Zach was hey, this PG-13 that we saw is the novelization. If I were to read that next week when it comes out or whatever, you might have misunderstood. You might have misunderstood. Yeah. Am I getting that R-rated version in novelization form? Basically, is what I was asking. Because it, it would make more sense that it would be the 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 raw exactly. R-rated version. Yeah. That's so what I, I was he thinking. Probably, so. He probably misunderstood. Like I said, he could have. I, I, he could have. Yeah, I don't know. That's what happens. I think that's what. I, that's probably what happened. Because I, I, I say that the the author has been has herself been saying. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this question because this is kind of how I feel. Like again, I, I'm only relating it to Zack Snyder and his cuts, right? Do you think, Scott, because this film works, it's not like this film isn't like... Oh, no, this film works. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like well. I was watching this film going like, man, that doesn't make sense, or why yeah. are they doing this? It was just like, no, oh, no, it makes sense. Oh, that works. Do you think an hour extra is going to turn people? 
versus like you know people will say like oh well if you if you watch a theatrical cut and now you can watch bvs ultimate edition it'll turn people do you think this extra hour will turn people okay i guess garza if i'm going to be honest it depends on which people you're referring to. yeah because well, there's 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 it's uh, not gonna be us it's gonna be everybody right like is well, an extra hour worth it that's what i mean worth their time worth um, this film i mean because I mean, at the end of the day, we got the, we we saw the film. Not like we didn't know what was happening in the film, right? Hmm. Well, I, I I mean, I'm I'm gonna I can only answer for myself to say I think I think that I was gonna be worth it because, like I said, I liked what I got. I well, just want more of it. I've I've noticed he's been using very similar, and this is why I talked about Watchmen. He uses very similar language to talk about the R-rated cut that he uses to talk about the um, Black Freighter cut of Watchmen, which he says is, ironically, actually, he says it's not his preferred cut, although I don't think yeah, that's he, the case here. Yeah, because um, that was four hours, 20 minutes. Right, but but the <laughs> way I love every minute the, of it. The way that he describes yeah. the ultimate cut of Watchmen, though, is like the ultimate fan experience. Because he's like, that's just like, if you want to do Watchmen, like you want to do it all the way, that's what that is. And so the way that he talks about this is also very much like, you know, like, do we really need to see whatever happens with the tentacles? I don't know, but like that is like the full like if if you're gonna take this universe to like its logical conclusion, that's the kind of stuff that ends up in this, right? And so so that's more, and so that's why he talks about it, not just as like, and once again, people are all shoving this into the like the Snyder cut paradigm of oh, there's a true cut and there's a butchered cut. He's saying no, there's just two different versions of this story. Like there is like. I don't know. It, like people have to break out of the Snyder cut mindset of like, oh, the butchered cut, and they're not. No, no. There's and there's they, a story. And there's a, because I, I mean, because I'm not in the balls of the walls version, and there's a not version. Like. Right. Because you know, I said this before. I can't remember if I, I've said this. I, I tried to say this, and I think we get interrupted because I was talking to Travis. It's like because I, it took me, Stephen, to your point. Rewatches help. It it took me two watches of the Watchmen theatrical cut to really sort of appreciate because I, I saw it the first time and I was disappointed by the theatrical cut because of how much of the graphic novel was missing. I mm. took my dad to go see it the second time and had a much better appreciation of the film. And then, of course, the next time I watch is when I'm watching the ultimate cut, you know, and I get everything and like I get everything. So this doesn't disappoint me it's you know like like say my first experience with watchmen was but i will appreciate a deeper dive into the universe because that's what in that's what rebel moon represented for me was oh cool a brand new fresh sci-fi universe i love that i mean this is my this is my genre this is my this is my jam and so let me let me roll around and revel in it you know it's like i'm a pig and slop let me just go well i mean enjoy myself one of the things that's uh like steven and i were talking about like after the premiere was like we've never seen and i you know i we brought the, we brought this up last week and stuff. We've never seen Zach really go for like the war, like you know, guns back and forth 
it's always been hand to hand combat combat with him. You know, it's superheroes versus gods. It's 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 a lot of just like punching and, you know, all that stuff. But the fact that we got like a Zack Snyder. Film, I mean, when I watched it, it last classic night, gunfight. From, yeah. When I watched it last film. night, I was going, fuck. And I, and I wish I would have brought it up when Zack was here. It was like, man. How many John Woo movies did you watch? I mean, because like, well, I mean, how many times I asked him about the war thing about yeah. if there's more extension to that. Yeah. But I mean, even like in the bar scene when like, I mean, like when I was watching it again, I was like, God damn, I'm getting wooisms here. Like the fact that you just have like somebody, you know, and then it's just slow. And then she, uh, as she's like pulling up and to shoot and it like it goes into slow motion as she's firing. And it's like just stuff like that. And it's well, like we haven't really seen Zach. Okay. Really By the way, did anyone ask about the blue alien in the bar with the tin? Yes, I did. Is that yeah. Army of the Dead? Please tell me. I that did. Was a... did. Yeah. No, I, I try to reference the. Oh no no, no yeah no. yeah. I was, yeah. I was, was, the the I was yeah. asking the bug about the bug guy. I asked about like, Army of the Dead. Yeah, you you asked Army. about that about that. Yeah, but we kind of like, we did a whole thing where we were trying to ask about Army of the Dead, <laughs> and then and yeah, we talked about that, and he said in the extended cut we get more of like the. uh what is it? The Xana do thing? Yeah. And then, and then I brought it back. I was like, well, even like the, the bug that was wrapped around the dude, I'm like, that reminded me of like, is that a zombie kind of thing? But that wasn't really associated with it at all. I talked to him about this at an event in July, in August, and they made us put our recorder away and nobody else published this part of it. So I don't have the exact phrasing, but the, <laughs> So uh, on, this is one of those, like, <clears throat> I don't know. People are going to have their theories about this and, and run with it anyway. Um, in the way that I understand it and the way that I've been treating it, and I could end up being wrong, is that it's it's an Easter egg. Like, he used the word shared universe once, and that's just going to dominate the conversation about this. But he's not setting up, like, a Rebel Moon Army of the Dead crossover. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, not yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the Snyder Cut and Army of the Dead, in, right? In Area 51, there is a like a, a portal they call the Red Door that goes to planet Xanadu, and that's how the alien species got to Earth Correct. through that through that portal. Um, and then tonight he said something about Xanadu is somewhere in that region. However, um, we're not just talking like a straight portal, we're also talking like different timelines here. And so mm -hmm. if like in Rebel Moon, Korra were to like run to that portal and hop through she's going to end up at earth like thousands of years after the events of army of the dead right so so we're not talking about like some sort of interlinked story where the kid like and who knows though he's got the mechanism to there's a ton of difference between the stories yeah, yeah. He, so he, he's I, he's got the the tool like the the hooks in there if he does decide to bring it in so i, I could be totally wrong about this down the road but the way that I've always heard it heard it referenced, and and uh, when when he brings it up, is more of a like, oh, that's a cool kind of backdoor connection. But um, I, you know, people are I, I there's a lot of fan theories and stuff where people are like trying to link the zombies to Rebel Moon and stuff. And I, I don't know if that's fun. I guess I don't want to ruin anybody's fun. But <laughs> no, I no, would, no. I I would not anticipate any kind of like a direct crossover like that. Now well, I wasn't doing that, but, just, but that, but the dude looked like the zombie. Looked like one of the zombies. From the oh yeah, it did. So I was having yeah. fun with I that. Mean, there's there's so many things that you can do that, and I think he enjoys that. He enjoys the fact that people are, you know, I think like even though the when we did the Army of the Dead, um, 
spoiler discussion when that came out and he joined i think he just enjoys like when we have these theories and fans are making up theories because that means he's doing his job as a storyteller and yeah. the fact that it's yeah. like hey we can make these connections i mean even like uh you know uh the, when i brought up the whole you know because obviously there was a thing when like charlie hunnam and he put him in a green hood was that on purpose obviously it wasn't and i was like hey I want to bring that up. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it was like a thing where it's like fans just doing what fans do. And I think he appreciates that, you know, even though it's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't intentional, but he likes the theories. I mean, there was numerous times when he was here and even times before when we bring up theories that he goes, ha, you know, and he kind of goes, that's cool. And even times where, like, for instance, you know, when it came to General Swanwick and Man of Steel, they had no intention for him to well, be Martian Manhunter, but that kind of turned into something. Worked out. I, th I think that moment where Amanda told him about Shep and his theory about Jimmy yeah. is a really good illustration of the way that a lot of fan theories kind of end up with him. Yeah. Um, because mm -hmm. he said, Scott, if um, that uh, Shep watched it and he said, Oh, I, th I know why what Jimmy's face lighting up means. Um, it's because after the princess died, the robots lost their peace. And when she touches his face, it lights up with peach colors on his face to show his peach coming back. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> sort of combining the word peace and oh, it's got frozen. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, there you go. What, are, what about the red and blue whenever we see him do those fire, fairy light things? Right. But so he was, so Shep was mixing <laughs> the word. So, but Zach was like, Oh yeah, that's actually that, that's true. He wasn't saying like, oh, when I made it, I did peach yeah, yeah. for the lights because I was connecting it to the word peace. No, but but still the theory the theory tracks thematically. And so Zach mm -hmm. was like giving it a thumbs up and like not that all fan theories are that bad because there's you know some good ones, but there's a lot of stuff that gets a thumbs up from Zach as like, yeah, that thematically works. And people run with it as like, oh, he wrote that into the thing. It's like, no, he's just saying, like, yeah, that that's fun. Go with it. That that's a functional theory. And uh, yeah. there's nothing. And, I mean, uh, he enjoys that. He just loves that. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Go ahead. No, I was just, it was going to be going back to what uh, Stephen and guards were talking about the, the cuts and how mm -hmm. so you finish your thought. My thought. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying like, they doesn't have any thought. He doesn't have, have any thought. thought okay? I'm, I'm, I'm three. I'm my third fucking eggnog in. No, I was just going to capital. You're just going to, you know, anyways, go ahead. If you had more, say it. So are you really drinking eggnog? Yes, I am with rum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. And this one I made very strong. That's why hey, if you see my on, face, like, on it, the vodka stream. Yeah. <laughs> It's an eggnog stream tonight. Anyways, go uh, ahead. Nobody's fucking drinking to that? Okay, fuck all. No, no. We got this fucking beer. I love this fucking beer, and they don't have it in this fucking state. Look, okay, there's my egg. Had, yeah, it's eggnog. I have to get it shipped into my state. It's a lot of eggnog. <laughs> yeah. Go on. The, the idea of the, the, the cuts, to your point, Stephen, it's it's completely different in the sense of, like, it's not a, a studio cut. It's, it's Zach's getting with Netflix saying, hey, we need you to do a PG-13 cut. You know, you do it the way you see a PG thirteen cut. He, this is still his version of a PG thirteen cut, mm -hmm. just like the rated R version is going to be his version. It's two separate things. But to you, what you're asking Garza about, you know, are people going to come back for it? It's all going to be how it's marketed. You know, this is marketed to what Scott is saying is a sci fi epic. At yep. that point, it works as a simple sci fi epic. 
you know, uh, we notice saying, oh, we know there's another cut. We can pick out the places that they're missing some stuff. General audience. But we can also understand some, that. It, yeah, but, but we can also a, see like, the story, though. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a danger to that because, like, if, if if in the court of public opinion, it's a bad movie. Like to us, it isn't. Like, if in the court of a public opinion, it's a bad movie. Those people go back and said, "Do I want to see a longer version of a bad movie?" You see what I'm saying? Like, I, especially I, when it's streaming, it's well, different yeah, if it's in no, theaters. Exactly. Well, like, remember yeah. also. Um, Oh, there's several things. First of all, is that like go look at like the Netflix top ten and take a look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores on those movies that have done like you know they don't insane I mean, insane numbers. Sure, um, I've watched things all, on Netflix that I'm like I don't yeah, even know how to yeah. look. I got this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> look at um the thing that this is going to pay off with this movie is that like unlike Army of the Dead, which by the way Army of the Dead I don't even know how that's in like the Netflix. It's not top ten anymore. It's like top twelve or whatever. Um. It doesn't have like The Rock in it, right? It doesn't have any of that that major star pull. Um, and yeah, then, but I haven't even I haven't seen any of those films on Netflix that have The Rock in yeah. it. So, but I mean, it's an R-rated zombie movie, which you know has has its audience, but is not a. There's it actually actively repels certain parts of the of their subscriber base. And not repels maybe the wrong word, but like, it's not for everybody. Right, unlike you know, Red Notice is like four quadrant entertainment. Bird Box is like four quadrant entertainment. Right, like a lot of the or is that what it's called, Bird Box? Yeah, yeah, um, Thunder Bullock. Yeah, and um, you know, so well, a lot of these movies are are like way more broad appeal than that, and it and it still did well. The difference with this, especially releasing a PG thirteen cut, um, what was that movie that came out on Amazon that was like the biggest the the sci fi movie with Chris Pratt? Um, oh, the tomorrow, oh, war. Yeah, the tomorrow, uh, tomorrow yeah. war. This is a thirteen cut of this cr- accesses that like mm. dad movie market where they're gonna watch mm. like people like look <laughs> the Netflix audience like the audience that they like buy with their Adam Sandler massive deals are gonna watch this and like none of this conversation is going to enter their minds. They're gonna see a cool right, thumbnail. How, how many times are they gonna watch it? Again? In it? It's like Netflix thumbnail bait. You're gonna see so okay. many things that, um I mean maybe but how many but are they yeah, gonna but, also click on the same same movie again, right? Like are they gonna watch it once maybe or not finish but, it? It's bonus. That's the point. There's four releases even if like like yes, I think they're going to get people to do it again, but also they don't even have to, right? Because yeah, but like, that, but how do you market that? that that's why not do they have to, though. They already marketed this. Can. One. I think they can. Why does I the, know. why? What's the what's the threshold for success on bonus content? Right, you're absolutely right. So how do you market that to people? Why do you have to? You don't why, have. Why to. would so then? Why would you have to announce that there's going to be another R-rated cut then? Why? Well, I'm saying like you you market the one version and the, the other version like. It's, it's, you're it's, absolutely right why would they market bonus, the second version all... then before it even came out huh why, why would they market another version before it came out they, they built in the snyder cut right i mean from dude I, I get that but yeah you, they announced the snyder cut before they yeah the i get out. i understand that but at the end of the day the only people that really know about the snyder cut and that zeitgeist of snyder okay. cut are the people that know about it right but i'll take it for instance right here because i saw somebody who was like i'm gonna wait until uh the extended cut comes out right but with but but that didn't help but, but this said well, that's, person that's this said person that i follow and it's just one person i said follow ended up watching it anyways because of mm-hmm. all of you know, conversation yeah, of all the conversation. conversation. Abso- yeah. You're absolutely right. And that's what I'm saying. So if you're going to market another cut versus not like, let's say they 
waited, you know, a week later and they're like, yeah, it's going to be R rated version. All right, cool. And then now all of a sudden we're getting the R, you know, the, the rebel moon part two, but right before part two comes out, we get that R rated version, which I know is not happening clearly because they're still working on both of them. Okay. Well, if we got the R rated version right before the part two comes out, now I understand how you market that R rated version. But if that R rated version ain't coming before part two, I don't know how you market that to where it's like beneficial to like even mention it. Well, because there's right going to be a part three on the way also at that. This isn't a one, this isn't a one and two. You're, you're absolutely you're yeah, absolutely talking about nine percent of the people who who are going to watch this aren't going to have any knowledge of the fact that he ever said there's an uh, already. You're, you're absolutely okay, right. This is somebody who watched this movie and feels like okay, this is a, this is an okay movie. I'm yeah, not going to sit here, yeah. and I'm not going to sit here and watch it again. And then, uh, then there's like an extended cut. How's how likely is for that person to sit there and watch an, an additional hour of that movie that he, that person felt that it was okay? But I'm not going to watch the, it. Again. The thing about Netflix is 99 of the audience is an open mouth, and Netflix just has to decide what they're going to put in front of that mouth. Yeah, but they're not doing that between part <laughs> no, one and man. part two. They're doing it afterwards. No, yeah, they did. They pop up the thumbnail, and there's going to be yeah. a, an image on the thumbnail the person hasn't seen before, and they click on it. How do you think 99% of this like unheard of stuff gets gets popular on there? I get, I, right, I, they I, put up a thumbnail where people are like, "Oh, what's this?" and they check it out. I think like, I think this is like I mean I saw this earlier, uh, or like earlier this week, you know, because I, it was a screenshot that somebody posted. It was like uh, it said that you know Reacher season two, which I'm looking forward to because I watched season one and and it's good. Really, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. good. Yeah, I, know <laughs> I know it's good, but somebody went, "Who is watching this?" And it and immediately went, "Not everybody lives on the fucking internet." And like like obviously there are like so many people that will enjoy that, Absolutely. enjoy that mm-hmm. series that are not talking on the internet, and that's the thing. I think we. We kind of like get into this, like, okay, we're looking at the internet and we're just looking at our feed and we're thinking, this what? is what we're like gauging. Nobody asked for this. I know. Well, that, and that's why I'm saying, like, I watch Rebel Moon going, I hate no, it when people works. say, who asked for this? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it going, no, Fucking this film feed. works. It works for everything that was Same presented here. for this cut. For every, I understood the plot. I understood the motives of all the, I didn't, I mean, I didn't get more in depth, but I understood why they were doing it. That's, you know what I mean? It wasn't a difficult like telling of why they're doing all these things. So it's that's why I'm, somebody's going to get motivated to watch an additional hour of a movie. That right. Yeah. It's like, that they, it, it worked it for me, but you know, again, yeah. I, I'm not trying to compare it to Watchmen. What's our standard for success on like, where I, I you, it's only my entertainment. So what what does the viewership have to be for you to be set? Like, like nothing, I don't understand. Absolutely what, nothing. Not a but, single person has to watch it. I don't give okay, a so fuck what anybody thinks. But it's just no in, in the general sense. I'm, I'm not I'm talking, talking about, about us. It. I'm talking about in the general sense. Like if you if you're an individual who watch a movie, I'm not saying us. I'm, we're looking forward to seeing the extended cut. But Correct. what I'm saying is like if a general just a, a random person watches this movie and said, okay, this was mid. Just for argument's sake, right? And then they 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 give them an additional hour. Are they gonna say, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give this mid movie that I didn't really like to begin with another additional hour. Yeah, they're gonna click on it, watch it again. Let me just give you an example. Well, how likely is that to happen? Though, one hundred percent. I'm gonna go different. 
if Netflix right now announced that there was a, another fucking episode unreleased from Stranger Things from season four, that oh, they're like, hey, this is coming out. Right. We're going to, this is more in depth. I'd have been like, oh, I don't give a fuck about let, Stranger Things. I don't care. I, I, so going back to the era of the of of the uh of the, the the dvd bonus extended cut we're not talking director's cuts we're talking about like bonus. road trip unrated edition right why road do people trip. Yeah, why, Euro trip absolutely right well you gotta um, love the movie to begin with so, you, to yeah, go and get so, the extended so, the, the dvd would extend the so, okay so ben so let's say you watch what's tell me a movie that you watched that you were like wanted it to be good and were disappointed and wouldn't watch it again uh, Matrix Rebel. No, I'm just kidding. Matrix. No, like I said, Matrix. Matrix. Matrix Revolution. Let's okay. go with Matrix Revolution. Not okay. the first Matrix. That was that movie was amazing. Yeah. So then, I was about to, like, to reach through your screen and be like, really? Yeah. No, no, Matrix Revolution is okay. Okay. the so, third one, right? So, yeah. so, you, so you would not click on Matrix Revolutions if you saw it in your feed on Netflix. No, I'm. Listen, listen. This, this. this well, I'm, I'm trying to find a movie I, that you would scroll past in your feed. Because no, but, but this is a, this is a, the, but those are different two scenarios. I'm saying this is a movie yeah, yeah. that I really that I like. So, so name, and name I wish a movie it was better. Past. I just need you to name a movie that you would scroll past because you don't want to watch it again. That will scroll I, past. I want to watch it again. Hold on one second. Give me. One oh, one. you know what? Think uh, about this. Uh, Star on. Wars: uh, Force Awakens. Okay. Oh, the Force Awakens, definitely. Yeah. Force Awakens. No, 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 no. I really like that fucking movie. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and it says, yeah. But there's boobs in it this time. Black Adam. Ah, I'd be like, right, would you? I'd be like, okay. It? Would you click on Black it? Adam? Just scrub through it. But we it. got boobs. <laughs> the boobs version. Would I, I care about that version of that Star Wars? No, I'm not saying, no you would not go get your popcorn and sit down and watch it. You right. would fucking click on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe, maybe I would. I don't know. No, Why yes, would I? Would. I don't think I, I would. Zach was still here. I mean, yeah. He no, like, I don't think I would. Why do you think there was a market? I'm not. I'm not saying like you specific. I'm saying like, why do you think there was a market for for the unrated cuts in in home media? People were buying extra. Like well, they would. Eighty percent of the ultimate cut. Ninety-nine percent of the time, those didn't even have anything substantially extra in it. It was just like a couple boring deleted scenes that they added on. They would market it as unrated cut, and this people, is like a, people bought it because that was that was the amount that we could get, right? But what was the amount of purchases of Justice League? Paying out of pocket for more, not just clicking an extra thumbnail on the feed. You're but right. hey, we got we got somebody who wants to join right now, Mr. Andrew Dice. Hey, hey, Dice, what's going Ooh, on? Steven Burson backup. <laughs> yeah, you know, I there are times I wonder if I hitch my wagon to the right horse and then he spouts some yeah. genius. At least I know he does. Yeah, maybe. Like, <laughs> what if it had booze in it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You came in at hey, the hey, right point. And here's the thing. <laughs> I've seen enough boobs to be like, yeah, it ain't gonna make fucking Force Awakens gonna be fucking better. Sorry. Hey, but hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, John. I really like that movie. I don't know what's the fucking big deal. John, simple question for you: Would you want to see two more? Uh, Boobs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if I saw Ray, if there was a nude scene with Ray, and maybe uh, I mean, Ray's the mystery. You don't know whose boobs they're gonna be. You don't know whose blood you're gonna see spraying around here. Uh, as long as there's boobs involved, maybe I might be a Mr. Skinamax or whatever, but it'd be all right. I've seen so enough more you know I mean? of that hour. Yeah, I think yeah. like there's, I mean, there's being, hyperbolic being with made the, all over the, the place. The point is that the 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 tease of there's more in this that you haven't seen, especially if it's more extreme, always gets that click from people. Now, it might not get the I'm going to get my popcorn and sit down for three hours and watch this click. But people click it to to go see like oh what's 
what's with the tentacle scene or what's with the whatever right, that I but, up before. But that, it would it would work better. It, 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 technically, for me, it would work better if I was watching Rebel Moon and I was like, man, this just doesn't feel right. Like shit feels like it, it's like overly uh, like missing. Where I'm like, dude, why the fuck did that happen? Why is this shit ha-? like no? But I was watching it going, oh, I understand why all this shit's happening. I get it. Like I saw all this shit. You know when you I mean? watch Star Wars, did you think like, man, it really feels like he's supposed to have a conversation with Jabba the Hutt here, but nothing. <laughs> <it> but, just... <laughs> but what if the director would have said it's a longer version? Would you have? Would you feel that? Would, would you right. think that way? Would you? Would you yeah, give a fuck? What if? What if they said, hey, hey, guess what? George comes out and says, hey, actually, you know what? You remember it's how longer version? You know how like Obi Wan gets sliced in half just like that, and that's it. That's the only fucking no, fighting that they do. Guess what? I actually filmed 15 uh, okay. fucking minutes of that. Battle. Interesting you bring this up though, because I was thinking about this because I was because as I'm anticipating yeah. the novelization coming out on Tuesday, <laughs> I remember reading the novelization of Star Wars that you know it's it's credited to George Lucas as actually goes written by somebody else, and reading the scene, like even the scenes that don't end up in the special edition. Mm. And like with like bigs on Tatooine and all of that going, um, you know, getting more of the story. Like, mm-hmm. who is Biggs? Why does it matter when he shows up at Yavin? Right. So I don't know. I, I I like that parallel because I was thinking about that with, you know, reading the book to get a little bit more info of what you didn't see in the movie. But it doesn't take away from the movie. That's just no, it, it doesn't take away from the movie at all. And that's right. the thing. And and that's why I'm saying, like, you if you were to go, if they were to say, Hey, well, but we filmed that, you it's not like you'd be like, Hey, dude, I need to see that in Star Wars right now. I need to see the big's fucking backstory. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying you wouldn't be dying to go like, hey, I need me some fucking bigs in my Star Wars, or it's a shit fucking film. No, you would not be saying that because the Star Wars film what it is. you hope works it you it just works like you're like yeah i get it i'm not sitting there asking about backstory about all this other shit it just fucking works right and i'm not saying that that's the case with rubber moon i'm just saying that that's what i mean right like you're not at least the way i was watching it is like yes i i wanted more but as i'm watching it i'm not necessarily in the need of going i but i really need to fucking know you know what i mean like there was no earning of well, why is all this shit happening the way it's happening? It was just like, no, nah, it makes sense. You get what mm. I mean? I don't think that's the only reason why people ask, though. I think a lot of people ask now because of just it made me realize how rote so much of this kind of movie making is where when she says, you know, the great general and you you turned on your troops and I'm sitting there going, mm. that's weird. Why isn't the audio fading in from that sequence as we switch over and see that happen? Oh, there were several scenes that should have been like that. Absolutely. No, no, I'm not saying it should. That's me sitting there going, why was I, why did I know the exact cut that I was just expecting? <laughs> Purely I, I based know, on just other I, movies I've seen, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a good. It's or like when Obi Wan says, "Like I knew your father in the Clone Wars." Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like I, yeah, but I people, people who didn't ask because they weren't but being there, fulfilled. They didn't ask because they didn't know to. There was a difference though in that situation, right? Because that is talking about a long time ago, right? And I know General Titus is not that far long, but at the end of the day, Obi Wan is seeking Luke out. Luke's not seeking him out technically, right? So Luke's not asking him, hey, I know that you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. No, 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 no. Obi-Wan is just stating that because at the end of the day, he's just telling him, hey, look, I, I, 
listen, I fought with him in the Clone Wars. That's that's just a little history so that you know, hey, I know what I'm talking about. But when it comes to like Titus, I mean, she knows his fucking history, right? Like we as an audience don't know his history. I mean, we could convey it, but if we would have seen that at that point, that's completely different than a Clone Wars type situation because Obi-Wan is saying that in passing. She is saying that specifically to try to convince him who he is and why he's important. I mean, there were a couple in this that were said totally in passing, like the nemesis. Yep. And that's absolutely like, that's the kind of stuff where I was kind of sitting there and thinking, you know, like, Oh man, do I just turn this part of my brain off when I watch anime and like some cool character (laughs) says, you know, like he murdered my family. I won't rest until he's dead. And I'm like, that's cool. Checks out. Let's do it. Adam yeah, exactly. the team and let's move on. <laughs> that, that, that's my point. That's exactly you don't you don't need to understand anything else. You don't need to see that origin, right? Like you're just like, no, nah, I get it. Like, yeah, sure. But yeah, at the end of the day, they, they, they still get the built on that from that point of view as far as that point is concerned, yeah. right? Nem- Nemesis and Jimmy were like the two characters that I was like the most anticipating in this film, and then they were mm-hmm. also the two characters that I felt like got yeah. the least. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah, right. Because yeah. I because I wanted more Jimmy because because obviously when they come back to Velt and he's got like the, the oh you're wondering where I got my red arm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, exactly. How about these cool antlers I have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, notice. And I then, and then you get you. Nemesis, and obviously she's got the robotic arms, yeah. and she's got these cool swords that glow, and there's like, and we've seen the trailers where we've seen some shit. In the trailer, yeah. where we see your backstory, but, right, right, which apparently yeah. is going to be in part two. Yeah, so exactly. That's my whole thing, right? Like, dude, you keep that in part one, and now we understand how she is and what she's doing and all that. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, I get it. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough again, thing there too, I, right? I, go ahead, Dice. like maybe it's more potent in the second part, right? Maybe I mean, the, yeah, maybe it could be. Saying, I want to show you that when we get to the point of resolving her, when ab- it matters. You're absolutely right, but at the end of the day, like the the way I'm using Dune as the the kind of difference of, I'm watching Dune Part One, going, I don't need to know all these other big significance. I'm looking at that film, going, I'm excited to see what happens and continues. I don't need to see, you know, the Duke's history or the the Harkonnens and and the Atreides like battle and conflict anymore because I already understand all that shit because it's in Part One. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't, which is funny because actually when you read the book, just to, it, it, they, they don't explain any of that to you. Roll with it. Or the Krypton, you know, you don't get the backstory on who that council is or anything. It's just kind of like, exactly. yeah, yeah, I, I get it. The movie isn't about that. that sure. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that if we would have seen more character development with these characters and spent more time with them, I don't think that I need. I don't think. Oh, got a little glitch in the oh, matrix oh. over there. Yeah. The I oh, think. Well, well, there you go. Continue. I'll, uh, I want to give Garza his flowers here. I think there's a valid part of what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, of course. Of course, my shit receptor. fucking freezes. Yeah. When I was in the mid, <laughs> in the middle, yeah, guys was about to give you. I know. All, 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 I was, I guess. Talk. all I was gonna say was, was I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily need to see, like, if if I would have seen their development and then all of a sudden we get to the climatic point of, 
they got to now, they all have to join together and fight. That would have made it more enticing for me to go, fuck, I need to see this next part because I, I care about these characters. I like, I want to see the, who lives and who, you know, I want to see their reasons for doing what they're about to get into. Right. Like, cause at the end of the day, I know that it's a part one, just like with Dune. I knew that it was a part one, but I mean, I still was that, like, John, the thing is that I don't think if you're going to go and watch a movie, hoping that it's shot the way that you hope that it, no, it's no, no. going to be. I, shot, that's just then, I wasn't, I then, didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. That, that, that's why I was saying no, I don't. But you're saying know. that if it was X Y Z, then I don't think that's well. No, that's no. The right, all I'm the, saying the right is approach with, to watch with, the film. with this cut as being a character development versus action at the very end. That's all I'm saying. Like I would have felt it would have been more of a, hey, it's it's like, you know, it's more intriguing. Not it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that it was a bad you know, decision. I'm just saying if they would have made they if they would have saved the action for part two and use the world building and that and all that shit in part one, then you have a reason to care about the, the, what happens to these characters in this next part. Whereas we've already seen now fight. I think, I think I get what you're saying. Like the movie, when I watched the predator, I'm not wondering, you know, why aren't we finding out more about who these guys are? You know, right. because yeah. the movie yeah, where is the saying, predator like, comes from. That's not Correct. what the movie is about. The movie is not about you being emotionally invested in these characters. And Rebel Absolutely. Moon, when it got to the third act, I was like, this really is counting on me being emotionally invested in you're all right. of these people I, being here. I, you're you're I supposed to that, care about everybody, everybody fighting. Yes. That's a good and point. I, I think like if the, they would have died, will you give a fuck about all of them? Well, if they, and, and if they all were die, will you? It's, spoiler you alert: when, when when Blood Axe dies, I was like, oh, "Yeah, okay, I'm, I guess." Okay. That's not, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool it's a cool way to die, but at the same right, time, but it, there was no yeah, you, you don't was, go fuck. I mean, you just go fuck, fuck because yeah. you're like I like Ray Fisher. That's about it, you know. Maybe. Well, yeah, and I, I had the, the I was thinking I like this is like, really okay, drive his This is gonna get revenge. That's that's the only thing that I thought about. It was about his sister getting revenge in the sequel. That's the only thing I thought about. Like. It, it didn't impact me emotionally when when he died. Spoiler I think, alert. You, you I think what John's saying is like a totally valid. If if the way we talked about this kind of stuff and the way film you know discussion talked about it, I think that the point of this movie is in this cut is asking me to care about these people based on what they're telling me, mm-hmm. and th- that didn't work for me. You know, and that's like a fine thing to say. I think that where it crosses into it and where we see the like mind numbing review scores is where people say, uh, well, I didn't see that. And it's not that mm-hmm. I needed to, I'm just, you need to show me that now, you know, like, because that's how it's grade. done. So if you yeah, just that, tell that, me that this person it's, it's, is someone interesting and you don't show me it, then Zack Snyder doesn't know how to make a movie. Well, right, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's kind of what I was, and and no bullshit. I I literally said that to Ben. I was like, I'm, I'm. It's not that I'm worried, but I'm watching this film going. It, it was an. It made sense to me. Everything that happened in the film made sense to me. Yep. Is another hour going to make me care about what happens at the end? Because that's how the film ends. It ends with a big climactic, you know, battle, and I'm supposed to care about these people. Is another hour gonna make me care about all of these people in this situation because i already spe- know how it ends right that was like, one of the especially when you look at what was 
what was given to us in the PG thirteen cut. You know, we, I, we we I think we're all saying the same thing. The one thing we we all wish it had was more character development for this. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what the cut was giving us, it was more action heavy. Correct. Introduce us, just give us a little bit of piece of this with the idea of saying, Oh, you want to know more? There's part there's part two, but this was very action heavy in those moments mm-hmm. and they focused on that. It works for that it works for the audience they're trying to go for with that, but mm-hmm. that is the biggest thing lacking. That's where I think that the the rewatch changed that significantly for me too, because I was after my first watch was in a very similar spot where I was like, that that was fine. I would have liked more. This felt I was calling it like, oh, this is like a teaser for mm-hmm. for the, the full mm-hmm. thing and also sets up for part two, but like um whatever. And then I, I watched the um or I rewatched it and I was surprised by um, how much more resonance with each of the characters I felt and how much more I was into it at that, that third act. And, I, and and of the number of things going on, one is just rewatching it and being familiar with the characters. But another is that with movies, we don't always appreciate how much, uh, I mean, very much like to Dyson and, and, and Garza's point where you're, you're, there's subconscious cl- um, cues about what you're kind of expecting to happen yeah. just because we're trained. And there's there's yeah. musical cues, there's there's structural stuff that we're not even always aware of that our brain is paying attention to, um, and so one of those things that is is being kind of prepared or primed for like oh this is the moment where I'm supposed to feel this way about this character, and sure. because of the awareness of how much bigger the story is, like I was surprised when it got to the end of the third act. Um, I thought that that like I didn't realize that that was gonna be like the end battle until like the music shifted. Right, started to do this slow yeah. pan. I think out. a lot of us thought that. The moment that happened, my heart was like, "Oh wait, oh, there's that's not gonna like it's not gonna get more exciting from here." Yeah, um, well, but, so, but it, it's a little jarring at first. And so no, I don't have at all on rewatches because going into that third act, I know. I know like, oh, this yeah, is the third exactly. and I'm actually then appreciate it as a third act. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Would it have mattered if any of them died? At what that point, mean, would, it, would, it, would it have mattered? Kai died and, and oh, no, no, no. And, I'm, I'm saying would it have mattered? I think we, in, I think we, we said that it would have made any difference if it, like, yeah, any yeah. of them we, died. Like, are you talking if, about, if, Gun, you talking if about Gunner the, died or if, if Nemesis died or it, would any of them, if any of them died, would you have been like, oh shit, what the fuck is going to happen now? Yeah. I mean, I think that like blood axe dying well, like it, 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 there wasn't enough there to, there was absolutely you know, I felt no reason, there, but I, I felt more like, surprised that there wasn't going to be more of him. But to me, that was like a big, like there's a, a bit, a little bit of emotional payoff, but almost more. So there's a kind of a Those big, big dying, like, oh, man, nobody is safe. Like Biggs. dying says no one is safe. Well, no, I I mean maybe, but I that's not what I felt. Well, I was like, oh, I, I, well, okay. Like who who's gonna survive you know, part two? If they're gonna I, kill off Blood Axe in the at the at the end of the first one, yeah, but there's two, but there's two of them. That that makes sense. Yeah. There is two there's of them, two and of them. we're gonna get and I think yeah. we're gonna get a we're gonna get a pretty significant backstory in part on the yeah. second. Yeah, that's that's one. the same thing I thought. It's like okay, that's she's gonna come back for revenge. I hate it when all the people are like, Jesus Christ, they did Ray Fisher bad. He's only in it for five minutes. Like, um, well, first off, we got an R-rated cut. He's probably in it longer, and I then mean, we're going to get well, more maybe. of him in part two. He could, he could, he could be in it, but the story is really – it. it's Cora's story, though, right? Like, why why am I looking at 
Blood Axe and their revolution when Blood it's all Axe, about Korra. It is, course, but, Korra, and we also got to remember that Blood Axe is going to be the focus of the comic book series that's coming. Exactly, which so, makes sense of why he wouldn't be a prominent figure in the film. Because why would you? Yeah. Why would you need a comic on? Why would you? I mean, it's a different thing, but like, why would you need a comic on? fucking kite man if you're having a superman character you know what i mean like if he just shows up hell yeah exactly but <laughs> you, you need you need a comic book about kite man because he's not a prominent character you know what i mean or like, maybe he will be i don't know i don't know i don't know well, well they will or at least a lot of, they have cloning i also feel like man like someone has to say like on behalf of filmmakers everywhere that when the comment is you know I went into this movie, make me care about these characters. Like, go fuck yourself. You know, like, right, you don't yeah. pick up a book and say, one word, <laughs> make me, make me right, care. Yeah. Like, right? I, I wasn't I trying, I wasn't even going in saying, I, I need to love every single one of these seven characters. I was watching it going, well, let me just see what it is. Like, I don't know. Like, how At am I supposed to invested. feel about this? You know I mean? say, but there's a yeah, difference in, in what you were, you're saying, Dyson, that make instead of I know you're not saying it's like it's it's presumption say make me care, but in the sense of what Garza is saying at that point, do I care? It's not because right. you didn't make me care. Mm -hmm. It's just do I care based on what you've given me? Yeah. It's not and you're not criticizing you, yeah. necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think like, it's like growth as a human. If if you sit there and say, Wait, do I? Why don't I? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, let me ask you this question. Why is it a why do I even give a fuck that the king was assassinated? Why do uh, I give a fuck? Yeah, you know what? For me, I immediately thought of the uh Russian royal family, Tsar yeah, Nicholas, a, and dude, attached yeah, all of my dude. emotion Absolutely. to that. There is a there is a key significance between that because that started World War One. So I get that if that's what we're talking no, about. That, that was the Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah. Archduke. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, the, I killing, said, oh, killing of Tsar Nicholas was part Sorry, of the Bolshevik yeah, yeah. Revolution like, in Russia. But you get what I mean, though, right? Like, those deaths had a big fucking significance in the world view of things. Now, granted, I'm not saying that we don't have that yet, because we don't know yet. But in this film, why do I give a fuck that the king was assassinated? Why am I supposed to care about the king at all, period? Right? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm why do you care that about? these farmers are going to get killed? Yeah. Exactly. Why do I care about the farmers? Why do you care about Gunner? Are we saying? Why do we're, I? Are we, what's the? Why bother? Do you that? care about the people of Alderaan? No, that's not it. And no, I didn't give a fuck about Alderaan, which is why I wasn't so fucking heartbroken like Leia was. But at the same time, I wasn't watching it going, "Oh, you know what? All those people in Alderaan got fucking blown to bits." I was going, "Oh no, that's Darth Vader. He's evil. He don't give a fuck." <laughs> Garza was like, it, at least it was a quick death. Yeah, yeah, it was a fucking yeah. done, dude. It it done a million Kinsky, voices right? cried like, out in terror. All I'm saying exactly. Yeah. It was just like pure terror for <laughs> two and a half seconds, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. like what? I'm not. It's not a criticism. I'm just saying from this fucking cut, why was I supposed to care about these characters dying in this third battle? Because hmm. that's essentially what we're coming. To. You can't. You cannot tell me that I'm not supposed to care about these characters in this third battle. Cause right. Like that's, that's not how storytelling works. Yeah. So if somebody dies, it's, you're supposed to it's, care. It, it that person a, it's a serving a purpose, right? Well, in order for it to serve a purpose, I have to be invested as a viewer, not just as a fan. I need to understand, Oh dude, this is a, that's a big fucking loss for them. For that person to die. That's a, that's critical for whatever is happening here. Right. 
Like, like imagine I was, there was a split second and I know it was crazy. Cause I was like, well, I know it's not that because we've seen the trailer, but I was like, well, what if he killed Cora? Like that'd be fucking ballsy. If he was like, yeah, Cora dies. Cause she's our fucking main point of view. The whole fucking story. Right. That could be the only yeah. way that that would change how I viewed what happens from here on out. Because now, well, shit, Velt is literally about to get overtaken. None of the people that she's gathered really give a fuck about Velt. The guy that lived on Velt that took her around everywhere, he just died. So why the fuck is Velt going to get taken care of? Oh, it's because Cora inspired all these other people to fucking defend it, right? Like, that shit makes sense. But, well, shit, Blood Axe dies. Well, fuck, I don't really know anything about Blood Axe, so... It's just, it's those little things that I'm just looking at story-wise. It has nothing to do yeah. with Zach. It has well, nothing to do with what no, no, my expectation were. And that's something that but I've been thinking can be also interpreted as uh, anybody's fair game to die. Like, if this big guy can die, anybody else. He an actual suicide squad. squad. An actual suicide so Don't become squad. too fucking attached to anybody. Right. Yeah, he was an important figure on a, you know, galactic level, and this guy just got... Well, they he got was. We didn't, well, and we didn't also, let me let me float also. If we're talking about the homages and the inspirations, let's also remember if you watch Seven Samurai, how many of the samurai actually oh, don't yeah. make it to the end of that movie? Chris <laughs> Pratt, man, and Chris Pratt would stick at TNT. That, Scott, I don't know if you <laughs> heard me when I said this. There is a difference <laughs> between what Kurosawa did. Seven reference. Yeah. 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 There's a difference what? between what Kurosawa did and what Magnificent Seven did. On on no, I heard you say with they're all they're all they're yeah, all gunslingers and all samurai. I don't even yeah, yeah, know yeah, a different kind of samurai, but dude, you introduce somebody that has metal fucking arms and blades that light up and molten lava. Well, fuck, dude, you better tell me about what she's doing because well, we're like, gonna get that. Though. That's the thing. It's like I we're know, going that, to get that's that. what I'm saying. They yeah. did it. They they said exactly what they needed to. I but does it. that make me care about anything that okay, she's doing? So no? let, let me let me introduce oh, a man. different uh, this. And let me introduce a different topic that's connected to this then, because when we think about the fact that originally Rebel Moon was written as one script, and it, and Zach even said in the pre-show interview that IG and Live thing that was streaming on on Twitter that he you know this battle that happens at uh, this I I don't remember the name of the planet. Like I said, I've only watched the movie once. Um, was in the original script and he said okay this would make a great break point mm -hmm. and so it, i think it's interesting to also structurally look at part one and part two as in this was originally written and conceived as one so like an ass movie act one act two kind of thing yes yeah, exactly yeah. with it you know, with it with the intermission. The only difference is is that this intermission is going to be four months long. I mean, and it makes sense if you think about like how like all of a sudden like when 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 they go to this planet and then all of a sudden it's like you realize oh we're in the final battle right now. It's like it's a little jarring. Maybe. Well, but here's the other thing too is that if if Noble and all them, let's just assume because he already knows that she's on Velt and she he recognized her and all that shit. Why are they going to even stage a battle on Velt? Why wouldn't they just fucking destroy it right away? Like, why even show up, right? Because they did that to that planet with, you know, the tentacle guy. They have to get her alive. Because that's what, because that's what I know. Velt, I understand yeah. that. But, but right now I'm talking about, they could fucking destroy it. He knows who she is. So destroy no, they, it. They, not, the, the protocol is they recall the dreadnought first. 
Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. So because it was destroyed, technically, he has well, no the dreadnought wasn't to... destroyed. They but because, the because they suffered a loss, they have to like regroup before they go out again. Yeah, um, he, he, because... they what is it? Titus calls it out saying they're not meant to be here. They're not meant to uh, be heroic at that point. They're meant to go back. Yeah, yeah. like their their soldiers will like are are not um, don't have the discipline to like. Yeah to rile themselves up to jump straight into battle they need to send them back like for programming or some shit before okay, well, I, I mean i and i don't know if i missed this but i mean i i feel like the soldiers that were placed there on velt they would have some kind of some sort of communication correspondence back and forth and the fact that they're all dead they would pretty much assume as soon as you know a week goes by and they're like yo we haven't heard anything like how about we go and send somebody out you know what i mean like Little they things have, like that. I mean, this is this is not established necessarily in the movie, at least in this version of the movie. But um, the they don't have long range communications like that. They've got to build like a comm tower in order to beam communications. Yeah. Into, it's not like Star Wars where you can just pull a comm link out of your pocket and don't. Well, no, it's not even that. It's, you know, I saw, I saw something that can plug into somebody, and it was like a fucking. Pff. Okay, so well, yeah, you gotta like, you gotta have the the thing to plug them into. I right? mean. That's what I liked about this is the fact that you, you know, it's like, yeah, you have, there's some like technology up there, but you also have like mm-hmm. very non like primitive, you have primitive shit that's also happening well, too. I, like, I, I, you know, the, the piece of technology that really like kind of was like, that's cool. Was <laughs> the, was the box that became like the, the handcuffs. Like you know the mm. thing that like yeah. like transported oh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I that was cool. like when it, when it comes to science fiction, it, it paralyzes them. It paralyzes you. It yeah. it also allows you to execute them immediately. Mm-hmm. It restrains them and transports them. I'm like, okay, that's See? some cool shit. You know, yeah, that's really cool. Those, um, they called those the Beetlejuice chairs. Yeah. No, totally <laughs> Beetlejuice. I was yeah. thinking, that's I was true. totally yes, yes. The you would just that what's her name makes when like you see the one with the like the the like the square hammer thing on it yeah that's what it reminded me of no but i mean but but again i'm just going gunner i mean the fact that it's like it's just <laughs> to me i'm just going there's something more here with this guy well, right, because- but, but even then though like it's also like kind of like, yeah like why why <laughs> would why would kai be so like if this was his big goal or his thing like why would he just be like Hey, randomly. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna make you fucking do. He doesn't have any personal attachment. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be another twist too? If like somehow there was like Kai and Gunner were like actually. That's like, what I'm saying. Together. You would think like you didn't actually shoot him. Like he like just did because you're absolutely so thing, right. Yeah, but the thing is like because when I watched it for the third time, I'm like, all right, Gunner knew to like twist it and do like a certain Crew thing where he could just pull it out and then he just turned around and fucking put it up against kai's chin and went boom like i'm like well, we, and we don't see it go through we just when it goes off it. yeah i don't yeah. know if that's due to the the screen. i kind of hope that there's a little twist there that like they were working together and this is like a whole thing but and maybe. he's also the only one not to be put up in the uh torture exactly he's the only one not in the beetlejuice chair yeah yeah not right. the beetlejuice but, chair, he's, but, not, but he's also not he's, he's, he's also not valuable he's yeah, not he's not but that's my that's only possibilities that's my whole point though right like let's assume 
nothing ever happens and transpires from that. Let's assume Kai is dead because at the end of the day, we saw him get fucking blasted. That wasn't a thing. It's just we didn't see anything else happen. I didn't yeah. see any blood come out, so he's okay. Exactly. I didn't see any yeah. blood come I out. I didn't see the R-rated cut. Exactly. I didn't see the spike like his come out the top of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you kind of go, well, that would have been cool, but no, well, if it's nothing, all right, cool. Like, that's that's what I mean by, like, all right, well, this – I mean, everything that works in this film works. There's no situation where I'm like, man, what is this telling me or why am I trying to – why am I feeling this way about this film? It was just – Okay, I understand the film. I, I feel it. like I mean, I, it's a, I feel like it's impossible now. I, this is just another rally of like how Marvel ruined us. Is it's it's plot <laughs> well, ruined first. you, <laughs> not me. So like, but well, no. But people, <laughs> the one thing they want to know is what happens. Like, you're what? What are the things that happen in this? Like, um, it's like TV where it only airs once. When that's like that's not how films used to Ooh. be, and it's definitely not how Zach makes them. Where right. I made this movie. And it's not going gonna to compare this to Hallmark movies. Watch out. No, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, now, wow, that would get an extended cut. Anyway, um, <laughs> with, with the, with the, there's so much hype and so much pressure. And it, it, I feel like now you're watching the movie and you're and I know because I do this where I'm sitting here thinking like, Oh, is this a great, is this great character intro? Is this line of dialogue? Good. Is this line of dialogue? Good. Is this scene? Good. Um, I'm focusing on that and you, you can't when you are doing that and wondering what's going to happen or asking those questions as you're watching it, you cannot absorb how is this being presented to me? And that mm -hmm. is like, I mean, Zach's entire thing is the significance is how this is presented to you. It's not just the line that they're saying or the plot that they're communicating. Like I watched this through one time and I'm always, you know, I said, beforehand well i'll have to watch it again because i never know how i feel about it and mm -hmm. as i was kind of doing around you know cleaning up folding laundry i put the movie on to replay with no sound because i had a podcast in and i found myself continually just drawn back to watch the screen they're not people are talking i can't see or hear what they're saying but i was just looking at the things that the shots are lingering on the way the things are pieced mm -hmm. together and it made me realize like, oh, yeah, right. This is a visual. This is a visual thing that I'm actually supposed to absorb. And in the time since then, you know, there's been sequences and scenes and shots that I've continued to think about. And it is that sort of, oh, right, because that's what this is. This is a movie now mm -hmm. that you just go and interact with. And maybe it won't matter to you as much this time. But maybe when you're on another day where you're feeling in a great mood, you'll read totally different things into this because you're not watching it to find out what happens or you're not watching it to know if it hits all the beats you're watching it because as like Zach says all the time, right? Like it's, it's what the person brings to it. And, and we don't talk about movies that way. We don't talk about these kind of movies that way anymore at all. It's just, is it good? Yeah. How good is it? What does it compare mm -hmm. to? Um, rather than, you know, how much, because how that much is the box office. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, for. Yeah, and I'm looking at this now and thinking like we're in an we're in an age where I want to know why this what the goal of this cut was because uh, normally you're or previously right. if you if you have a director's cut it's everything that the studio thought wasn't crucial to satisfy an audience and make them feel like they were it was a good or run, job spending or run their time. ticket or yeah, runtime yeah we want to make sure Absolutely. that the audience 
feels Correct. like they got their money's worth. So if it isn't the intentions now, were different. Is yep. it like is Netflix like we just need the two hours that people can clip on TikTok? Like that is right. what we need from the first initial version of it. And then the longer one will be, you know, Zach's vision because we respect him. Um, but we're talking about this. We have no idea what Netflix needs for this first one to be a success to them. Because at it's the like end of the day, it doesn't said, matter. Right? Yeah. No, it's there's it's, nothing it's there. on people will watch it. Yeah, you're you're right. People are gonna see it in the top ten. But all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. another oh, it totally will be. My it dad will watch it and love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But another cut, another cut comes out, and it's like, well, didn't I already see the movie? Well, I mean, if I speak for my dad, point, he will rewatch it. Well, and and to your point, Dice, because I've been talking this up to my dad because once again, my dad and I have watched all of Zach's movies <laughs> yeah. together, except for Dawn of the Dead and Army of the Dead, because to an earlier point, zombies aren't his thing. So zombies <laughs> immediately was like a. A no-go for my dad. So that's why he's not seen Army of the Dead. But, you know, when when Zach made that comment at the 70 millimeter screening last week and Joey was tweeting to us and, you know, he says, like, oh, yeah, the, the RA version is really freaky because I gave zero fucks. I, I'll admit there's a part of me that goes, I don't think my dad's going to be watching that. Version. Like, yeah, like I don't know if you want to watch it with your dad, right? <laughs> I've watched some things with my dad that I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's a little different. Dad. It's not. It's not like watching with your mom. I mean, I don't know if I want to watch the R-rated coat with Mama Film Junkie. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, especially with what we know about the tentacle scene. Now. Oh God, yeah. I'm definitely oh, not going to yeah. watch it with her. <laughs> I mean, you keep have her on and then give her the you know see her opinion on live. Oh yeah, you know, I, it could be a whole thing. It's like, hey, mom, what'd you think about uh, you know the R-rated you know, and you know, we could but, have but a the, fun conversation. The, Awkward. I, I think I think what the major thing is is that whether a director a director's cut adds anything to the film itself, right? Because that's any other director. I mean, those director cuts had little fucking bloopers and missing shit that was like, ah, that didn't mean, mean anything. Well, but, but, I mean, you know, did you watch the Abyss of director's cut? I'm just no, saying, I haven't. Seen, I haven't oh, so good. Sorry, it's so sorry. much better. I mean, there's yeah. like a whole subplot that they completely removed but you, from that. Movie. I said, I that's said a great, that's a great, that's a great sales pitch. So that, that's that, a great sales pitch. That additional yeah. footage made the movie better. Yeah, yeah, yeah that and, extended and one. And man, that the movie, movie is so much better. Okay, yeah, it has, you know, it has okay. a subplot okay. that is completely well, right. Removed from and if, and if yeah. that's the case, and if that's the case, did you judge the first film based off of knowing that second cut was going to be better? You no, had no idea, no, right? because so I like, still, Yeah, it's different because I still I, very much enjoy the uh, original cut of the it. original cut. Yeah. Exactly. It works for you, right? Well, like, what you know, if you really? hate, if you have hated it, well, you have gone and watched this? Yeah. Like you have no idea. Says you would have been better. Like, no, well, that's, that's the thing, it, right? I mean, that's. Yeah, that's, well, that's a director's that's cut that massively improves is a sales pitch. Like that is yeah, that is. gets attention that nothing else pitch. does. Yeah. It, it is a sales pitch to a DVD fucking sales, but not for Netflix. Netflix is streaming. It's just know, there. That's, that's that's the point though. Is there's DVD that you gotta you gotta buy it. Like the barrier yeah, to entry, all they gotta get people to do is people who are already. If you're scrolling, you don't know what you want, right? You're already just like, what am I gonna watch now? And someone says, oh, that thing you watched is another version. Oh. 
I'll click on it. I, I mean, can click like yeah, the barrier to exit is so easy. Oh, I don't like this. I'll click out. Like, like you, you say that, man. But there's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, there's I, a I think bunch of. I mean, it's yeah. my job watched, to get people to click on stuff. Like I'm, not, <laughs> I've watched once. <laughs> exactly, I've watched once, and I'm not sitting here going, man. Yeah, no, if what? I don't if like it, I don't even watch an extended version. Oh, yeah, I'll like. fucking watch it. Like, no, it dude. Interesting to see. I have a question for Steven. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a question. I want to just to give you know, an opportunity to talk. <laughs> Finally, um, fuck. I guess talk to him because because <laughs> Sorry, he's he, Stephen is very deep into the streaming reality. So I will ask: Is is Netflix successful if they get people to watch something, or if they just get everybody talking about Netflix? Ooh. Um. I mean. It's, it's, it doesn't matter what people do or don't watch so long as they're subscribed. Okay, so now let me ask you this question. Does that so matter how you, if, well, that benefits, if you that benefits is, only benefits? Who does that benefits only, though? Yeah. Well, wait, I think that's good somewhere. Is, is that there only benefits Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah, is there a quality for that? Does it matter if it's good or not? Then, if anybody's talking about it, I mean, Netflix matters, needs right? to be relevant. Yeah, right. Does, I mean, Netflix needs to be seen to be relevant. They are the like, the fact that we've been talking about this for two hours, I think, alone is <laughs> evidence a little bit about like that they're doing something interesting for us. Right? Absolutely, a, we a, know about that shit as a common person. No, that and you're like so concerned about all these the other amount of people, people that might not have an experience. <laughs> if I were to ask my my I mean, sister, yeah, who yeah. is a massive fucking fan of Dawn of the Dead. If I were to say, hey, do you know who the director was of Dawn of the Dead? Even though I fucking have told her numerous times who the fucking director was of Dawn of the Dead, she'd be like, no, nah, I don't remember. Dude, Dawn of the Dead is her favorite fucking film. She's only a couple years younger than I am. Well, obviously not. <laughs> she sounds, no, no, like a, sounds like a fair-weather fan. <laughs> no, no, my, exactly. My whole point is she is a normal... She does. It's not like she's like going, yo, I've watched Dawn of the Dead 80 million times. No. It's just her fucking favorite film. Like, that's all. It doesn't mean that she's watched it multiple times. It's just she remembers that film for her because, I don't know, for whatever reason. But, dude, she's not going to digest and go, I need to know who that director was. Oh, it's Zack Snyder. Oh, he made 300. Oh, he made Watchmen. Oh, I got to watch fucking Rebel Moon. Now I got to watch this fucking regular. No, dude. He, she's just going, yeah, I like Don of the Dead. But I, you know what I, I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I feel like we're beating around a bush on, like, what what's the actual argument? here like what the the argument is is rebel moon good enough as is right now yeah no exactly that's my point that's what i'm saying that i what I, the fact but, that but i'm it's, going but, but well, it's hard to say that when we know there's another i know but that's just it the waters the whole point though is that i don't know what that extra hour is going to give me with rebel moon i know that watching rebel moon for the two hours and 15 minutes i watched it was good it was good enough, right? Yeah. Like I'm—I mean, that was, it wasn't a bad that film. Knowing that there's a lower version, muddy the waters—is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm saying that in in the sense of it, it's hard for us to say is it good enough at that point because we know there's another cut. We we're making well, an assumption, and, and we slash like the the public discourse is trained to talk about this phenomenon that we're talking about now in a sense of like which one is better? Does it mm -hmm. fix things? Whatever, not just right. like. My question is like, oh, that's version. cool. What else am I going to get? Like, I'm really excited. Like, I'm not worried about will it fix my issues with the film. I'm excited about like, this is a cool universe mm -hmm. and I'm going to see a bunch, a bunch of extra stuff. 
Um, and like that's exciting, and that's what it should be. Anyone who's like invested in, is it gonna make it better? Is it gonna be worse? Is it worth watching? Is it gonna fix plot holes or whatever? Is like I don't think that any of that's the point. But there, there really wasn't any plot holes, was there? I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. there to fix. There's stuff to flesh out. Sure, there's lots of stuff that could be more. No, of, they but... did a they did they did a good job with like you know telling the okay. story, but like I said, there's just like missing you know backstories yeah. and more. But I, mean, I guarantee you, though, after it comes out. I'll Twitter's going to be covered with like, how dare they cut this scene? Well, they're already doing that right now. They're already doing that now. That's the sad part. It's like, but at the same time, it's keeping the conversation going. Like it's keeping the trends going on social media. And I was like, immediately when I see stuff like that and I, you know, somebody sends me like, oh yeah, so-and-so was like not impressed by this. And I'm like, yeah, because when that R-rated cut, guess what? They're going to be watching that. And then we're going to be like, oh, man, so much better. And I'm like, yeah, all part of the plan, I guess you could say. I mean, I, I'm all I'm I'm always looking at it as a marketing, you know, oh, it is. <clears throat> point. I mean, is the fact that it's like they're doing like they're already building in the, the Snyder, the Snyder cut thing. And I mean, maybe it, it's a te- it's a trial run because we really haven't seen this. And I mean, we saw James Cameron, I mean, when talking to Danae was would talking about like, hey, if I can make like a six hour movie and then I can make a two hour version for theaters, but on streaming, I put it for for six hours. It's like, yeah, that's a interesting concept. And now we have this kind of doing a trial run a little bit. Well, hold on. Well, let me just ask this question, Scott. When you saw 300 in theaters, <laughs> I did. How see was that experience? Theaters. Okay, well, well, when you saw 300, oh, what you was your experience? So many dudes yeah. with their hairy chests out. Right. Man. What was your yeah. experience with 300? Men in bikinis uh, and sandals? Oof. I, I, <laughs> I remember renting 300 and watching it with my dad at his house on over his TV. and over. <laughs> what did you think about it as far as a film was concerned? Uh, I thought it looked stunning like okay. i knew i like i there remember when the, i remember when the movie when the movie came out mm-hmm. everything suddenly because i was working at barnes and noble at the time everything was about the battle of thermopylae like uh-huh. like there was a stephen press like like basically if there was a book about the battle of thermopylae whether it was historical <laughs> fiction or if it was uh historical uh, non-fiction yeah, re- yeah. about th- those events I mean, it was it was a phenomenon. Like everyone was talking about it. Like even if you hadn't seen the movie, people were talking about the Spartans. People were talking mm-hmm. about the three hundred. It yep. was conversation. Okay, what was your thought? So, and I'm using that as a basis because as we watched that film, it 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 completely looked. It was just such a fucking genre changing, like game changing fucking film. And yet it's still two hours. So it's not like it, the runtime is a big difference, right? It was still shot on a green screen. It's not, it I mean, that? you, could, you yeah. could definitely tell that it's not realistic. Yeah, but, but at the but same time, it's not building a universe though. That's I, I know it's, it's not building a universe. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's not building yeah. a universe. And yet still, I would love to, people are still talking about, they want to see the Alexander and fucking great film. That's the prequel to it. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, shit, that's a universe if we're going to say it. But at the same time, the only thing I'm specifically Hopefully. stating is that that movie was different 
can you, and I'm, I'm asking as a genuine question, it's a genuine. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong for me to ask this. I'm not saying that you're right or wrong for even having a difference of opinion. I'm saying, was there anything game changing in rebel moon that you saw today or in the last few days? Uh, I mean, the, the whole war sequence and the war and the shooting and the fact that he basically brought in his own version of wooisms, I would say like, see, I, I, the point I was actually thinking about right now is like, what I appreciate, appreciate about Zack Snyder is the fact that he tries different things. Like when you look at Man of Steel, one of the things that bugged me the first time I watched it, but now I love is the whole like handheld camera zoom in thing. I didn't like that at first. When I yeah. first watched it, I was like, I enjoyed the movie, but I was like, what the fuck was going on with the cinematography when it came to that? But now when I watch it, I'm like, God damn it. I see what they were doing right there. He tries different things with all his movies. It's like similar to, like bands that I like when they try different things, like they're not like a consistent sound. Like if yeah, you I'm not, album, I'm not saying that he needed to be the same. I'm not saying he needed to do anything similar to what he's done before. Yeah. What I'm asking though, is did he do anything game changing or genre changing with the film? That's I think, asking. I think the, the integration of so many different genres into yeah. one cohesive yes. story is something yeah. I've never seen on this stage. There's usually some kind I of agree compromise made. We're like, well, it all has to be sci-fi, not fantasy, or we can't have animals that might actually literally understand the the things that a person is saying to them. Um, there were, there's like, actual magic character now. designs that popped up in this that I was like, oh wow, how did that how did that happen in live action? <laughs> That's in here too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, dumb stuff, but like, like. Uh, <laughs> Um, this is a random one, but what's uh, Sigrid? Uh, is that his name? Um, um, uh, we were talking the about father, the, the, what's the, the father of the village, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his overalls, um, we well, he's wearing the overalls and he's wearing the uh, the newsboy cap. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, like, yeah, but beautiful, I, but is that is that genre changing? Oh That's no! I'm, I'm just talking about like like as a, as an overall aesthetic, it does things. And, I, and I'm and I hate to say and I hate to say that because at the end of the day, I shouldn't be putting that kind of pressure on Zach. Not no, that but, he gives a fuck about my opinion. But what I'm saying though is that each film that Zach has ever done has changed a lot of shit in cinema. But That's I think well, that we're but, we are kind of retroactively looking at some digest like pre-digested stuff here yeah. because like like star wars was the same thing when that came out people said like oh is yeah it, but but nothing had come out like star same. wars huh? like nothing had been like star uh, wars. but are you looking for a ghost story oh, no, or are you no, looking no. for a when game out, when what out, is it that you're looking for out all the stuff it ripped off they said it's it all it, you're I absolutely right my Twitter. i posted a bunch of you're old right but nothing it, yeah, it, it ripped off a lot of shit from Dune, but when was Dune was Dune to Dune no, come out in the 1960s? The time, people criticized it for being no, a boring I, rehash of dude, stuff they've already said. It brings I, nothing new to the genre, all sorts of stuff like that. I, and and we, Star Wars and is heard. the genre to the point where people no, 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 no. that's because nothing came out before Star Wars, right? Like there was nothing like Star Wars. Is there anything like Rebel Moon? No, but you're saying that. that in 2023, but, in 1977, that's I, not how people were talking about it. But, I understand but that, but in, 2000, in 2006, there was Sin City came out in 2005. So I thought that that's what a comic book film was supposed I, to be. I, 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 I see your point. When you're yeah. trying to say, Garza, it's hard for me to say yes or no yet. 
without me seeing kind of part two and understanding I, yeah, like I, right right I like right now in this film alone i can't that's if, how if this, that's how we have to judge yeah. it though is this film alone if this film alone to be fair only time will tell if it's a game changer only time will tell yeah whether it's a game changer or not because we only well, dude, realize no, I, dude i when we I only realize that, wait hold on one second we only realize uh uh Zack snyder's greatness oh, with time we don't re we don't see it right away he always that, that's, an, that's an incorrect years. statement because sin city came out no, in 2005 it, it, and i remember seeing that and i was like oh i guess that's what a comic book film is supposed to look like and tw- 2007 comes out Zack snyder releases 300 and i was like oh shit never mind that's what a fucking comic book movie should look like you well, know what i mean it like- was but this but okay for the general for the general audience who, who saw um um, let's say uh, Saxon just no, not Saxon. What BBS, right? The the, the, the automatic re- the automatic response was this is a bad movie. This is not what superhero movies are supposed to be like. What's the movie? Is the movie top five? It, it is a top five of all, of all times. So mm-hmm. it, it took people some time to understand. Was it this top is, five when you first saw is, it? When you first it saw was it, to me, exactly. what I'm saying is, it is to us. I'm talking about for us. It is to us. I'm not talking about well, general fans. The- I'm talking about us. Just us. Us seven mm. people on this faint panel. Was it to you as personal game changing? That's what I'm asking. Because I'm not trying to. I I'm think not trying to pretend can't- that. I'm not trying to pretend that that Rebel Moon. What I saw was some 300 or Watchmen. I, I'm not judging it that way. But I am saying that when I saw those films, they had an impact on me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they, you're asking it, Game Changer, are you, are you asking if, if there's something that we saw there that we've never seen before? Is that what you're asking? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out if... Uh, Garza needs some of those tentacles. That's what happens. Yeah, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. if I need yeah. that. Well, like, tentacles, that's the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know what I mean? Like, this. this hour that's missing out of this film... I don't know what's in that hour. Not I don't most, know if it's going to improve the That is one of those areas where I'll say the experience that, especially the way he outlined it today, but the um, the way that um, the big difference with the the director's cut, <laughs> and I, I try to avoid going here because my my whole thing is like to avoid saying like the director's cut will fix this, but like yeah, I think the type of experience that you're talking about is the the part of the movie like this is just the like Zach always makes two movies, right? He'll he'll he'll, he'll deconstruct something that he he tries to deliver. I don't mean two separate movies, but I mean he'll try to deliver on the thing while commenting on the thing at the same time, right? Like he'll yeah. say like violence is bad, isn't this cool? Right? Like yeah. like like vi- like violence is not is not cool, but it looks really good on screen. Like he'll do that like and that's his whole thing is 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 kind of providing that that dichotomy and the struggle with the studio is always like they're interested in the show this being cool but don't provide the commentary along with it um and so based on what he was saying it really sounds to me like this is him kind of saying like oh yeah people just want the pure genre movie so like let's get a version of the movie that is just the here's your straight up straightforward sci-fi building a team movie and the version of it that's going to be like oh wouldn't it be funny if we fucking twisted the twisted that genre trope that you know from you know wouldn't it be funny if you go into the bar and oh it's not just a moss isley it's moss isley but this other fucked up thing happened 
that kind and of experience where you're like, I will never watch a sci-fi movie the same again because of mm-hmm. that fucking tentacle scene in Rebel Moon. Like that's right. that is what you're gonna get from the director's cut. But that's and it. And that's yeah. I, I hope, and that's what I'm saying. I, I don't feel it's not like I'm sitting there saying that Rebel Moon, what I just saw is a bad film. Like I no. I want to see something that's you know that stays with me that I right. goes well, like god damn. I, I you know don't I mean? think you can discount Zach from trying to make a little bit of a point as well. And I think maybe that is kind of the point. His his intent here is to deliver something that says like, here I can deliver that movie that everybody wants well, me to make. And then also show like, by the way, here's that act. Like this is him saying like, could he have done WB's version of Justice League and the Snyder Cut he, as a single no, no. he was basically saying, and I kind of understood what he was saying when he said this, when he was like, listen, I mean, if we had watched, you know, Seven Samurai and, you know, in that fight where there's two samurai and they're dueling for whatever fucking reason and, you know, he slices them and it's, that's really it. Like, dude, what if we saw that? But in real life, like fucking dude gets sliced, blood fucking squirts out and you see that shit. That's what I was thinking he was talking about when he's like, yeah, oh, like that's, that's what would happen in that fucking film. Like that's how it should happen. And okay. Like, and at the end of the day, even with Seven Samurai, Yes, I know four of them die, but it's not like all four of them are like, oh my god, that was such a that was heartbreaking, like that they died. It's no, that's just because so you're saying that it was thing. a simple story then. So well, because it, it is a simple I, story, I know that I understand that. That's what I'm saying. But Seven Samurai came out in the fifties, right? Okay, right. well, if, if we're gonna have a film that's based off Seven Samurai in 2023. And instead of them all being samurai, they're all going to be each individual fucking people. Well, okay. Well, shit. I they're not. I need to know about them. It's then. Inspired I don't, by it, but you know. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, right? I think like, that, I know. I get it. If you're giving credit to, if you're giving credit to Zack Snyder, I think the credit is in saying like um, the fact that you he know, pulled it off in this film. Can, I'm telling you, it is a good. It works. Yeah. I mean, like. He makes Sucker Punch, and then the statement is, this can be in movies now. Like, this kind of stuff mm-hmm. is what movies can be like. And then he makes 300, mm-hmm. and you're like, comic book movies can look like this. Like, yeah. men, actors. <laughs> can, genre genre changes. Like yeah. And then you go forward. I feel like with Batman v Superman, comic book movies can be this now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now with Rebel Moon, it's like to all of these Star Wars and Star Treks and sci-fi fantasy of the last 15 years that have been like retreading the same Warcraft Warhammer stuff. It is <laughs> fantasy can be this. You can have all of this stuff in one movie. Like that's the overwhelming thing Wars. that yeah, I took away you, is you, like, you like that from foundation. I mean, have you watched Foundation? I mean, foundation? no, I have not, but yeah, yeah, foundation yeah. A very good job at that. So, yeah, he, I found, I, I but foundation what, uh, is a good example because it's fantastic. Like, yeah. it's it's incredible hard sci-fi, but there is a seriousness and there is a, an internal like it has to make sense. It has to fit the logic of us watching it. And Rebel Moon is like he is talking to this bird. This bird is attending a funeral. <laughs> You know, like mm. it can be all of this insane oh, stuff about that. because you just, and again, all for, as I say to Steven all the time, I will quote black sales again, people will say it can't <laughs> be done. It won't work until you do it. And then they'll say it was inevitable. It had to have happened. He, right. Yeah. You know, he wasn't that much of a groundbreaker. He was just kind of, it evolved and he was the guy who did it. 
when in reality he was well, the only guy crazy enough and to convince the studio to give him enough money to do it and he suffers from that too because well, like he, everything that henry cavill's warhammer like everything that could be in henry cavill's warhammer was just changed by the stuff that was on screen in this yeah because it's now not as um, crazy and, and zach suffers from that in a big way too that he doesn't get enough credit for as all as always is um when like when people criticize his stuff for looking like a video game nobody ever asked why the fuck do video games look like that the the guys that make like the, like the cinematic trailers for video games saw fucking 300 and sucker punch and that then influenced the way that all the the video games look and the way they make those cinematic trailers and stuff for video games and now people say that Zack Snyder's movies look like that but no they look like that because because of Zack Snyder yeah. Yeah. The, but they didn't look like way video games, video games look like Zack Snyder movies you're There's saying that they didn't do that are you saying that they, those cutaway scenes didn't exist before 300? No, I'm not saying cutscenes didn't exist. I'm saying, I'm saying cinematics and video games changed the way because that those because of Snyder's like cinematics and like look go, go look at a, a cutscene or a cinematic from a video game in 2001 versus you know after Sucker Punch or 300, like they started the 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 aesthetic changed after like after Zack Snyder showed what could be done in these movies because what Zack was doing with a camera is way easier to do in those environments. And so you, and so it didn't influence movies as much because it's way harder to recreate in, in movies. But when someone's designing a, a cinematic for a video game, well, you can put the camera wherever you want, right? So right. they're going to play with that kind of style a lot Make more. it look like Lawrence of Arabia or something. Yeah. 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 So they were game changers. Is that what you're saying? Well, he gets criticized for looking like a video game, but the video games that he's getting criticized for looking like look that way because of him. I mean, you literally have James Cameron, or was it James Cameron that said that? It was like, James Cameron. Compressing yeah, him. that he said that like he created a signature yeah, some, that everybody tried to replicate with the I, whole like fast. You're absolutely right. Flow, you're right. The fast yeah, flow. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, like he created that signature, and everybody's trying to replicate it. And when you see it, it's like, yeah, good try. You tried, but it didn't look as good. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It's well, like, it's like in the way that people like, he, like I mean, just the fact that it was visual language is what he said, right? Yeah, yeah, visual visual language. Language. Like the, yeah, right. Wachowskis did it in Matrix with bullet time, but we we point yeah, to those absolutely. when we say you had to call it bullet time, right? You had to say, yeah, oh, you know, the Matrix used bullet time because we're all thinking about Neo leaning back is the one that everyone remembers. Whereas with Zack mm -hmm. Snyder, it was like, I mean, I I can't really think of one because he uses it all the time, all over the place. Well, and that's the why he's almost like it's just in his motion. Yeah, he's slow motion and ramping as if he invented it. Yeah. When, mm -hmm. when, like, no, he just he, he used it and when and with speed ramping, he did, it, it, perfected it. he did it in a different, unique, specific way that changed yeah. how you looked at things. I know well, that, they, like, him and his crew created that rig for 300. I know they did. Yeah. That's that is they what the camera, is, yeah. That, that is was... literally the basis of my can't my question for what, Rebel yeah. So, was. Larry Fong, that's why yes, I'm at we, we, we got that guard exactly. like three hours that, ago. That all relates. To, to Larry Fong. I mean, I, I really do yeah. say that. I mean that with all respect. Larry Fong, there is a difference between how Larry Fong shoots Zack Snyder's films and how Zack Snyder shoots his films. That's just, it's clear. From now on, from here on out, I've seen two films, Army of the Dead and Rebel Moon, and I've seen several more other films, Larry Fong and Zack Snyder. There is a difference. I mean, it, is anybody going to tell me different? There, no, no there, you, I, I, I'm not going to debate well, that. Did you yes. see the, the Predator? 
No, the one, the one in Hulu, the one He's on the, the the one that Larry Fong no, was prior to Prey. Yeah. Okay. Right. No. No. No, you're talking about the Predator that came out. That the Larry had, Fong one. The Predator. Out. Yes. Yeah. The like Predator. That was that was before Prey came out. Which yeah. yeah. Was no, I I didn't see it. Why, why do you ask? The one that almost killed Prey. Yeah, well, yeah. Why, why uh, did you know, Larry Fong was the, the franchise. Yeah, I mean, Larry right? Fong was the director of photography on that, and it was like a very, you know, generic. Um, right. Exactly. Not you're you're, absolutely, you're, you're proving my fucking point right or, now. Exactly. Well, the thing Larry is, Fong it, by himself, maybe he's not the greatest, right? But well, working with Zach, but all of a sudden, when he, I, get, I, I agree. He, I agree. He is linked with well. Zach. Fuck, dude! They make some gold Magic. goddamn films. Like yeah. I don't know. I just there's a difference in how that shit is done. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I yeah. Know. There's also like the asterisk here, right? Is like Larry Fong and Zack Snyder have produced like some of the most strikingly beautiful cinematic images that have ever been made ever. Mm-hmm. So like, right? Well, also I mean, you're judging like, <laughs> like when Larry we're, Fong and Zack Snyder have made some of the highest budget movies made for IMAX. No, ever. no, no, no. Watchmen was made for 185,000 mm-hmm. or for 185 million. Okay, it's Rebel Moon Parts One and Two, 179 fucking million. Okay? was uh, 300. In three, no, 300 was like 300 80, was like 50 million. like 80, 80 something million per per movie. Per, and yeah, exactly. It on 160. And so Watchmen. Watching, Huh? Watchmen was 185 million and it was a four and a half hour cut. Okay. Cause I'm going to go with that because at the end of the day, that's four and a half hours. That is a cut. If rebel moon is going to be three hours, uh, give or take. And the next film is going to be three hours. The R rated cut at the end of the day, that's only two more hours of footage, right? I know for a fact that Larry Fong does not cost 20 million extra. No, just no, but, no, but my point is that it's not an apples to apples. Com- like look at, Look at Snow Steam Iron. Why doesn't Rebel Moon look like Snow Steam Iron? He shot that with an iPhone. It, it does. I don't think it, it does. No, it, aesthetically, it's there, totally there's different. there is similar shots into that. There's no. It's not like I'm sitting there going, "Dude, well, Snow Steam Iron is well, right, a fuck. like what? What do you think a, a cinematographer like Larry just points to the camera, whereas act like a cinematographer is not like someone who like has these killer angles. So then, what so they do. I, I get what you're saying. So up lighting the, the way that the, the director so, tells them to set it up. So explain like, to me why so you're saying that 300, wait, hold on a second. You're saying that 300, uh, 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 Watchmen, Watchmen. BBS, BBS. and Sex and League would, no, not, I'm sorry, not, no, Sex and Justice League. BBS. Uh, but, uh, but BBS, all those three movies would still look just as good without Larry. No, I'm saying that you're, you're, People, these are not all supposed to look like that. They're not supposed to look. Yeah. Dude, three hundred does not look they like don't. one. They don't they, look. They don't look anything similar. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, they look unique. They look because fucking, of the work oh, that they do together. You like them more, right? Like you like that. Sure, collaboration. Absolutely, more. I like them more. But I'm talking about technicalities. I'm talking about how it looks, dude. I have no like. Sure, I love the story, but dude, I, I can look at something and go. Well, that looks beautiful. Well, maybe that doesn't. I don't know. Well, I mean, What's we're getting dangerously that? close to talking about like how much cinematography is in this, I, right? And that's like that's a, a, I know. more of a visual. That that well, is right, but I, I mean, I in my mind, I, I like you know what? the way that this Rebel Moon looks. Visually, I, I'm different not saying places. That it, it looks bad in it, I, and I'm, it's again, visually I'm not, pleased. It's visually. Yeah, pleasing. I'm not. I'm not saying Rebel Moon is shot bad mm-hmm. or anything like that. What I'm saying is that. 
at a certain point though, with this kind of feel, like, I don't know if that's the the factor that made 300 look different or BVS look different or Watchmen well, look different was the, the point that I'm trying to make about making comparisons to those is like, for example, especially those, those collaborations um, is that they are like, like, especially, you know, Watchmen 300 BVS, they're comic book movies. And so they're, they are intentionally creating that comic book um style you know it's not Other, always they're not yeah. always ripping off panels even though people claim that they're you know it's different but they're they're creating these iconic moments that are of the the comic book genre you know zach is always playing with genre go look at like like sucker punch for example and that's that's overly stylized but it does a very yeah, similar yeah. genre commentary that zach is doing with this um and would you, you, know, would you say like, sucker punch you know, looks looks like a rebel moon what no. would you say sucker punch no. looks like Rebel Moon? yeah i'd say that i say those are probably the two similar most visually similar in terms of really? like if you're gonna say what does this look the most like in his filmography well, I, I, say, I don't know i'm just i'm asking because dave just said no so i'm just curious i, I, I didn't know. think it would like look exactly like yeah i don't feel they at all there yeah there's no similarity between how specifically but, even in the, the but that's what i love about the fact that it's like he changes it up like all like with I, each movie I, he's not trying to I, do guess I don't know what we're i don't i don't know what we're comparing then are you talking I, about like shots that you want to use for wallpaper and like kind of like no, which I'm one has the most of just those visuals aesthetically i'm just talking about aesthetically pleasing to the eye that's all like yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't, I don't understand sucker, the way we're punch look like a bad fucking film I like I like that Rebel Moon was like um, it was meant it was it was naturalistic at times and then very um, like cold at other times. And then you would get those pronounced shots like Jimmy under the bridge or, um, you know, obviously like the silhouette at the beginning where it is like, oh, this is it's a reminder of like the place we're in is massive. But the story is not supposed to be about that. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I think they're I think they're all. I mean, obviously, this is kind of like dumb to say on some level, but all of these movies are pursuing very different goals in terms of like the vibe and the tone and the style. Yeah, like you put that scene under the bridge in Sucker Punch or 300 or even BVS, and you're like, what the fuck is this doing in this movie? But like, be it's, different. it's visually like iconic, I think, the way mm-hmm. that that it's uh, maybe Man of Steel way, is closer. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, looks wallet. Even the lensing is. I remember that, man. When I was in Man of Steel, and there was a shot of a seagull coasting on the wind, and then water pouring into a bucket, I was like, yeah. "Is this a, oh, yeah. this is a Zack Snyder movie? <laughs> is this is like uh, you know going to the heartland of America?" Um, mm-hmm. And I get, but that wasn't, that would, but that wasn't that wasn't Zack Snyder cinematographer. That was Malik. I, I forgot his last name. Amir Mokri. Yeah. Uh, well, right, but yeah, he. I mean, go. I'm assuming the cinematographer wasn't like. I'm going to go film this seagull <laughs> or I'm going to right, but this but water you, in this bucket <laughs> seems important to me. I hope Zach was the same. But, but that, that's just kind of what Maybe I, it was, mean, I like, that, it's, it's not a dig. A lot of that was Zach. Zach holding the camera too. I understand. Right? But what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is separate our, our, our conception of, of why we're blaming this on the cinematographer, because but I'm not, bla- I'm not blaming, no, it's not blaming, it's I'm not blaming, blaming anything. I'm, I'm not asking, blaming, but I'm saying attributing oh, too. Because just, we're talking about like shots and, and like shot setup yeah. and all that. And yeah, I, I'm and asking if there, if there was a difference Lenser. in how this looks, and if this is like game changing, that's all I'm asking. Like, are you really going to tell me? And I'm not, I'm asking. It's a genuine question. I'm not sitting there talking shit. I'm saying, are you really going to tell me that Rebel Moon is fucking? I mean, the way it's shot, like 
and I hate to say this, but like Dune, when I saw Dune, I was like, God damn. All right. I'm I think it's fair to say that we haven't seen the full movie because it's a movie. I a was just about to bring that up too, Ben. <laughs> so, it, it, so we don't know if it's well, a game changer until well, we see no, the I'm not going to cop out on. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah, release, so I'm not going to punt on. Yeah. But it's not fair. I mean, like, well, if somebody's like, never seen heavy metal or anime, this movie will blow their goddamn minds apart. Yeah. That's true. But if you have, it won't as much. There is something. And that's the thing is like, I remember when, uh, you know, like when I went to the second showing and I got that poster and I was like, oh my God, this is like just the cover of a heavy metal. I'm like, man, I, I, it got me thinking because my dad was a big fan of heavy metal. Of course he didn't show me when I was a kid, but then, when I, you know, grew yeah. up and I, I did watch it and, and, and there is something about animation that is very hard to capture on film. And I think like the, the, the Wachowskis did a fantastic job. Obviously, when it came to the Matrix, you know, trilogy, they, they were like, hey, we can do something here. And I think Zach has done, you know, a level of that when it came to certain visuals and s- certain stuff like that. And yeah, maybe when it comes to Rebel Moon, it's not like it's. It, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's it's almost yeah. It's it's hard to be like, all right. Is this is there is there something here that's going to blow people's minds? I mean, us nerds who love what he does with visuals, we could pick that out. But maybe some, you know, in Garza's point, it's like, hey, maybe the general audience can't really see that. Is that where you're trying to get at? Like Garza no, is like, listen, is like, I, I, let me just. That- let me just say this. Uh, yeah. Zack Snyder is my favorite director. He has influenced so much of my life just in general and my stories yeah. and everything that I'm doing. Especially I writing. I, yeah. And my, especially my writing. I That's fucking right. love the dude with all my heart. Okay. That is not a dig on anything. I also am also a human being and I can go, well, it, I'm not saying that I expected a fucking game changing fucking film whatsoever. I'm just saying that I've now seen a couple more films of his where he's doing certain things on his own. And I'm going, well, maybe, you know, when it came to having separate departments of people that were involved with certain things, maybe it, it worked better for him because I don't fucking know. I, I have no idea. Cause I'm not, I didn't live through those. I'm just saying okay. that it, the experience that I've experienced with again, 300 Watchmen, fucking, I mean, fucking sucker punch. Then Man of Steel, BVS, like there was a lot of shit that I was like, God damn, dude, it was it was influential for me. And so when I was watching Rebel Moon, I was kind. it's not that I was expecting so many things, but I was like, am I going to see something unique or something different? And it felt from the cut that I've seen so far, it felt like, OK, I get the story. OK, it makes sense. There's nothing. There was nothing where I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that shit just happened." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, regardless, I, it doesn't matter. I get it. I, still I get it. But I, I but I think like unique to Zack Snyder, there was some uniqueness to Zack Snyder. Like, like again, Steve and I were talking about this after premiere. Is like the war sequence. Like we never seen Zack just have like the, I know, the, but we didn't see the other side of it. So all I know, I, I know. Cool. But at the same time, even like when it came to the bar sequence, where you know 
the Korra just starts like effing up dudes, and we and there's like a bunch of other goons around. We've never seen Zack Snyder do something like I mean, that. I've never either. seen Zack Snyder oh, do that, thing, but I've seen one thing that I want to. I know, sure but that. that's the thing. It's like it's like it's like he's not like it's not like it's like okay, it's not something new because again, to me, it was like oh, he summoned some wooisms, and I actually wanted to bring that up when he was here. It was like, you know. Did you watch some John Woo movies when you watch this? Because it gave me a sense of like, because I love John Woo movies and the fact that when he could do like those slow motion, like slides and, and shooting and stuff like that, that very much reminded me of John Woo. And I was like, I want, I should have brought that up when he was here, but sadly I didn't, but it's like, okay, so how, how, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, guys. Is like nothing like like super wowed. It's like, but well, at the same time, he still did something that he that was out. I mean, like, yeah, but he he's, before. when he did when he did the 300 fucking you know Leonidas thing, nobody I had done that. that. I know, no, no, no. I know, but well, that was right, six. That's what I was saying. That's the only thing I'm saying. Like, I, it sucks because he did that, right? Like, so yeah. I, I'm going. Well, dude, are you gonna? What else are you gonna give me? You know what I mean? Like, I it's almost a shitty thing for me to sit there and think. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just going. I was expecting, like, hey, dude, you you have free reign. Like, dude, you could do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, but I think it's unfair to make that judgment I, on a I film know, that it's not I know even. It's unfair. I agree that it's unfair. I'm not even complaining. <laughs> I think I'm a shitty person for so saying that. So what the that fuck that's are you talking the then? I'm <laughs> trying to get a. Re- I'm trying to get you guys to convince me that I'm. In the wrong for well, I would. Well, I yes, gotten, you are in the wrong. Oh, I, haven't gotten, I haven't when gotten. Wait watch the second part to, make, to ask this question. I no, think. or the already cut. Yeah. No, because you keep fucking saying, not you, but Royal, you y'all keep saying, oh, we'll do this. We'll wait till this. No, dude, I'm fucking saying, just give me. I just saw something. But it's a, I'm it's, basing it's it off not of a that. complete film, uh, it, but, dude. Let Neither me was something. BBS. You've been talking about doing all fucking night. Do you no, think uh, BBS. Uh, 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 Villeneuve? Do you think Villeneuve made a, a game changer movie? As far as Dune was concerned, absolutely. I haven't seen a fucking what film like his. What is fucking game changer? I love that fucking movie. Don't get Dude, me fucking wrong. Tell me, what is get, game changer about that movie? That shows, shows worms being that fucking big of a deal, or sand being that big of a deal. Please. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Sorry. a giant worms, CGI yeah, worms. That's a game changer. That big of a deal, like in that <laughs> kind of, in that of kind here, of a way, man. right? Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. I, I'm being facetious. Mm-hmm. That sounds like bullshit, right? Exactly. Right. What, uh, what fucking difference does that make, dude? It doesn't. It's not game changer. I didn't say anything. I didn't say Doom was game changing. I said for me, it felt we like crazy. I hadn't read the okay, book. Okay, so right? okay, so so okay, go, good. So okay, tell so me, the, so you want to know if it was game changer to one of us? Who? Oh, so you want to know if it was game changer to one of us? I want to know what, yeah, what was game changer for you guys? I don't fucking know. That's what I've been asking. I think, I, okay, so if we say, listen, we cannot give you an answer until we watch the, either the extended no, cut I can't, I can't or the second version. That Will that suffice? No, because we saw a cut. That's it. I think you're trying to make people make an argument that nobody's tr- trying to make as if it's an objective for what this movie is supposed to be. And no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to find out what makes you think that this is not not made you, but just what what's we can all say that the fucking Leonidas scene is a unique fucking scene to 300. Yeah, right? but that's a complete. You're talking movie. about something that changed cinema. Though. I fucking that's know cool. that, man. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying. Is there something like that in in Rebel Moon? That's all. No. 
There's not going to be no, something that's going to be like like Leonidas kicking the dude into the fucking pit. There's not not going to be something like that. There's not going to be. I mean, that's the thing is like you have moments in cinema that are game changers. And, you know, sadly, we're getting to the point where technology and everything where it's at right now, it's harder and harder to even do the whole game changer thing. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm surprised that that James Cameron pulled off avatar two just because like it was an experience and the visual effects were like some of the best visual effects we've ever seen. But it's like, even him, when it comes to avatar three, he goes, you know, when it comes to avatar three, it's more about the story and, right. you know, pushing the characters. Telling you. We can't really do too much more. And it's like, mm. you get to a peak. That's the thing. You yeah. get to a peak. And that's the thing. It's like, Zach helped craft cinema. He he put his signature on it when it came to 300. And everybody's trying to replicate. Everybody's been trying to replicate that since. And they don't exactly match his quality, for sure. I get that. I get what you're saying, Garza. It's like, at the same time, it's like, but what's like, at the same time, it's like, what the fuck else could he actually do? It's like, he just wants to make... He's making a, he's making a, he's, he's a kid in a candy store trying to make his, you know, just be like, Hey, this is what I love. And I want to just put it out there. And I don't think he's trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to stuff, but he can still have his signature visuals in it, but it's not going to be anything that's going to like, you know, go, Oh my God, did you see this part right here? Yeah. You know what? And again, who you knows know what when it comes to, I think those movies are too different for you to make those, to try to make those uh, comparison because even 300 has so many shots that were like, holy fuck. Have you seen, have you seen 300? And the same thing goes for Watchmen. But, uh, but the only thing that I, I, I I still, I'm on the side of Garza on this one is that I wish I would have gotten the full fledged, uh, whatever version of this film was because maybe there we would have seen something like, holy shit, did you see that? And, and this is something that I said last week, uh, that we have been uh, enamored with the idea of having this uh, more, not grotesque, but more adult content that, that's been given to us as far as The Boys or uh, Invincible. So if it, and even Andor to a degree. So if we would have gotten this adult version of of his um, uh, of his um, not Star Wars version. I keep. I don't know why I keep saying that, but uh, <laughs> his, his his version of uh, this galactic uh, story, then probably would have felt a, a little bit different. Uh, well, not me. Well, Garza would feel a little bit different. But I think uh, once we get that, probably we'll, we'll have this conversation again. I think uh, having this conversation about this film here, I don't think. It, I, I think it's an unfair try to make an unfair assessment because we don't have the full version and we don't have the second part either so well and we're also we're we're functionally like what is the movie trying to do we're holding zach up against movies that were we're doing something visually that i don't think like he's not playing with things visually in this one the same way he does in others the the what he's playing with here is is genre he's like the 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 things that he is doing that are outside of what what other cinemas are um like other movies are doing is with the way that it's treating um genre tropes and combining different different genres together and once again in the same way that star wars did now today that's that seems like star wars always existed that's a genre that was 
created by George Lucas, right? He combined a bunch of other stuff, mm -hmm. um, other influence into one new thing, and it became a new thing. And now it's just Star Wars, and and we think of it as as this new. But like at the time, that was it was actually a time where they, that sci-fi fantasy blend from George Lucas's you know greatest hits had never existed before. And that's what this brings onto the screen. And it feels what we're talking about now is, oh, there's a lot of familiar stuff here. But bringing it all together and putting stuff on this, blending aesthetics, putting them on the screen at the same time. No, there's no moment where it's like, holy shit, there's a hole opening up in reality and, and cinema's changed. But there are things that are going to happen that are that are that are changed because of that. We're down the road. There are there are genre um, influences that are going to um you'll, you'll see the impact of it down the road and how it influences other people yeah. and the way they continue to play Can i tell you how it's game what's game changing yeah what's i tell on? you what's game changing in rebel moon is okay it's because of who he is as much as what he did which is he took a norse farming community a spacefaring fascist regime a griffin riding rancher, um, an alien populated Asian city. Uh, what else is in there? A crazy monster uh, spider lady being fought with uh, superheated katanas. And he made all of it slick as shit. No winking to the audience. No, hey. this is goofy. Isn't this funny? We got a Gungan king who's also slick as shit. Star Wars is not slick as shit. There's some cool no, stuff in there. Goofy. You're right. You're Luke Bess on with Valerian and, and Fifth Element You're and all right. of that. That stuff has to be goofy because they mm -hmm. build that in. And the people that try to make it slick end up falling short because that's right, their know? goal. Whereas like that's Zach, that's just his style, man. Like that's yeah, just how he's going to do it, how he does it. And you're, you're. I love the fifth element, but there's a lot of humor. Yeah, in it. yeah you're, you're absolutely right about all the all the things that he's kind of incorporated into it, and that, and that could also be my my problem. I mean, as far as me is concerned, because visually I haven't seen something like that, but thematically, story wise, I mean, it it to me it makes sense and why all this shit happens and all that stuff. But again, it goes back to like you know with kai if we would just just something small like if we would have seen him you know looking up at cora fucking playing that flag you'd be like oh shit that's the reason why he's fucking going at it. okay cool makes sense like there's that fucking that that tying of of things together whereas i it, everything's well, question and creative choices though right no no absolutely you're right because it at the end of the day, I wasn't expecting that. It's not like I went in going, no, I need I need Kai. If he's going to betray them, because that's what I feel like, I need him to have a reason. Well, no, I didn't need that until he actually said, hey, this is what happened to my planet and my world. And I was like, oh, well, shit. I mean, if you would have just shown that and, and you saw and all of a sudden it just went, well, if you would have just shown her fucking playing that flag from his point of view, dude, I mean, that's fucking that's like that's meat right there. And I would have I been. Either way, I still accepted it, but it's it's those little things where I, I don't know, I, and that's it's fucked up for me to say this because I I don't want to feel this way about it. It's just like 
that's 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 character development. That's where you could say, like, dude, I I don't have to agree with Kai. I don't give a fuck about Kai and his demise and all that shit. But you show me why he did what he did. Okay, him telling me why he did what he did. Okay, I guess I that gets it. But I don't feel anything for it. Does that make yeah, there sense? There's that line. Yeah, he there was the line, and it, it crystallized like what the movie was about. Where um, Darian yeah, the said, "I'm yeah, I'm in." Yeah. yeah, because and, and um, even because we're responsible now. Exactly. And he said it's like, yeah, dude, like um, at the end of the day, like if I'm I don't need to believe that Kai is a good person. I, I don't need to believe any of that shit. And in fact, when he turns, I don't need really an understanding of why that. But if you're going to say why he turned like they did, well, instead of saying it, why don't you just show me? That he why he did. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I didn't even need him. Um, because yeah, he, he says, like, why is is it you know that that blood axe why and why on earth would he switch like why would he Correct. think this is noble at all and chorus says because guilt is a powerful thing and he said oh guilt the underbelly of honor which for me yeah. was like yeah. oh that's the big idea all of these people are all honor 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 and exactly. he's saying like yeah, yeah it's because of guilt like this entire exactly. thing is just how you're dealing and with so- guilt so when he turned, it was like, oh, yeah, because this guy doesn't believe in honor in the first place. Exactly. He didn't give a fuck. He was like, dude, he had a. Mi- I and, didn't even need his, you know, he didn't need to say that. I know he had no there was no reason for us to hear him and his reason on why he turned. Right. Because at the end of the day, shit, I mean, he's whatever he is. That's cool. But you show me why he turned or why he even did this shit. Right. At the end of the day, why did he fucking do it? I don't need to know if you're going to tell me why. Okay, cool. But I'd rather you show me why. And if you're going to show me why, well, show me that fucking core plant that flag. Tell me why. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, fuck this. I'm going to, I recognize her. I'm going to get her and I'm going to do what I need to do to get, you know, whatever revenge or whatever the fuck ever. Who cares? But I'm just, again, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I thought that was a fun payoff. You know what's funny? You're him, selling the, the 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 director. You're selling the Snyder. I know, cut. and I shouldn't. I shouldn't be though, right? Like I, I know like I this is part of it. It's built into this. That's the thing. It really is. I mean, well, I, I well, the only person that can tell me I'm right or wrong is Stephen Colbert. So he's fucking saying <laughs> quiet. So oh, I think he's gonna agree that this is built in, right, Stephen? I mean, I don't think I. I think that it's designed for you to want more. Yeah. And I don't think that's there's nothing wrong with like that's where the 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 previous Snyder, especially the Justice League Snyder cut, really makes it difficult to to process this in the way that like the 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 zeitgeist handles the conversation because this is not like competing cuts. This is not a, a good one and a bad one. It's just this was the straight up. Oh, here's the straightforward sci-fi fantasy thing you wanted. You know, everyone wanted a normal Zack Snyder movie. Here's a normal Zack Snyder movie. It's fine. Um, and uh, um, can I put words in your mouth, Stephen? Huh? Can I put some <laughs> words in your mouth? Yeah. Uh, it's really going to be hilarious for us when people watch the extended edition because people are talking about it and they haven't seen this one in like half a year. And then, like you said, the extended edition will get all the credit when they say, like, this is better than I remember it. Mm-hmm. This really works the second time. It must be all this new stuff. Yeah, but here, here's the thing, though, Dice. I asked this question. Do you think this extra hour is going to make you care about the characters at the very end of the climax? Exactly. That's my fucking point. That's all I'm saying. 
Okay. But I already do. You can't ask me, is this going to make me care more about Jamon Hunsu's character? I'm already at a 10. I know. But other than him? I mean, I, honestly, I, the longer I look at that Staz guy's face, I start caring about whatever he's selling. I'm he's very pretty. I, I looked at it. Yep. I, he was there at the, uh, you know, at the, I actually met him in person. He's a very, he's <laughs> very tan. I, I, I get it, man. I'm just, I'm just asking questions, man. I'm not saying you're wrong for any of that. And that's what I'm saying. But I will say what Staz, like his character, uh, Tarak, like where was he in that final act? We didn't really see much of him doing anything. He was chained up for most of it. Was he chained up? Oh yeah, he was on the thing, but I thought they all kind of escaped because I know like uh Yeah, but I mean when they got into the gunfight on the on the platform and then it was basically just kind of there was the Cora fight, everyone else just was kind of shooting back and forth. Cora okay. and uh um Bloodaxe did something, but everyone else was just kind of Because I was kinda of wondering about because like the second time I watched it, I was like, Where's Turek during this? And then even the third time I'm like, Where's Turek <laughs> during this? Oh so, like is there more like, I mean obviously like after everything's said and done, he's talking to one of Blood Axe's like soldiers. What's her name? I can't Milius. remember her name. Or whatever. Her name is. Yeah. Milius. And, and and he like basically like tells her, like, hey, you know, honor them every time you fight and blah blah blah. He gives good advice, which I like. I'm like, okay, this guy knows some shit. I'm I'm curious to know about his the backstory of him being a prince and all that all that shit and and i'm kind of curious about his ab routine too but anyways but uh, yeah, but, but at the same time though, that's not gonna that doesn't mean anything <laughs> for that ending of that film you know what yeah. i mean you well, just you're, you're just interested you're like yeah i want to know more about him you know what i mean well we'll see what happens cool. that's a cool thing i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying yeah. like, i feel like we don't have enough part ones of movies like this to even like, is this just what part one movies are? Because if yeah. if I didn't care if any of them died, like that's probably why they didn't. The biggest, right? No, no, you're right. That could absolutely be the part. And Andrew, thank you for saying that because that's it. At least that's the first. That that could literally be the reason why none of it felt like. Am I supposed to care about these people dying? Because at this point, it's not the big battle. It's not the big thing, right? So in the second part, all of a sudden we get that backstory. We've seen them already fight and we know how they do it. So now we get this backstory and now we care at the very end of part two. Well, who lives and who dies? You get what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that could very well be it. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not the case. So thank you, Andrew, for at least sparking an interest <laughs> in my thoughts. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sparking an interest. Uh, I think this yeah. is a good, this is a good spot to uh, stop the stream right here. We're going five mm -hmm. hours now. So, I remember Man. the first time we went three hours and we were like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And the first time we went four hours, we were like, what? Hey, yeah. and it, is it is it not surprising that five hours later, I could finally have a change of thought? At least just <laughs> deliver five I love hours. It. Andrew, I love we're not, it. So, we're not surprised it. that you're still talking five hours later. We're yeah. not surprised at all. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. It's crazy. Um, and it's great that everybody, you know, came here. And, uh, of course, thank you to Zack Snyder for gracing his presence uh, with us earlier today. That was great. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, we could pick his brain a little bit. So thank you to him. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to Garza. Thank you to Scott. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Dice. And your dice, but let's go around the horn and let's go ahead and plug. And uh, we're 
Uh, and again, Ben, good, good with the joke where you said, "Hey, Zach, where where we could find you?" I think we all got it. A lot of and a lot of people got it, but it was like it was like, oh, it was one of those things. But that was that was that was a funny joke when you said that. I I I was like, I was like, and I knew that was like he didn't understand it. He totally didn't, but everybody else did. It was like that was a funny. It's like my fucking name, dude. You know, you don't know. It's like what? Put some respect on my name. Yeah. No, no, that that was that was that was funny. That was a good one. Right there, I, I really, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh shit! I was like, that was good. Anyways, we'll go around the horn. Stephen, go first. Uh, yeah, I'm Stephen. You can find me on social media at SM Colbert. You can find my writing at ScreenRant.com. And uh, Dice and I will be talking more about Snyder stuff at uh, SnyderMinute.com. There it is. Garza. No, let's, hope you, let's hope you can change my mind like your partner fucking did, okay? Because <laughs> if at the end of Rebel Moon Part 2, if I care about any of those motherfuckers living, Andrew Dice will have said it first, five hours into this fucking thing, where I go, that makes sense. That, it's that whole time <laughs> you were waiting for maybe. The, the whole time, all you needed was for someone to say, maybe you'll feel different at the end of the story. Yes. Because at the end of the day, nobody, everybody, because how many times were people were saying, hey, no, actually, you know what? It needs, it, we need another R cut. We need another hour. To, no, dude, at the end of the day, that hour is not going to give make me feel any different at the end of the part one. You get what I mean? And maybe uh. that's the case. Maybe that's the point. I don't need to care about who lives and who dies in part one. But part two, well, fuck. I mean, maybe that's the reason why the backstory is there. You get what I mean? Like th that makes sense. And Andrew's the first person to say that. So I'm going, Oh yeah. You know what? Now I could watch it again going. That might make, that may make sense now because I don't know. You know what I mean? Regardless of a, another cut, it's what does that mean towards the whole thing? Right. So at, at the end of the day, that's the way I look at it. But anyways, I only care about that because, as you could see, um, J.A. Garza, that's what I write under. And writing is a huge thing. I'll be releasing something pretty soon. So it's just all about character and all. That's all I think about now, unfortunately. And it sucks because that's just how I'm triggered now. But uh, you could follow me on Twitter if you wanted to hear my shenanigans every eight months in a while. I don't know. Uh, it's a rarity that I'm on. But um, be prepared for April. When Andrew Dice gets the fucking yeah, dude, that was the that was the reason, man. You changed my you changed everything about me, which is exactly so still, what where they can you find did. you, Steven. <laughs> no, 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 no. Some no, motherfuckers no. Dice, go on for three no, no, hours. Andrew, Andrew Dice <laughs> and Stephen Colbert changed how I, they changed everything about BBS for me. Uh, that's that's no bullshit. Andrew Dice specifically, there was a couple articles that he wrote. BVS, where I was like, "Am I the only one that feels this way about BVS?" Fuck. And then now, uh, no, they they helped me out. So I'm glad 50 percent of those people can help me out and and appreciate me. So thank you, Andrew. This is my love for you. Sorry. Anyways, Scotty. I think Dice just checked out. <laughs> no, no, Dice is still there. I saw. Yeah. I heard him laugh. <laughs> All right, Chris. Yeah, you can follow me on any of the socials at uh, Chris Balga. All my shows, World's Finest True Believers and Marvel Alliance, are found on the Geek Ultimate Alliance. You can find that on all the podcatchers and all our live shows on the Geekverse Podcast YouTube channel. There it is. Ben. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter. 
It's their underscore. Uh, listen, uh, you can catch me on Real Anarchy. Uh, search on Google, uh, YouTube, uh, whatever. I'm I'm starting the whole channel again this year. And All what's the uh, the the retirement home that we could send things to? And, and you can send uh, me Happy Fiftieth, man! Yeah, you can send me Metamucil. You can send you don't me look a day over. <laughs> okay. You don't look a day over thirty. Okay. Yeah, uh, Scott. Is Scott the last one or dice? Well, I was gonna do dice because Scott's always sending this off because yeah. you know, you know. See, we're right I know. Now. see, see. He hasn't, yeah. been, he hasn't even been paying attention for the last hour. So <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I know. I know. Some people were like, hey, it's, on, "It's been on TikTok for yeah. the past hour." Okay. Solitaire, solitaire, solitaire. Oh, oh, damn, even oh, more. Hey, he's that oh, fucking bored. He's like, oh, you, oh, I don't more disrespectful to us. Waste. <laughs> All right, dice. Go ahead. Promote yourselves. Yes, I am. Uh, well, I, I invite, obviously, um, uh, beautiful words from Garza. That, that warms my heart. That makes it all worth it. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for speaking that mind. Please. Stephen uh, sure as hell didn't fucking convince me. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Stephen is just realizing that even if Stephen is right. He's not done yet. So I, yeah. I just, <laughs> That's all I was wanting. Dude, I just wanted validation. That's all I cared about, man. <laughs> Just validation. I hear you. Sometimes I just need to be told I'm loved. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Sorry, nice. reassurance. <laughs> no, yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, please, everyone, also send me positive thoughts in trying to save my hard drives for the continued success of uh, BVS by the minute. I will say, just because I don't know when I'm going to be on next, we are closing in on two hundred and fifty thousand downloads. Um, for bbs by the minute so so uh there's hopefully a lot more garzas out there and um i imagine from the sound of it rebel moon by the minute is going to be a massive game changer in itself so um yeah find me on twitter you're gonna be doing uh, the the you're gonna be doing the arc pet though or now we're gonna do both right well we yeah i mean oh, oh man with Steven, we'll talk off. We'll talk off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not making us commit to doing it. <laughs> Jesus. To any any particular amount or schedule. We will be talking about it a lot, I'm yeah. sure. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and the comic. Yeah. Oh, God. So much. So much stuff. All right, Scott. Send us off. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast at DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. You can be looking forward to an Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom review and a Rebel Moon review coming from Tim and me. And then, of course, Sundays, starting again on January 7th. Tune in here at the Film Junkie YouTube channel for DC Fan Animated Stream, where we will be picking up the new year with the 23rd episode of Superman, the animated series, Solar Power. God, I'm telling you, you got to listen to that last episode. We God, got so we raunchy. So bad. We were it was so, so raunchy because we were just picking apart the undertones of uh, a lot of the things that were in that episode. We anyway, were naughty. We were naughty. Very, yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, hit that like, thumbs up. Thank you, everybody, who uh, joined tonight. Great panel. Great discussion. Thank you to Zach Snyder, of course, who joined earlier. And, uh, yes, guys, we will talk to you guys later. See ya. Happy holidays.